Welcome back to another episode of Faction After Hours Podcast. On today's episode, we have John Paul, better known as JP underscore S14 on Instagram. JP has been the go-to machinist on the East Coast for SR20s and RBs, pretty much any other JDM engine you have for a few years now. Most of you have probably seen his black VVL SR20 S14 before on Instagram or his super informative story posts. But if you haven't, make sure you give him a follow. I was glad we were able to give everyone some of JP's backstory with this podcast. I hope you guys enjoy it. This podcast is sponsored by East Coast Drift School. East Coast Drift School, which is located in Englishtown, New Jersey, is a driving school that offers a more private and intimate environment for learning how to drift. Whether you're someone who has countless drift events under your belt or someone who has yet to kick a clutch, East Coast Drift School is a great place to pick up some seat time and improve your drifting abilities. Be sure to follow East Coast Drift School on Instagram and look out for the schedule, which is released on the 16th of every month. Also, feel free to message them directly for pricing and availability. You can find them on Instagram at East Coast Drift School. Just for Alan, just for Alan, we're going to turn the mics in. He said the silence is so loud. What do you think this operates on its own? Oh, he's getting real fresh now. Yeah, he's getting real fresh. He went to one final bout. He thinks he's cool. Welcome, everybody, to the Faction After Hours podcast. We have another guest. I feel like they're always guests. We haven't had a normal one in a while, but I'm glad you're here. Thank you. We have JP, one of the most, I feel like, I personally, every time I see an engine that's an SR, I'm like, JP probably built that. (laughs) Yeah, for right now, definitely. Are you, would you say that that is... I don't know. You said you like to stay humble, so I, you can say what you want, but I feel like you're definitely one of the more reputable engine builders, specifically in the SR20 realm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I definitely take a lot of pride in what I do, and I always strive to shoot for the best. Yeah. So I never cut corners. Everything has to be done better than my own standard, better than my own personal work. So, so far, everything has worked out great, and everybody's been super happy. So, it definitely boosts my confidence. I can say that like, <laughs> yeah. I can do really good work and stuff. Yeah. So over time, it's definitely been nice. Like Mostly like our, our friends have been supporting us. So That's got, like the same mentality we had, too, when we started. It was I like, feel like you guys both, when we visited your where you do your work, mm-hmm. um, which if you haven't checked that video out, it's on the YouTube channel, the Faction YouTube channel. But when we went there and you guys were talking, I was like, what the fuck are they even talking about now? <laughs> like, I'm, I don't even know what the hell is going on. But, I mean, like he said, like, he does things, like, better than his own standard. Like, yeah. Or, like, up to his standard. Like, for example, if you were going to work on your own car or something like that and you were working on your own engine, you'd do the same things that you're going to do to a customer engine. Yeah. Or if not better. If not better, yeah. yeah. I could take chances with my own engine because yeah. if something happens, it's on my own. Like, I can't, I'll be mad at myself. Be like, all right, whatever. I took that chance using that bad part that I knew it was probably going to be bad. Yeah. But with a customer, I'm never going to be like, oh, like, let, let's sit fly or something. Cause yeah. like, I know if something bad happens, that customer is going to be so upset and I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. I want to make sure that they're as happy as I am. I mean, that's, much. yeah, that's, so that's our mentality too. I mean, my mentality is like, like, I, I, w- I would rather spend the money, whatever it is, spend the time, you know, than have one person out there talking shit about something that went wrong you know what i mean like absolutely it's like dude uh, customer service and like reputation is way more important than making money google reviews no, yeah just kidding. dude yeah that's way more important to me than making money so it's like it's like the same mentality yeah. and with engine work it's like 
you got to be real anal engine work, I feel like, because, like, one thing... Absolutely. It, right? It, it, it could snowball. Absolutely. It's not like a, like a paint job where it's just, like, you deal with some orange peel and it's whatever. If you miss, like, the valve lash, then you're cooking a valve on the track or something. <laughs> and that, that's going to yeah, ruin somebody's day. Like, that, yeah. Or, like, yeah. something with a bearing and then yeah. clearances and, weren't right. Absolutely. Now the crankshaft's fucked. Now you gotta take everything apart again. And to it's a like, lot to a lot of people, what you do is not something that like, oh yeah, I'm gonna just learn this shit in my garage and cop me one of these. I don't fucking know what you used to. Yeah, <laughs> like let me buy a CNC machine. Let me just buy a CNC machine. I'll just do this in my backyard. Like, yeah. no, you can't. So it's like, yeah, the need... people trust you mm-hmm. is what I'm kind of getting. Yeah, at. I mean, what it's like, paint paint shops, fabricators. I'm thinking like roll cages, and machine shops those are like the three things that most people that build their own cars are like not capable of doing yeah like like, i wouldn't personally trust a cage that i built exactly for myself (laughs) you're bugging you don't think that would work out (laughs) absolutely and the wiring too that's the other thing i I just got a new chassis harness for one of my spare cars because i just did not want to deal with harnesses i was going to ask you about that so that company is what it's called chassis harness chassis harness yeah so they're not s chassis specific he's more of a e36 guy bmw so he ventured into the uh, s chassis world yeah, because I was watching your story, and I was like, oh, okay. Because, you know, we used to make those, you know, it's probably like four years ago now. The Hoyts Mahardis. Yeah, three years ago. I didn't even know who that ago. was when I first saw that on the Dude, there's pages. such a market for that, though. There is, know? yeah, absolutely. And it's growing because these cars are getting old. The harnesses are getting brittle. And yeah. I'll pay anybody that's good with wiring <laughs> to give me the quality product because yeah. it's that, just like I said, like my engine. I was going to say, that's how people feel about your engine work. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like they're watching the stories. I mean, I'll tell you how I, I mean, I knew you for a long time, but mm-hmm. I didn't like, I don't think we really met met until I brought that engine over there. Yeah. I don't think like I, I knew of you through social media yeah. and like I've gone to English down a couple of yeah, times yeah, and yeah. stuff, but like I never actually formally met you up until that time. And, and then like, I saw you like start doing more and more machine work and like I'd watch the stories and you know, mm-hmm. I'd learn a lot too while watching them. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, this is cool. And then I think, I think my engine blew up then. And then I was like, "Oh fuck! Like, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to send this out. Who am I gonna send it to?" I was like, "Well, JP. Honestly, this is my first thought. I was like, I was like, well, JP works on SRs. I was like, I don't know how much experience he has because I know I saw you like just started doing that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, iffy. But then I was like, I was like, at the end of the day, this guy cares about what he's doing. Mm-hmm. It's like very obvious that you care about what you're doing. So yeah. I was like, I was like, let me take a chance. And then we, I sent everything to you." You gave me my engine back. You built engines for our customers, and everything's been going well so far. And I was like, "All right, cool." So I just I went off of you literally based off of like your passion and how much you were like explaining to people on Instagram and stuff like that. I I appreciate that, and I remember you mentioning that when you brought it because I was like, "Dude, like, thank you for trusting me with your build. You're extremely expensive HKS entire setup." Yeah, yeah. Because that's like. <laughs> You could have gone to Massworks. You could have gone to anywhere else, big names, because that's usually that's what I did back before I did my own stuff. Yeah, yeah. I trusted the big names because I was like, I want the best of the best. There was nobody else doing it. But if I knew that there was somebody doing this and being as transparent with it as I am, and the work proves itself, like my car runs perfect. Everybody else's cars that we've done runs perfect. So yeah, you know why not give them a shot? Yeah, yeah. That's what it was. How how long have you been doing what you're doing now? So or like just. I mean, I guess, how'd you get into this? Like, specifically, I guess, like, engine building. Mm. So it starts way back 
like in high school. Take it so, way back. Yeah. Like, we'll take it way back. Like, I'm, I feel like I'm a boomer. Like, I'm 32. Yeah, I'm 32. I'm 32 as well. Yeah. Perfect. Nice. Right. Yeah, that's why I feel like I relate to Frankie. This is a grown up table. Okay. So All right. You guys can All right. Hang out over All right. There. All right. We got our fancy drinks and stuff over here. Yeah. What you got? Water wetter. We got a new age shit. Yeah, we got water. We're healthy. But, but so you were in high school. Would you have like a machine shop or something like that in, in high school? We had one, but it sucked. Like no one ever was oh wanted God. to take that. Yeah. Dude, yeah. No, we had we had absolutely no machine shop. We had uh, a wood shop. We had a wood lathe. That was okay. the closest thing to a, a machine shop that we had. And it scared me. I didn't want to do the lathe projects because I was always in fear that the wood was going to come and hit me in the face. I, w- I was going to say, you ever have a kid like lose a finger or something in wood class? Because I had that happen. What? Yeah. Yeah, I forget his name. but he, Oh, it's Frankie Bovino. Dude, he got fingers missing and shit. And I was like, uh... What, do you, what was it? I'm the not table gonna saw? Take wood class. Was it the table saw? Probably. I they don't probably remember. didn't use the like... Ex- you know how they give you wood? They're like, when it, when you don't feel comfortable, just, just take the wood and you push that through. Dude. They definitely didn't do that. I was like, <laughs> fuck that class. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, so <laughs> God damn it. high school high school didn't have any car. Um, they had an auto mechanics class, That's good. which I took because I took the wood class like three times in a row and I couldn't really do that. So I needed an extra credit. And I was like, you know what? Like, I think I want to get into cars. OK, so that was the first mistake. All right. Let's see how this. Goes. Yeah, that's that's where I went. Back then, I wanted to be an airline pilot. That was like, OK, my, that's kind of that sick. That was my career. path. Why do I, why do I feel like I could? Yeah, I could see that, too. Can, can, can yeah. You, uh, can you cut to the camera of Jake? Look at him. The, the, look at him. <laughs> the, the, yeah, this I, is your pilot speaking. <laughs> like, yeah, I feel like. Yeah, no, that that aviation. I ha, I don't know. I feel like I have a thing for machines. Yeah, I, me too. I like planes. All right. Oh, oh yeah. So only warbirds. All right, that's it. I don't fuck with any uh, like you know no Boeing seven fifty seven. I don't. That's fuck funny that. that you like that you say you like machines and planes and stuff because I feel like that takes a certain level of like detail too. Like airplane mechanics are crazy. Like, oh, can't the tolerance is on, on a on an airplane is a lot tighter than it is on a car. Absolutely, and that's that's actually where I learned what I can say I I know now mm-hmm. it was because, like I said, I went to I went to high school, took the auto class, which was just reading books. We took a lawnmower engine apart, we put it back together. Oh, I did. Yeah, we did that. <laughs> that was pretty, it. Didn't fire up. I didn't even know if it was gonna work. I just took it apart to put it back together, and that was it. Wait, they didn't make you start it back up? No, no. Oh, they made us. They made it make sure that yeah. shit turned Yeah, it was on. just like, put it back together, and that was grade A. Like, the teacher was just like, you know what, just don't care. Like, just, <laughs> <laughs> he's probably getting laid off the next year. <laughs> I think they cut the auto program for that. So, but one moment that, like, really struck to me in high school was one of the technical schools in Connecticut owned a R34 GTR and an NSX. Wait, what? So what? <laughs> it's, a, it's a crazy story how they, they own those cars. Mind you, this is like... Early 2000s, so like the car was re- still relatively new, yeah, super new, and I didn't know what a GTR was. I knew what an Evo was, so I was like, I like Evos and stuff. And then they were like, we were in the auto class, and they were like, okay, uh, Porter and Chester, the technical college, is gonna come by and give us a presentation. And usually they bring the NSX, which was just like a riced out NSX with a system on the back. And I thought the NSX was cool because my uncle had an NSX growing up, and I was just like, oh, that, that's my uncle's car. So. They brought the R34 to the classroom, and I, I walked in there, and I don't know. I This car just, like, struck to me. It was, like, like when, like, Ash sees that legendary Pokemon and, like, <laughs> destiny changes forever for him. I feel like that was that was my, my yeah. epitome. I Wait, was you like, said it was a 34? Yeah, it was an R34 GTR. That like, was literally probably brand new when you... It was, it was, yeah. And, like, mind you, Too Fast, Too Furious had 
just been recently released so like that was a hot ticket of the car so i was like holy shit that's that car from that movie like what the hell but like back then i didn't know i that i couldn't do an oil change back then so we graduated high school long story short the car actually got impounded because okay, it was uh, an illegally imported yeah, car that's what oh. i thought happened and they probably crushed that thing too so i think yeah no that that car got crushed that car was actually at the what? mall a couple times yeah See, yeah, because if they if it was an illegally imported car, I feel like there's always there were pictures of them always getting crushed. Wait, yeah, the R34. Yeah, I think this happened in 2007 when they crushed oh it. God. Yeah, it was full blown R34 GTR. But the NSX was okay. Technically, we got yeah. the NSX here. Was so. it was it brought in by that company, like company that would bring in all those R34s? Um, Motorex. Yeah, was it a I, Motorex? Car? I think the Motorex cars are actually legal. They and are. Those are the big bucks ones because those oh, are the okay. ones that got legalized you know anything that's not motorex well i heard that they they said they were legalized i don't know i don't know this is alleged but i'm just saying <laughs> i watched mad videos on yeah there that, was a whole like. thing yeah, yeah they said they were doing it but then they didn't do it yeah there and was the, some they, they that's why they messed up if yeah. they were just they just stayed legal doing the right things they would have been fine and it would have been sick but like it looks like somebody messed up they got yeah. greedy and then, well the thing was it was like dude the there was big problems with those not being legal. It was like the way the fucking roof was designed or some shit. You know what I mean? The glass, too, I heard. The I was glass. like, there's no way they're fucking fixing this really shit. Is that really what it was? I thought it was an emissions thing. Dude, it's like it has height. It has like structural differences that aren't DOT approved. Shit like that. Yeah. It's well, some, like the A-pillars Yeah, fucking some with break. the A-pillars, some shit. Yeah, windshield, like you're saying. Like, Damn, there was a lot involved. But, and they but, were like, yeah, we, you know, these are all legal. I'm like... Bullshit. I remember yeah. reading their website when I was younger, and I was mm-hmm. like, there ain't no fucking way. Forgive me if this was mentioned already, but why did the that high school have that? No, it was the uh, technical school. Oh, technical school. school. Yeah. Why'd they have that? I have no idea, but I remember <laughs> it was on dealer <laughs> Who, plates. Who's who's in charge of the budget over there? I don't know, but... No. They, they just wanted it on their That's what's up. But, dude, like, nobody, <laughs> nobody else knew what that was. Like, it was just me and my other buddy who was into Subarus back then, and he's like, he was always wanting a Supra. <laughs> So back then we looked at Supras, you know, a hot Supra back then was like 20 grand, like a big turbo, like nice Supra, 20 grand. (laughs) Yeah. So we were looking at those and then he's like, oh, it's the Skyline GTR, blah, blah. Like I see those in Australia. Like I've always wanted to buy one. They were like 20 grand for a GTR back then. Like nice. Like this is so weird. But then the importing process, I feel like would take, wouldn't, I always thought that the problem with importing something that obviously wasn't supposed to be imported here in the first place would be so fucking hard. So I'm like, I hear it's 20 grand. Dude, you just got to know I'm like, someone in Florida and you're good. That's true, I guess. You I know what like- I, What else I think it was? I think it was because it was a school. It was probably imported under like a show and display oh. type deal. And I think that probably got expired and then they kept the car. Because I know, I know there was dealer plates on it for a long time. Because I was like, what the hell is a dealer plate? And yeah. then my buddy told me, he's like, oh, because like you can't register that car. So that's the way they drive it. But it's like the school owns it. I was like, well, that's kind of weird. But <laughs> that's, that's when weird. I started to learn about like these he, like loopholes into like. Then you, you came know. in the next day and it was crushed. <laughs> and and I it was mean, a soda can. Damn. Unfor- yeah, I mean, I graduated and I saw it at the mall. Like we had like the local mall and it was like there a couple of times. Like I have a couple like really like old iPhone 3G pictures of it, like really grainy. Yeah. If, if I walked into a fucking, if I walked into Paramus Park, and there was and a there GTR. was a GTR and R34, and it was the year 2007, and I was, or some and shit. I was 10 years old, or no. 2007 i was probably like 12 12 12 13 years old yeah i'd shit a brick right there because yeah. like you how often are you get to getting to see that Dude, like, especially then when it was like 
kind of new. Yeah. No, like, and, like, the, the engine was popped, RB26, and, like, I was just like, oh, man. Like, I'll I, tell you one thing, though. That probably got a lot of students to sign up. Yo. Dude, thing is, like, my high, I don't know. The the era that I grew up in was just weird. There was no car kids other than that one my friend that was into Subaru. So, like, yeah. nobody knew what this thing was. Like, they, they just kind of <laughs> took it for granted. And I think about that back then. I'm like, dude, like, all these kids were sitting around this beautiful r34 and like nobody gave a shit like <laughs> it's just a weird i feel like it's almost like a you ever feel like it was a dream and you're hallucinating it, it, i i knew that was like different i knew that at that moment i was like okay like i think i really want to get into this like this is that was this, the, re, this is really appealing this is a really nice car like i want to yeah. own something like this like one Did they day. ever let you drive it or like take you out in it? no dude i was probably like 15 years old God or damn something. It, frankie dude, imagine just they just do that's a good way to get someone hooked yeah, I would. I would want to if I heard that thing. Yeah, the RB twenty six sounds a little different than like some. You got the ITBs in there, like yeah. that thing when it accelerates. I like how they sound. Yeah, yeah. it's like nice. Yeah, when they're s- relatively stuck, I like it. Yeah. I love. I love RBs. I I love the Purr a lot yeah. more than a Jay Z. That's why I, I was gonna say which one's better, Jay Z or RB. I like the RB. I do think, you yeah. do you get a lot of RBs? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we do. We do a lot of Tommy FBS RBs. So honestly we do more RBs now than SRs at this point. Damn. Mm. We gotta start sending more over. <laughs> Come on guys, send us your engines. No, yo, chill, chill, chill. Chris is tired. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, you had like a stack of RBs there when we were there. Was yeah. there? Dude. Man, I was so tired. Well, I go that there day. like every weekend now, so no. <laughs> But yeah, thank God you were able to come down here and save me one trip at least. Yeah, anytime, dude. I know you've been up there like a handful of times yeah. now, and so, I, dude, I something about Connecticut, man. I don't. At least they got Royal Farms up there. The driving though, there's one through right Connecticut. By it's not for me. Yeah, eighty four is definitely a nightmare. Yeah, but if you're in if you're in Connecticut, it's not so bad. So like living in Connecticut, as long as I don't have yeah, to come yeah, down yeah. here during this time or it's like the, the that highway is just I don't know what it is, dude. Something about it. That yeah. shit puts me to sleep, too. There's this body shop down there, or I don't know what kind of shop it is, but there's a 996 Carrera just sitting there. And I'm like, damn. Wait, where? On the, on the I'm literally shop? so close to JP. Oh, the, I was like, yeah, yo. The shop near oh, yeah, the, the Porsche it shop. It just sits there, and I'm like, hmm. Yeah. That thing's going to blow up one day. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's been sitting. That's what the, the secret is with those. Do you, but, go, do you guys work on those a lot? Those yeah. Ones? Yeah, so we that shop down the road, they've serviced a lot of Porsche stuff. Okay. Um, so they... Bring us everything that's blown up and stuff. Oh. So remember okay. that engine that it was on a stand when we went there. That oh, that's right. Sick. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. You don't yeah. like and like I don't I don't know why, but I don't remember if it was like a normal engine stand, but that shit just looked weird on a stand because it's it was like flat. Flat. Yeah. <laughs> well that was the air cooled engine too, right? Yeah, so it's like a Porsche, so the transmission bell housing is like a like a little circle, the way it bounced to it. So mm. that's why it has its a special engine mount. Oh, so it was a special engine yes, mount. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Dude, the- I the engine in those 911s, the air-cooled ones, that's the only reason I got into them. Because I was like, damn, I want an air-cooled engine one day. That's, that's how I learned sick. how to drive stick in one of those. Well, in, uh, yeah, in an air-cooled one. Yeah, my dad had one for a little while. So I just started looking. I started doing research. I'm like, all right, what's the last one with the air-cooled engine? Like, I just keep looking. Yeah, they kept the air-cooled engine, I think, up to like 89, I think. Nah, 90 or 98. Yeah, you said really? the, the one that the, everyone likes. The, has nine, the, nine, the one, 993 right? was yeah. still air-cooled and which then they switched crazy. to 996 which my roommate has one that car is ugly as hell sorry it is but it sounds very it still sounds very porsche that's the one your dad has right yeah yeah it still sounds very porsche-y there's a everything in there feels like a beetle like i a like the 997 beetle. i do too because i think it looks better but they also still blow up and shit until you get a 997.2 which is because like, of that bearing it situation? deletes the, it, the, the ims they 
yeah revised it to not have one i think or or they made it better yeah that know. weird bearing but uh yeah i like porsche dude yeah i like those engines i like the the air-cooled ones i just That's like because it's you know it's different yeah yeah we work on the air cools mainly like not so much the water cool stuff okay. it's more intricate but the air cool stuff is like we have cnc programs for them and like we do some pretty cool stuff with them actually yeah because so. i sick. saw because they have individual cylinders right like they're not it's not yeah. a block so yeah so you bolt each each cylinder is its own jug basically it's kind of yeah. Like, yeah basically like a harley what? engine yeah. yeah. So you can basically assemble it like a Lego. So like you have the cylinder with the ribs, the cooling fans, and then you put the head on the top. So, and the head is the heads are individual or they're yeah yeah it's okay. each individual head. So each individual head's like kind of like a little square. Yeah. Like so and it's just the intake and exhaust pour and then the valve guides and then the holes for the push rods. Now there are like weird things with Porsches, right? Like the the rings that they have on the cylinder heads, right, or something. What? Well, I didn't know that. It's some weird. Sh- I mean, the, the way the head gasket seals. Yeah. It's like it's like a, a counterbore. So like we actually machine that. We put that in the CNC, and the CNC the, interpolates the circle, and it gets a true flat again because it just warps over time. But the way it it mates to it, it's just like a like a cap almost. Like you're oh, wow. capping the cylinder with the and with the not, head. Is it an actual head gasket or is it like? I don't know. We haven't put one together. Okay. Usually they put them together, so yeah. we just do the big Dude, I was doing work. some research on this shit. I was like, I got so deep in YouTube one night. You I'm look like, like a little bootleg Magnus Walker driving around. Hell yeah, dude. I love Magnus Walker. <laughs> <laughs> Any video comes up on YouTube with him, I watch that shit. Yeah. Although now he's getting a little sold My dad out. was cool as fuck when he would drive that 911 around. The first one he had, the what, black one. Nine, what the air-cooled it? one. It was a it was a G-Body 911. It was an 87. That's like a, the best one. Yeah, with a three. Three two swap some some bigger. It was a good engine. Yeah, G fifty trans, and that's the most expensive one now, right? Or G eighty trans. Um, the those they're one. all fucking expensive. I don't look. That's for like those. the one that uh, R W B. Jimmy just does, bought one yeah. too, I think. Right? Yeah, R W B. Cut the shit out of that car real quick. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, no, he would he would be so cool. He would be leaving at like five a.m. on Sundays, just be <laughs> gone all day. And I'm like, where the hell have you been? Now I get it. Like, oh, now you get it. Yeah, I'm like, dude, he was probably having a day. <laughs> yeah. Badass. Yeah. That's sick. <laughs> but, right, wait, I want to know. So, yeah, so, we always uh, do this. God damn it. We, yeah. Where the hell were we? You're, there was a technical school that had the RB and the NSX. Yeah, they had the, the R34. So the R34 pretty much made me fall in love with cars. Okay. So back At that then, point, you weren't like into it at all yet? Like no, fully? I, I hadn't gotten my license yet. Like I, I knew what an Evo was and like I knew I wanted a car, but like I wasn't sure yet what I wanted, you know? Like back then, okay. I hate to admit this, but back then I wanted a, a, a Toyota Celica, like literally. Which, like, one, which one though? The like the two thousands, like the the hairdresser car. Oh, the one with the with the pointy legs. Yeah. Oh yeah, hell like the, yeah! The, the that with the, that's yeah. a one ZZ. Like, I wanted that so bad. That shit had a dude. body kit from factory. I fun. love that yeah. car. Man. Just the TRD yeah. body kit, dude. I wanted it so bad. I would go and like search for it. Like, I, I didn't love even that know car. standard back then, so I was like, I want the Triptronic because like I want to shift, but I don't want to like nah, have dude, a clutch. I, like I drove one. It was a manual. This girl had it. I was like, Yo, you got that car? I literally just hung out with her because she had that car. You're fucked up, dude. First of all, I'm kidding. If she ever listens to this, God forbid. But uh, so we took it up to. Bear Mountain, that shit rips. It had the intake, that dual VVD. But then you found out the car was slow as fuck, probably, right? Well, I mean, I just like how it looked. Like, I was like, I wanted the TRD trim with the big wing, and then I was going to put this, like, stupid body kit that I found online. It was called, like, the Vader kit or something. Like, thank God I didn't have money back the then. The Vader because, kit? Like, <laughs> dude, it was, it was so bad. It. Yeah. It That's was, a 1ZZ engine, I think. I think 2ZZ, Yeah. 2ZZ is the one that you want that doesn't blow up. Yeah. Or, or is there one ZZ is the one that does blow up. Uh, I mean... I, that car is sick, man. It's 
the there, thing is it's front wheel drive so. yeah yeah i mean there's not much support to it and no, like right. i said all the other toyotas just overpower especially like a gt4 coming from a gt4 and then you have like this like literally like commuter car but, but back then that was like that was that uh, was a cool car yeah it was they were nine grand dude imagine yeah. paying nine grand for that car nowadays like it was insane and I'd i like i remember bucks. They had an exhaust for it. It was like the Cosma exhaust, and it sounded really loud. Oh. And I was like, I want that, and I want that exhaust. And yeah, like, dude, th- those cars sound nice up top. I'm telling you. Yeah, they definitely Toyota. And the interior. If you guys are listening to this, go check out a Celica interior, the, the specifically the 2000s one, because I like a lot car. of those cars took a lot of styling cues from the same cars of that era. So that's like the Supra and all that shit. The 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 gauge cluster and shit. Like it's very driver looking inside. Yeah. MR2s are the same same engine actually. MR2, yeah, two ZZ. Yeah. They take. That's why I think it was a one ZZ in there. I don't know. Correct me yeah. if I'm wrong. The chat's probably gonna be like, it was a fucking one YZ or whatever. But <laughs> yeah. did you one end up buying one of those or what? Yeah. Did you have one? No, dude. They were unaffordable. Oh, like, nine thousand dollars. Yeah, 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 it was yeah. nine thousand dollars. And I also was looking into a Mark IV Supra. Okay. Oh, oh. It was there was a white automatic one down the road, and they wanted eleven grand for it. So I was <laughs> what, dude? <laughs> yeah. I, it was white. It was nice, and I, I was telling my dad, I was like, I want that, and he's like, You're not buying that piece of shit Supra uh, to, Toyota fuck? for eleven grand. Like, why would you pay eleven thousand dollars for a nineteen ninety four car? And I'm like, Dad, like, I need this yeah. money. I need this car. Like, that's what all parents say. So, so that makes sense. like. I mean, we we don't have money, dude. Like we're immigrants. Like we, my parents just. Side note: Where are you from? I'm Colombian. Okay. Yeah. We were trying to figure it out earlier. So. Were you? <laughs> yeah. Damn, I got here late. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, we we came. You know, we moved here, and then we've had to start from scratch. So you know, my parents didn't have that much money, and you know, came time to buy for me to buy a car, and I didn't have money. So they were like, find an economical car that you want. Mm-hmm. So back then, I was looking for A86s. I was looking at S- Damn, you're just running through these expensive cars and but I'm forgetting but, the time frame here. Yeah. They were probably how much was an eight six back then? Three grand tops. So that was that was within the budget. But yeah. as soon as I showed my dad what a nineteen eighty six Toyota Corolla looked like He said, What the fuck? He's like, doing? What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, why would you spend three thousand dollars on that piece of shit looking thing? Like I'm waiting for him to say, Okay. Yeah, what, you know, game, what, like got what the car okay. did he get the okay? Chrysler so, Sebring. So mind you, this like he like I I showed him that, and then back then actually I wanted the R34. So like I found out that you, we couldn't have those in America; they didn't come with them. Yeah. So then I found S15s, okay. like so, within the same category of the cars, and I was like, dude, that's a really really sick car, and they were cheaper than the GTR R34. So I was like, yeah. let me see if we have those in America. No, we don't. No. So everything you wanted was just like, no, nah, you can't. You have used it. to be able to find them, like a Spec S. There was one that was for sale for Mad Long, and it was down the road. I don't know if you remember, Chris, but it was in like Clifton. It was a white one. It was like nine grand Spec S. Wow, that's Josh probably owns it now. Honestly, no. Why I mean, do I think Stoneback had that car? But I don't know. Oh, I don't okay. know where it came. There was a white Spec S in Clifton. Yeah, yeah, I remember. When did yeah. you? Uh, come to this country? Like, were you a baby or? Uh, I was eleven years old. I think ten oh, or eleven. Okay. Yeah. So, did you see any cool cars when you lived over there? Um, that like we couldn't get. Not. I mean, the market's definitely different. It's more so like European cars and like okay, in, in like American cars. There wasn't that many like Japanese cars other than like Toyota FJ forty fives and stuff like that, like off roading, okay. which there's like plentiful of those over there. Yeah. But no real sports cars. Mm. Like I think. They got like one NSX in the country entirely, oh my God. and like everything else is like yeah, we'll send you one different. So, but <laughs> that's crazy, dude. I remember right. 
back then, actually, good thing that you brought that up because also one of my epitome of my life was there was a, a supermarket right across the street from where we lived. We lived in a condo, so my parents would always go shopping at this big, kind of like a super Walmart, basically. It was like okay. a, a mini mall, I would say. And then they had a Formula car, car there for display. The Lucky Strike. What is that with Connecticut? This is in Connecticut now? No, this is, is in this... Columbia. I was about to say. Oh, that's oh even my more, God. That's I was like, bro, shocking. what is yeah, going no, on? We're, we're talking like... Why is there a Lucky Strike car down there? <laughs> so I think they were doing some sort of promotion, but like there was a big crowd and then like, I don't know. I, dude, I was like probably like five years old. So this was like late mid-90s. Yeah. Like okay. one of my earliest memories was like going to the mall and then my mom's like, oh, they have like a race car there. So like she brought me up to it. And I remember seeing it and I was like, oh, dude, like this is like one of those like four. I, I didn't know distinguish back then Formula yeah. One from anything, but I, I realized the car like had the big wings, big tires and like. And that was when they were like real sick. Yeah. yeah. This was like the V10, V12 era at its prime. And yeah. like I knew of those cars like from TV and stuff and yeah. like little cars that I had. But like I remember I was like, holy shit, like this is this is it. Like I'm looking at it. And like I remember looking at the tires and like I was so sure back then. That the tires were as high as I was. Like I was like, dude, it's got ginormous tires. Like that's yeah. and I went and told my dad, I'm like, Dad, like I saw like the Formula Race car and like it had ball tires. And then he told me that those are special tires yeah, for yeah. like racing and stuff. But I was like Damn, that's cool you remember that. It I do, dude. It, it's like it I vaguely remember it, but I remember uh, like the obviously the subliminal advertisement of Lucky Strikes. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember yes. I was like, dude, that's sick. Like Lucky Strikes. I don't know what that is, but that's sick. Like, yeah. And then yeah, I grew up watching Formula Car because Juan Pablo Montoya was a Formula Car racer back then. So like okay. South America was big into the Formula yeah. racing. So that's kind of how I got into like the motorsports section. My dad was more of a truck guy. Okay. He's a he was a diesel mechanic engineer at a company. Oh, so wow. he um. He did a swap actually, like way back then. So did that kind of help you find your find your way too? Like it was your a big dad support. Was kind of into that. Yeah, it was the it was it was extremely supportive having a dad that was into that because that was basically he knew what I was doing and he yeah. supported it. So yeah, and he knew because way back in the day we had um I forget what it was like, like a K two blazer like the old school square body square yeah. body blazers. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anything about shit. I just I know <laughs> that word. I know yeah, that word. The K two, I think, it's like the hot ticket. Like that's what people want. And What's like, a K five? I think that might actually. Or actually, be the, the K five. Sorry, is the square body. K twos are the rollerblades. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember those. <laughs> yeah. I had those for a week. Those are sick. That was all. You were a fruit booter. Yeah, I was a fruit booter for a week. Jesse Martin knows. Oh god. He okay. tried to get me to do it, and then well, <laughs> oh, wait, a what? K five square body. So yeah, he had a K five square body, and he was saying that he was going to change the engine to like a diesel truck engine. So I was just like, I didn't. I, that was also around that time when I was really little, and I just knew that my dad was putting a truck engine in the car, and I don't know, for whatever yeah. reason. Because my dad specialized in diesel stuff, so obviously he wanted to have a diesel-powered car. So Wait, so your dad was a was a diesel engine specialist, too? Like, so he was this a, definitely runs kind of... You, you were kind of... It know? runs in the family, yeah. for sure. Yeah, my dad went to school for mechanical engineering, so he worked at a, at a coal mine, basically, like, working on these giant excavators and stuff. So I got to play with, like bulldozers and stuff like that way back then which is okay. pretty sick like yeah but yeah we always it was like a fa- like my dad was just a, a, a mechanic guy like he also owned like two 18 wheelers that like he just had contracted driving around so oh, wow. there was always like my dad was always working on stuff and i looked yeah. up to that i was like i want to be like my dad i don't want to pay anybody else to work on my stuff yeah he saves a lot of money doing it like it's that's badass like yeah so my dad supported 
everything that I do. Like I, I ruined the stool box. I ruined the garage. I ruined everything. <laughs> Dude, the driveways. I mess. can relate to that. Yeah, I was gonna say all the tools are net. They're gone. <laughs> my they're dad's, all gone. My dad comes in here sometimes. So where are my tools? <laughs> dad, I don't know where the fuck any of those tools are. <laughs> yeah, I got like two wrenches left. I don't yeah, know. no, I, I feel bad. And I, I, once I make it, I told my dad I'll buy him a nice toolbox. But luckily, he doesn't work like mechanical stuff like that anymore. He got yeah. into machining too. So. That's also why, like, pushed me to get into machining was because he went from doing just mechanical handwork to machining stuff. Mm. So I followed that footstep, and that kind of, like, all clicked in. And then I told my dad, oh, so back to the 240, how I got the 240, because oh, yeah, it all yeah. ties in together. So wait. Okay, yeah, I was going to say, did we didn't get to that part Yeah, because he's still looking was for it, a car. Was, your, was the 240 the car you landed on? You were like, fuck it. No. This is it. So like I told you, I wanted the S15. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I really wanted it. Couldn't oh, get them. Okay, now this is making sense. Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't fathom seeing an S fifty like there was no no cars like this around Connecticut. We had the R thirty four, which is a lucky thing. Yeah. But we I couldn't I I back then if you asked me, I probably would have told you that there's no S fifteens in the country if you asked me. Because mm-hmm. yeah. there there's none. If only so, you knew what was going on in California. Oh, or in but, New Jersey. But too. Internet, oh, yeah. But internet wasn't like that back then. You didn't you didn't just be like, Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like you knew like of like formula d and stuff and like st- stuff like that because it was still early but like you knew those are race cars like there wasn't like you could just buy one yeah of those. yeah yeah so i was also like you know what if even if i find an s15 i think i did find an s15 on a craigslist ad here in new jersey of some weird shop that were selling like jdm cars and i don't know if it was a scam but they had like r33s and like for like 20 grand yeah no i, I believe it I, yeah. I, that's i'm th- telling you there was that one yeah. that had that must have been where i looked at the yeah. spec s because it was on craigslist yeah and a lot of importers would just somehow it was like like a picture a of a shop like and like the cars were parked Ooh. outside yeah. and like dude um, i vaguely remembered it. it was probably like i might 2008 know who jp's talking about we're not gonna name names but i think i know where we're well i guess i shouldn't ask where either but somebody else will have a better story sorry yeah. Interrupt, but so you, I, so I think it, I do know who he's talking about. Yeah. So this was I, happening at least. Yeah. I'd okay. Be, yeah. Interesting. I, that's crazy. You guys know that because like, I, I that was Vin Swap era. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, it seemed like <laughs> it seemed like a, one of those type of places. Yeah. There was a. I mean, dude, we're like right in that area. Like we got we're surrounded by like five different engine depots. Like mm-hmm. this was definitely a big area as far as like import cars and Vin Swaps and and it was a lot of like things. chop up a car, bring it, reassemble it. My car's registered now. I can say it. My car is from an engine depot. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys also have the port here too, so like Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I'm sure a lot of crazy stuff comes in and out and gets lost. I there. just remember we were drifting one night and some the cops all came and they and then one guy was like getting bothered and we're like, yo, what's up with that guy? And they're like, his vins don't match. And I was like, Okay, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, no, like that guy didn't have a good night. Damn, really? Yeah. I was like, What the fuck? You so know, yeah, yeah. It, it happens. But Yeah. So I mean, like I said, glad I didn't have money back then because you would I would have ended up with one, one of those, or something else stupid. Yeah. Like I would also go on eBay and find like race car S14s for like like fourteen grand, like an SR20 swap with a cage yeah, and yeah. stuff. But so, but back then I didn't know about S14. So I found S15s, and then I found oh, there's S14s, there's S13s, and then the S14 came as 240SX in America. Mm-hmm. So I was like looking those up, and I was like, you know, those are pretty cool. Like yeah. I like the Kabuki like facelift first, yeah. and I said I wanted that. So I started looking them up on Craigslist. Back then, you could find like a '97 with like a fender bender for like fifteen hundred bucks automatic. Yep. So I was, uh, Craigslist was just full of two forties, S fourteens, and I was like, "All right, sick! Like, this is where I'm gonna get my car." Because back then, like three grand was like a good budget for for my parents to give me as a car. To yeah, start. yeah. So, so what'd your dad say about this one? Well, <laughs> I I asked him, and I was like, "Hey, I want 
this car is a 1995 Nissan 240SX. And he's like, that's a bad idea. Blah, blah. <laughs> Once again, with the old car thing, he wanted me to buy like a 2008 Mitsubishi Eclipse, like the freaking hairdresser car. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't you buy an Eclipse? That's Which like, I also like that car too. But I, it's so, like it's so the, not, not a good not car. Not the spider one though. Yeah, like, no, no, I'm talking the about the, the the newer one. The before round they looking it. joint. Yeah. The one oh, that, the I'm one. talking about the spider one, but not a convertible. No, not the three G. The Eclipse. three, the three, not that. The one after Loved it. that. The one after that looked like a jelly bean. I don't like yes, that one either. That one. <laughs> but but let me tell you something That's about. Worse. Let me tell you about something about those. Those, there was a high trim package of that that came with V six really big wheels. They were like eighteens, and they look like that. They look good enough where I feel like that's the next spare that people are going to start buying. You, you like currently, you think? It looks like a, if you take the center cap out, it looks like that one weird work wheel where it's got like the indents. What if in you it just started shit. a trend right now? God damn it. <laughs> yeah, write it down because you just set it out. Yeah. It's out there. It. No, because they work on the IS, I think. I, I'm pretty sure. Well, anyway, we but anyway, just God damn it, tangent again. Anyways, don't, yeah. don't, don't go buying, don't go buying the, those wheels. <laughs> So I'm, I need to. So he wants you to buy a fourth gen Eclipse. So <laughs> I, I still refuse, dude. I was like, no, I'm either getting an S14 or an A86, like one or one or the other. Yeah. So um, down the road, there was like a little dealership. And one of my buddies said, like, there's a, a Nissan 240SX there. And I was like, I was like, oh, shit. Like, they don't believe you. Like, yeah, and the he dealer, me, too. It's like, what? Yeah. And he sent me a picture of it. And it, and it was. It was an, an, literally a 98 with gold emblems, white, parked Ooh. in the front. Like, it was it was like a like a kind of like a home mom and pop dealership that yeah yeah yeah. So I was like, oh no way! Like back then, I, I didn't even have my license back then. So they drove down. For that thing. I drove down with my mom. My mom was going to the mall, and I was like, mom, drive me. Like I need to stop that at the dealership on the way to the mall because it was on the way to the mall. Mom, drop me off here. I'm buying a car. So <laughs> I stop. Yeah, she dropped me off, and then like there's nobody. It was closed, and I see the car, and I was like, oh my god! Like this is an S14. Like I've never seen one in real life before. And like I just looked at it, it had like the the Nissan like wood grain trim on the center console. Oh, like, you, what? you ever seen those? Yeah, yeah. like a stick on one. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it had that. It had the gold emblems. It was white. It looked like it was somebody's daily driver because there was stuff in the back seat. Yeah. So I left a note saying, "Hey, I'm interested in buying this car. Please call my phone number." So I left a note on the windshield. I went home. Then um, I think the next day I got a call, and then. It's somebody, and I'm like, hi, like, blah, blah. And then I was like, hey, like, yeah, I'm interested in buying the car. And then, like, he's like, no, I'm interested in buying the car. And I was like, I was like, what? So, like, they thought I was the owner <laughs> putting the note on the car that was for sale. And they called me, and I was like, no, dude, I want the car first. Like, like screw you, dude. So I started freaking out. Like, I'm like, I'm like, dude, I need to get this now. Now, like, now, now. This. I'm like, dude, I need this. I need this. I need this. I need this. So I told my parents, I'm like, this, this car's probably going to be like three grand at the most, like, or four. Yeah. So, we went back one time, like I think during business hours, and then like I found, I went inside and I found somebody, and he's like, "Yeah, I want to ask about the white Nissan outside," and then they're like, "Oh yeah, let me let me get whoever blah blah," and then they got the person, and they're like, "Oh, that's that's whoever's blah blah blah's car, like it's not for sale." I had a feeling that's where this was going. Uh, yeah, that's the reason I don't drive a '98 white yeah. right now, dude. That was like the Spider-Man meme, like everyone's pointing. No, I want the car. Damn. Yeah, yeah, dude, and like. Mind you, back then, these things didn't have that much appeal. So, like, the fact that, like, somebody else was targeting that car was, like... I was, like, dude, like, this is it not It was Frankie. Good. I was going to say, it's probably someone who was literally exact same as us. Like, they're yeah. just, like, oh, dude, I need that. I wonder where the car is because it was so mint. And, like, it later sold for, like, seven... Five or seven grand in, like, 2010, which back then was a lot of money. But the dude, I remember him, the, the description very clearly. He's, like, I know what I got, blah, blah, this and that. It was one of the very first overpriced chassis that yeah. I... Was it a manual? Then. 
Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, this this thing was a lot of lot of auto S14s. That's why I asked. Yeah, I remember S14s were were around five to eight grand for with a KA. Mm-hmm. What are uh, they? What are they now? When I was looking for a car, you could get a KA S14 for four grand. Wait, yeah, that's a lie. Five grand or less, I would say. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. For like a legit Kawuki back then, it was like seven grand. Yeah, yeah. Seven grand was like got you a solid car. Yeah, if it was a Zenki, that's a different story. Yeah, yeah. Zenkis are like. Two to three thousand dollar car. It also yeah. was still. What year do you think this was? Sub twenty ten. This was two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. So that's only like a what ten year old car. Two thousand eight. I wasn't even into that stuff. So yeah, two thousand eight. Man, shit. I got my first iPod <laughs> Nano. <laughs> iPod Nano. Hot shit, man. Two gigs on that bitch. Yeah. yeah. Two thousand eight, <laughs> man. I, yeah. They were, dude. They were still, dude. I would see two forties on the road. It was, it was. Once I, I knew about these cars, like I learned about them, like I would see them on the road. I see A eighty sixes, MR twos, and I'm like, dude, like, this is sick. And back then, I would watch Initial D too, so like I learned a lot, a lot about the Japanese cars, and so I really got into it too. And like watching Wanga Midnight, mind you, like these shows were also kind of relatively new. Yeah, yeah. Back then, so I was like, oh, like that's like the Supras and all that. So like, I was like, these are the cars that I want to get into because most of my friends were like into like Volkswagens. That was like the whole thing, like yeah. in Connecticut. It was like a big Volkswagen. It was a thing here too. Don't worry. So <laughs> I wanted, I wanted to be different. I wanted, like I said, and I found about the S15s and like drifting, and then I was like, dude, drifting is really fucking cool. Yeah. So like, I was like, I think I want to buy a drift car. So you so. found out about drifting pretty young. Yeah, I was yeah. relatively, extremely young. You were still in high school. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Before I even got my license, so I made sure that like I wanted my first car to be like a car that I could modify into drifting. Yeah. So what did it end up being? When did you find the car? So I got my heart broken by that white S14. So Gave I went home, cars forever. like destroyed, dude. I guess like, I, dude, I literally felt it was like heartbreak. Like I, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. So I went home and I kept looking. Then I got I got my first job at CVS because um, I didn't have a job throughout high school. My parents were just like, just just study, finish your school, and then go to school. Yeah, yeah. And then you can get a job after high after college. So. I got my first job, save up some money, and then my parents were like, all right, like, we're ready to lend you the money. So I found the black 95 that I have right now Damn. on Craigslist. So I messaged a guy, and I'm like, Thank hey, you now. I want this car. Like, it looked like it was, like, lowered. It had, like, American racing wheels, and it had, like, an Apexi N1 dual exhaust. The one with the two cans in the yes. back? Yes. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but one of them was cut off for whatever reason, okay. so it was just God. one can, and the insulation was, like, showing. So... Like the car was like twenty minutes away. It was in Hartford, so yeah. I told my parents I was like, "Oh, this is this car is twenty seven hundred bucks. Like, I want to go check it out." So we went. We took like the family trip in the fucking in the jeep. We went to go see it, and then like I didn't have my license, so like my dad test drove it, and like we showed up. It was some Spanish guy, so like my parents were able to talk to them, yeah, which is a big plus. And they had the car there, and like back then I didn't know um, base model S fourteens were four lug. I thought everything was five lug. Okay. So I show up and I'm like, why is this thing got four lugs? And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> but I was, it was an S14. I was like, oh, this is sick. Like, I want this car. This is the first thank you ever. I actually did. And that's when he said, sorry, dude, I'm five lug. Good luck with sale. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, no. I was like, dude, I just, I wanted it. I didn't, I haven't even driven it and I wanted it then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but the weird thing is like, so this dude also in the back had a, a, a Mark III Supra. Oh. And it had a giant intercooler and a giant turbo. And he told me, it's like, oh, this thing makes 800 horsepower. And now it's just like, holy shit, like, this is a big turbo car. Like, this is, like, huge. <laughs> like, like, I have a picture of that thing. And, like, it looks like an old Yankee old early 2000 setup. But, like, I kind of like those more, though. And it was a 7M. Like, 7. I, back then, I didn't even know. Oh, a 7M. Built 7M will sound like a 
yeah. like a rocket ship. It is. They're nice. I went. I went to college, and there was one tootling around the town. It was in, in still in a Mark III, so that's why I was like, sounded like a Jay Z in there, but it was just worked seven M. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so so you ended up picking it up, or so I found the ninety five. We went and test drove it. My parents liked the car, so we're like, okay, like we'll go buy it next week, next mm-hmm. weekend. So. I'm like freaking out the whole fucking week again. Yeah, like, you're slowest week of your life. I'm an anxious person. Like I, <laughs> I need everything now. Like when I see something, I want it. Yep. Like yep. which is a bad thing. Nah, I feel you. I feel so, you. my parents are like, "All right, we went and bought the car. We met up with a dude, and the dude, the dude drove it to my house. So like the whole time, I'm like in the backseat of the Jeep, looking at this S14 driving through Bristol, and, and like, like that's mine. And that's I'm mine. like, oh my god, it's it's happening. Like, I just it's, find it's it coming. so crazy. That's that's literally the car you have right now. Yeah, it's so like this is, car. dude, I was, I was 17 years old back then, and I was just like, dude, like, this is, this is happening, like, I'm getting it, and, like, stock, so, but it's, it's standard, yeah. so I had to learn how to drive standard, because I didn't know how to, like, drive standard. So. Hey, man, better than learning how to do a five-speed swap, so. Absolutely, which, which is what I'm <laughs> doing, what I was dealing with right now before yeah. I came over. <laughs> so I'm glad I got to jump into a five-speed right off the bat, so it was 2700 bucks. so I worked at CVS, I paid off my parents with my $150 paychecks at the most, I think, back then. Yeah. And I was like, eventually I want to like build a car, like build it into a drift car and like sick SR20. Like that was my goals back then. Like, okay. So you already knew what you had to do. Pretty much. But I was, I was really broke and I was also really young. I just, I just wanted to party and hang out. And yeah. I went to car meets and like, I lived for the car meets, but I had a KA. So like. Yeah. I see on your post sometimes you always, you always bring up the car meets, how they used to be, you know, and now no one really does anything and shit. Pretty much. They're dude. takeovers now. Yeah. The, you guys the, have takeovers over there? Uh, I guess we do now. Like, oh. I, I guess we do, okay. like, which is unfortunate. But yeah, the the car scene, as boomer as it is to say this, the car scene that we grew up with no longer exists. Yeah, nah. Damn, that, that's so yeah, sad. I, I'm gonna go ahead and say Instagram ruined it. Yeah. I don't know why. The but social media. Did. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not I, like I don't. I'm not saying like oh fuck Instagram. I'm just saying that is when it changed. Yeah, I think it's just the. The need for gratification and wanting to attempt, like, do things, you know, like, because it's just reckless. Like, yeah, it seem, it can seem fun, yeah. but in the end, you're just, it's pointless. You're just crossing chaos. I think it's like, I feel like everybody's competing, trying to Exactly. Be People are competing. Them. That's it what is. it is. And, Which then, is. and it used to be, like, you just go to a car meet with whatever you got, and it's like, it's not a big deal, but it, all of a sudden it turned into, like, you need well, now people are going to take videos and photos of you. Yeah. You know, yeah. so now it's like, oh, well. You know, my car is not nice, so I don't really want to go. I think that's what a lot of people are doing. Like, that's what it turned into. But I also think that they just strategically get the car to do what they're going to do. Yeah. That's the thing, because that's what's happening. People are just buying, like, at least, like, the takeover kits. Like, fucking yeah. F80 M3. Yeah. And I'm like, what? How, how how the fuck are you avoiding that right now? It, OEM tune, you know? I don't know, but... So, did you start drifting in the S14? Or, yeah. Or you just started... You know, doing some donuts or something. So I wanted to drift. The car was a base model, four lug, no rear sway bar, okay. open diff. <laughs> I didn't know what an open diff was. The back world then. is against you. Yeah. So like, <laughs> I learned. I learned a lot of things with this car. I learned about differentials. I learned about sway bars. It, it taught me. It taught me how to drive standard, basically. Yeah. And so and like work on stuff and oil changes and stuff. Like I said, I didn't know how to do any of this. I just wanted the car. Like yeah, I wanted to hop on it. So. Actually, I got the car and I couldn't register for a week because I, I didn't have money. So, like, it just sat in the garage. So, I would just like sleep in it and just like listen to the radio and just like, yeah. dude, like, this is an S14. Like, this is like, this is it, you know? So, I got the car registered and like, 
eventually I wanted to drift. Like, yeah. I stopped going to car meets, and then, like, I found out about a drift faction in oh, Massachusetts. Yeah. Mm. I mean, uh, sorry, in uh, Lebanon Valley. Okay. So I was like, oh, I want to get my car to, like, go drift at a local grassroots event. So I found out about differentials and stuff. And I would do some street stuff. Like, I was, I was young and dumb, and I did plenty of stupid dr- street drifting. Like, dumb. Like, That's what's up. And I got arrested. I mean, I didn't get arrested. I got a couple heavy tickets at one time. Like going to the, the local car meet in the Berlin Turnpike. We were going, and I, I think I bought my my coilovers, like fresh coilovers, stance coilovers. I always wanted them, stock A, and I was just like, yeah, like I got real suspension. You now, got the so. OG stance coilovers, yeah, like the, the GR pluses. I think the, the, was the orange, orange orange ones. Yeah, yeah, I had those on my S13, yeah. the yeah. first one. I still have them on my S14. I get them rebuilt. Every time they blow, they're, they're, <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm like your loyal customer. Like, like rebuild them, and mm-hmm. we're like, yeah, they take care of me over there. They're yeah, awesome. Dude. <laughs> Dave's Stance. awesome. Dave does pretty much everything like himself with the valving and everything like that. Really? Yeah. Huh. Like, I'm sure they have them made somewhere, but he knows those coilovers inside and out like completely. Yeah. Like, and he'll give you like you tell him what you want to do. He'll like he'll he'll give you specs and everything. Like, oh, you run this spring rate, this and that. So. Wow, that's awesome. I, I know them as a company. I don't know who yeah, runs so it or stuff. but It's Toge Factory. So Dave owns Toge Factory and Stance. So oh. he's the one that's kind of doing wow. all that stuff. Yeah. So I've, I've spent probably like $20,000 for this guy <laughs> <laughs> over time. It sucks yeah. though because like right now the coilovers are getting expensive. I don't know if you've yes. seen, but it's yeah. fucking crazy. It yeah. went up this the past year, I thought. Yeah, right? BC went up like two hundred fifty dollars. Stance went up about four to five hundred dollars. So it's like how much you know, are stances if you were to buy a set right now? I, Malcolm, do you know? I, I want to say I don't. Seventeen. Oof. Wow. Yeah. Back then, twelve hundred bucks was like. Yeah, that like, was it. That was yeah. Yeah. So now it's things are just more expensive now. And how like, much were they again? Sorry. Nowadays, like seventeen hundred. Yeah, I know it sucks. No, just because the ISs are all kind of. Not great. What, the ones in your car? Yeah. Yeah. They're, like, I'm scared that they're going. And it sucks because stance coilovers are good, and we want to support Dave and everything. So, mm-hmm. like... Absolutely. And, like... Pricing just is, like... Just oh, have man. no money. I know. Everyone's God broke. damn it. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I've... One of my friends got stance coilovers, and I saw the quality of them, and I was just like, dude, this, this is a really nice coilover. Like, yeah. this is... You could... Like, back then, I think BC had just started mm-hmm. in, like, other companies. But, like, you could, like, the shock body, you could look at it yeah. and tell that the stance was just, like, like nice. Like, the collars were different. They, were, they didn't look like the other coilovers. Yeah. They and were just heavy d- duty. Where your, yours probably were so old, they weren't the inverted design. Now they, they were, have, like, the inverted. They were inverted. They were? Yeah. And that was oh, the, shit, the so reason, was- one of the biggest reasons I didn't know they were inverted. One of my buddies bought coilovers for his SDI. My best friend, like at this, I said in high school, he so he got an SDI. Okay. And he wanted coilovers too, so we were buying our first set of coilovers. We saved up, and so he could only get like a, a weird company because Stans didn't sell them for SDIs. Yeah. Supers. So I got mine. He got his, and then he was just like, he's like, dude, what the fuck? Yours are way nicer. Like, look at these, they're <laughs> inverted. And like, I'm like, what's inverted? And he's like, oh, they're upside down, so they're way better. And I was like, really? Like, yeah. But like, you look at the two coilovers, and like, you could tell like the stands was just like nice. Like the collars were beefy, and like the wrenches, yeah. and like. I was like, I got my money's worth. Like, it's cool because it's a U.S. company too. Yeah, you know, which is like back then and even now. I mean, we always want to support JDM companies, but I feel like even more nowadays, now American companies are like really stepping up for these cars. Absolutely, and like I said, like I, I'm always support the JDM. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm that guy too. But like I said, we got to believe in these companies because, like, you know, yeah, because I mean, look at the economy. So we got, <laughs> well, I, I personally got to support from, this country from yeah. like a logistics standpoint. Like if, if you're supporting like a U.S. company, you're going to hope that it's going to ship from U.S. 
and not yeah. have that delay that a lot of people experience right now. Yeah, um, it's just like another thing about that whole like buy American type mentality is always for me. It's always like yeah, buy American and then support Chinese slave labor. So it's like, is it really? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, like, that's no. That's, but that's, if they're making the, if the shit's made in America, then yeah, that's awesome. I yeah, mean, I think the target is support the people and support the business because that way Stance can stay in business and Stance can develop exactly. other things. Now Stance makes coilers for Subarus. They yeah. make. Um, like random things like the cooling adapters and stuff like that. Yeah. So like that's pretty cool that like you can support a company and help them grow to yeah. help the chassis and like those aftermarket support. And they like you said they they yeah they give back to the community and start making more things. And absolutely, I'm glad Stance has stayed on the game this long because I I swear by them still. Yeah, like we I do too. Them. Yeah, I try to sell everyone on Stance first before anything else. But mm. I'm hoping one day I can try their like really expensive coilovers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't you? Does anyone else feel that way? Where it's like I'll know I made it when I can afford the yeah the, the third tier. Yeah. You know, soon, soon, soon. You know, the external reservoir. Yeah. Money Shit. will rain from the ceilings, dude. I don't know, man. That's like <laughs> that's a lot of money. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm like, so you had this S14 for so long, but like, what did an issue arise or something where you were like, all right, I'm gonna work on this engine now and I'm gonna learn about engines because I, I want to know how you got to. You you do a lot of shit to that <laughs> shop, so I'm like, God yeah. damn, because there was a lot of engines in there, and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, so I I was not a mechanic, you know. I I play video games. I build my computer. That was just play paintball. So like, I fiddled with paintball guns. That's as much as building as I could get. I never really had a dirt bike, so I didn't really have actual engine work. So yeah. Just a lawnmower in high school. Pretty much, yeah. Just a lawnmower <laughs> that never ran. So, like, but I, I had the idea of like how an engine worked, but I never attempted it. I was like, that's my dad. Like, I asked my dad for help. Like, okay. So, I got the car, and back then, street racing was a big, a big thing still. Like, in like, Connecticut, like, like we were talking about the the car scene. Like back then, it was just like oh, car street meets racing was big and street yeah. racing. It was huge and like car meets and all that. So like, I grew up around. Most of my friends, all they all had more money than me. So they all had the fast cars, the fancy cars. They had STIs. They had SRT4s. Mm-hmm. They had whatever, the Golf GTIs, whatever whatever was like turbo yeah. and fast back then. And like mm. Eagle Talents, I think, were the hot. R- the R32 Volkswagen, that was the fucking car. Yeah. Yeah. One of my other friends, too. Yeah, he was like, he wanted a, an R32. R32, right? Yeah. yeah. Mark blue, The blue thing. Dude, that, that shit was sick, man. I, I like, love that car when it came out. <laughs> yeah. You got to see Travis's car because he has oh, one he of has those. That? Yeah, that's his baby. Yeah. Oh, okay. He has a blue Mark Mark four R thirty two. He's got the only German car that's kind of cool. I Good had job. so I I liked those because I ended up getting a B five Audi as which my is first like the car. same thing. Nah, no, it was like the same era. So a lot of the plastics kind of felt like it, and it had that same like pixelated center screen that now always went out. This is the Mark out. four. Yeah, Mark four. Now did that have a five cylinder or a VR six? That's no, a, a VR, VR six. Yeah. Okay. So the funny you say that because Travis says that like the B five S four was the fanboy car like he has like <laughs> two fanboy cars because like the, the R thirty two Mark four R thirty two and then the B five S four of the era where like that like the Euro kid if you had those you were the hot shit you were yeah, hot yeah, shit yeah. Yeah. Because no for I'm, sure yeah because if you had a Golf it was yeah, like eh. Eh, yeah yeah and then you had the GTI probably, you were like yeah it's pretty sick dude and no you had the R thirty two you're like whoa there yeah. was just this there was this one dude I honestly think he was from Connecticut but I followed him in on Instagram when Instagrams header was like blue and shit and he had an s4 and he posted a video of a launch and i was like damn i want that yeah like they're cool boom until you find out what the real r32 is and then you're like all right well yeah 
Yeah. And well, no, I couldn't. <laughs> I didn't really know how to work on it. Like I got the car and I literally just didn't know how to do anything. I was like, what the fuck? Why can't I open this like lid for the coolant? And I'm like, why is it boiling in there? And I'm like, I don't know anything about yeah. this thing. Yeah, no, I... I knew the Audis just suck to work on. Like, <laughs> that's, unless you really yeah. love them, like the, there's nothing good to say about working yeah. on an Audi. I feel no. like no, I, I like I love Audis, but I love old Audis. So like my cutoff year is probably like 1995 down, which okay. is where the simple stuff. Like if you look at mine right now, like it looks like a two forward. It's just pretty standard, you know. The engine's facing the right way. Everything's you can like see the mean. engine. Yeah, there's no stupid <laughs> plastics. The turbo's yeah. there. Everything's there. You know, there's no so. Yeah. The old Audis are cool, but like, Travis likes the new new Audis, so he's got the fanboy P5 S4 in there. I mean, R32. hey, they're nice, <laughs> but like, like you said, you know, you want to if you got to work on it, it's like fuck, dude. Yeah, no, and they're also expensive, dude. Those cars were just out of my my spectrum back then. Like, I knew I knew of S4s because Bamagera had a blue oh, yeah. automatic. Yeah. Oh yeah, that yep. thing was nice. Yep, he had the Nogara blue, and dude, and I was just like. Like an Audi, I was like, I don't know Audis back then, but I was just like, that's that's sick. Like that's that looks like an expensive car. It was, Those it was. Were, was it the B four or whatever. That's the one with the wider body, right? The B five was like had like this little notch in the trunk. Well, I mean, like the wheel well, like oh. the fender flare uh, type thing. Like it kind of like stuck I feel out. Like it more. really wasn't. It was the bumpers and like the yeah, color dude, match trims. Weird, I have this weird thing where like I imagine this car no. a lot different than it you're was. talking about the no, RS four. You're 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 right because. So a lot of the S cars for the Audis actually have wider fender flares. So like, was it? Yes, by default. And like the RS RS six, that actually one was wide. Has like fun. really really wide fenders. That's really maybe wide. that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, but like if you look at my my S six right now, which is a ninety five, and you look at a regular A six, which mm-hmm. is the normal trim, the fenders are wider than mine. The fum- bumper is wider, so oh, wow. it makes it look more aggressive, which kind of sucks because then the bumpers are unique to the s car yeah and there was only like less than 400 of those wagons me uh brought into america oh, so wow so your car is pretty rare it's a, it's extremely rare that so. thing is and we're sick. just throwing srs in the truck <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i'm just driving it through new york city like yeah. with engines and stuff so. yeah whipping engines around yep yeah Nothing wrong here. <laughs> so i love that thing dude it's, it's sick i love it no it's good i mean i like how the trunk like we were saying when we we're putting the engine in the Bro, the, the, trunks, so... the, the trunk struts literally launched that thing up. I was like, yeah, and it's got a lot of room. Like you open the trunk and you have a lot of room to put that engine hoist in. So it's perfect for yeah, what yeah. you do. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like I bought it with the intentions because I've always had my 240, had the BRZ, and I like I never had a truck. I never had a. Bigger... Are you trying to not buy a truck? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. It's like, <laughs> I've I wanna, been there before too. I, I want to be that dude. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm like I have like that foreigner scent where I'm like, nah, I'm not. I'm yeah. not American where I need a big truck, you know, like I yeah. I'll get like a little truck and then that's it if I need it. But my dad has a truck. My dad has a Dodge Ram, so So if you need <laughs> it, you can get it. Yeah. yeah. I, I was the same way, dude. And then when I needed a truck, I was like, oh, I gotta get a truck. I got a trailer in my car, this and that. And then I was like, I'm gonna get a short bed. You know, I don't want a long I don't wanna have to park this thing, this and that. Yeah. Then I only ones I could find were long beds, and I was like, mm. All right, let me just buy it anyway. This one looks clean. After it, probably like six months of owning it i will never ever <laughs> buy a short bed truck ever dude that long bed changed my life i'm sure dude. you could just throw anything full-size motorcycles anything you want back mm. there i'm dude it I'm, makes a difference that little extra what three feet or whatever uh four feet? yeah three feet two feet. two feet is it two feet oh that's it how many yeah, more bodies could you put in there five feet is, is like a newer is five truck. for the standard bed is like a newer truck yeah it's like nowadays. four and a half or five i thought feet. it was a it's six a foot bed. bed was a normal oh you're right it is a six foot bed yeah so it's sir. two feet yeah <laughs> dude, <laughs> bitch i got you dude that I two won. foot difference makes a world yeah. it makes a, a difference man i'm right. sure six dude. foot was the shortest bed for, for a, 
Yeah, for American trucks, six foot is the quote unquote yeah. standard size. It nowadays, looks... a lot of five foot beds are. Yeah, na- dude, nowadays, don't even get me started. Frankie has me re- noticing this shit now because one day we were, where were we? I don't know, but we talked about eight foot bed. And now when I'm like looking at a truck, I'm like, that was kind of. If you ever see a Dodge Ram on the road, that bed is like one foot. It it looks <laughs> so small. And I'm like, yeah. Huh. They don't, because because people don't care about, they don't, they're not using trucks for truck yeah. shit. Yeah, no, you know, exactly. What are they using it for? To put their family in it and drive to the oh, restaurant like after work. Truck. You're like a yeah, big man. Like an avalanche. Yeah. You a pickup, but you have a family. I fuck with the avalanche. The guy, these guys just want trucks because they think like, oh, if I have a truck, then my friends will think I do stuff. But it's like, <laughs> your bed is... <laughs> is that what it is? For sure, dude. And the bed is like two feet long. And you're like, dude, you ain't doing anything. The, like, the hitch receiver is like dead clean. That's how, that's yeah. what you can tell, dude. That's like, if you have a, a clean hitch receiver, you're a bitch. If you have a clean <laughs> hitch receiver and the nuts hanging from the back, like the nut sack, you know that fucking thing? It's Jake's truck. Like, does he have that? No. Oh. Maybe I like should get Like his keychain, yeah. Maybe I should get him that. Yeah, like his keychain, the nut sack. Do you ever see those things in Connecticut? Yes. Yeah, yeah dude. What the yeah. fuck is yeah. that? <laughs> why, why, why did you specify in Connecticut? I don't I know. Still don't we don't know how JB got into engines. Okay, dude. All right. <laughs> God damn it. Look, man, I got to make this a little bit exciting. I mean, you He's know, we talked about you. He, he brought up car trucks. All right, Not, go on, all right, go on. Yeah. But the thing is, okay, I do, I do fuck. You said your dad had a Dodge Ram. Is that there's a diesel in that, right? No, no, my dad bought a gas truck. He he's a truck guy, so like I said, like I told you, he had the swapped Cummins. That's why I just back then. I was like, that sounds like a sick build. So like, my dad liked trucks. He likes big trucks and stuff like that. So when I wanted to get a sports car, he wasn't really supportive about it because like he didn't know, and like that also came into the engine building because I was like, I want to change the pistons. I want to change that. And he's like, No, why are you putting aluminum pistons in it? Like it's gonna you're fucking it up. Like, leave it alone. I'm like, no, dad, I have to build this motor. Like, I want to do it. So, <laughs> I want to race. But that's another another story. That's the but. second podcast episode. So, so street racing was super prominent in that time. Yes. With car meets and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So, there was a lot. Like, back then, seeing a big turbo car was, like, a big deal. Mm. Like, you had to have money. You had to have resources. <laughs> you had to be into the game to, Assets. like, build a car like this. Like, mm-hmm. you. back then, it was like, dude, like, this person took an engine out of a car, modified it, put a big turbo on it, and, like, you know, like, that's a lot of money to me back then for a high school kid. Still a lot of money. So back then, like, there was Hondas racing at the local car meets, and there was, like, literally 10-second Hondas with big turbos. And, like, back then when, like, people just did drop-in pistons and rods, so, like, they would have a lot of piston slap, and, like, you would hear the pistons on the on the... And yeah. the, the car, I said, would idle in the pump, and then you knew that was a Bill Motor. And like, I would be like, yeah. oh my God, that dude's got a Bill Motor. And it'd be like, like CP pistons. Pretty much, yeah. With like <laughs> 5,000 plus piston and wall clearance. Yeah, it's just yeah, like yeah. on the whole, like they're just like rattling in there. Jesus. But is that really how it was? Yeah. Piston that slot. almost just seems yeah. un. Like, I wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> I mean, back then, most of the engine builds were like home build. Like, yeah, you know, like, like you put it together at home. So I looked. That's, that's crazy just because I know all the machines. I saw all the machines that you guys use and shit now. So, I mean, it's... Unfortunately, you can half-ass a lot of, of stuff. <laughs> so, like, you don't need all the fancy machines. And we honestly don't even have that fancy of machines. Like, we're pretty standard for what we have. Okay. There's a lot way nicer stuff than we have. But we what, with what we have, it does generally everything. Like, uh-huh. we don't need a fancy CNC home that measures by itself. You know, we know how to read a dial board. Like, in the end, numbers are numbers. So, hmm. whatever machine you use to get there, like, that's good. But you can't, you can't do a valve job at home. Like, you can't lap valves and, like, you can't call that a valve job. You can't hone at home with a three-finger hone. No drill. Yeah. No. Dude, like, I, that, I don't want to get into this yet, but... I got questions for you when we get to the valve jobs and stuff like that. Because oh, holy shit, absolutely. So that's that's one thing. So like I said, 
you can get you can have fast a lot of this stuff. So that's why it brings the industry down because Joe Shimo and like the backyard can say that they can rebuild your engine for five hundred bucks versus the big machine shop that's gonna charge you fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah. So they go to the Joe Shimo that's gonna freaking like lap your head on the sandpaper and like <laughs> yeah, I lap see the, the video. Yeah. <laughs> and Cletus down in Patterson. Nah, dude, this guy this guy this guy put like the engine head. I think Riley from the Roadstar showed me this video. He fucking like puts the engine or it might have been Fischetti. He put the engine head like up against a wall or some shit. And he's just sitting there going, shh, 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 shh. That is one way to do it. It is. It is? Yeah. But not if it's warped. If it's warped, you're not gonna get the warpness out of that. Like yeah. that's just to clean up the surface. And like we do that, that's called lapping. Okay. Lapping the head. So like if you take like a head and it was good enough, say like it's an iron head, it's, mm-hmm. they're pretty sturdy. Yeah. So you're trying to just clean up the surface and like we grab like a it's a piece of a stainless, like a heavy heavy stainless that's like ground flat, and then like we put a sandpaper on it with a high grit and then just kinda like scrub it with it. And that flattens out like the the, the little imperfections out of it. Mm. But that's for like minimal. Yes. That's yeah. like to kinda clean it up and like usually after you do that and you see like the kind of like where the head gasket sits, you start to see like the witness marks. Yeah. And that's when you know like, okay, I need a real resurface because there's there's gouging in the where the head gasket is going to seal. Okay. But most people won't think about it like that. They're like, oh, I can just do that and just slap it together <laughs> yeah. and throw a composite head, which is fine because there's composite head gaskets out there that will crush. Yeah. But when you're trying to do race stuff, doing MLSs, yeah. that's not okay. No, you're not going to get a, get away with that So it needs to be perfectly flat. You can get away with really haggard stuff like an attractor engine on a daily driver car, something like stupid like that. Sure. Mm. It's not done right, but... It ain't the right way. You're not rectifying a head unless you have a nice resurfacer or yeah. honing a cylinder to size unless you have an actual cylinder honing machine. So it's like if you're going to go to a shitty machine shop or something, you might be better off with a stock head gasket. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. And that's that's why those machine shops thrive just because up until recently, I would say, the standards were like that. They're Like people weren't uses, using MLSs like this. Like people are using... Um, like O-rings and stuff like that, like really old school stuff. Yeah, I feel like even OEM stuff is probably way more like high tech now, right? Like, yeah, now now all engines are like MLSs pretty much, wow. right? I think. Yeah, I, I don't know, but I would assume, like I could see that happening, like yeah. BMWs and stuff. Most of the stuff is like all MLSs, Volkswagens and... Wow. Yeah. So now it's kind of like they got to start stepping up. Almost. Yeah, even <laughs> Nissan actually switched over to MLSs for the VET Turbo. Oh, wow. So, and they still sell it, which is weird because they still sell that head gasket and they sell the S13 head gasket. So if you buy the S13 head gasket, it's like a, like a shitty composite, yeah. like cardboard. And then yeah. you buy the 2007 SR20 VET of the X, of the XTRL GT and it's a nice MLS. Like, wow. dude, it's, I didn't know that. It's, they, they bolt up to the S13 block. So like, that's a cheap ticket yeah. to get an MLS on there and it's, Bulletproof to like I say up to a thousand horsepower because that's what the front wheel drive guys do. Yeah, they throw the head gasket on there. We've so. been using a Pexy head gaskets. How do you feel about those? I love those. Those are okay. the best things. Yeah, that's what we were thinking. We we're we're like it seems like a Pexy seems to be the best head gasket. It is. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Before Massworks, I think Massworks copied that design, but the Apexy yeah. head gasket, I like it a lot because it's a full grommet around it's not the a crush. Yeah. So it's kind of like an O ring. Mm-hmm. So you can reuse that head gasket. I've reused my head gasket like five times. Holy shit. So it is expensive, but 
If you ever use any high gasket, dude, it pays for itself. Yeah, so Tom, make sure you get those Apexi high gaskets. <laughs> yeah. Isn't don't. that what no, he bought? He, yeah, he always buys Apexi high gaskets. But I think he, he reuses them. I mean, he doesn't reuse them. So No, I would dude, dig through the garbage. I actually dug through my garbage and found my own head, Apexi head <laughs> gasket. The thing is, it's Tom. He better replace everything and just pray. Back then, like, yeah, I was in that same mentality. And now it's just like, you know what? Let me take my chances. Yeah. And the more I learn about engine building. So I was just like, you yeah, know what? Yeah. I got away with it. And I was like, I wouldn't reuse it in a customer. I'll tell a customer now. Yeah. Like, yeah no. Buy it. Like, I wouldn't. Like, but. yeah, I can reuse this if you want, but it's not going to, you know, there's no guarantee now. So yeah. No. You should probably get a new one. And thing is, like, I think I posted about that one time in my Instagram story and somebody, like, reused the the, the, the Tomei one. Oh, no. Oh, the, tr- the crush. No. Yeah. And it just instantly leaked, and I was like, "Well, I saw you doing it, like yours," and I was like, "Yeah, bro, but I have the Apexi one." So like, I was like, "Oh, I'm sorry, like you had to go, you should go, it's alright." And I was just like, oh, "My bad." Dude. Like, so oh, now man. I specify that like the Apexi is the only one that you can reuse. Yeah, because yeah, don't. Tome. Uh, well, I mean, we have some here, I think. So wait, so the moment you took down the head, that Tome head gas is no longer good. No, be- well, here's the thing with MLSs, you can reuse i mean don't you don't do this because i said it but you can reuse them <laughs> if you don't run them so like say like you put the head get the head on and then you forgot to do something you forgot to put the water connector because like you can't do that without the head off mm-hmm. and then you gotta take the head off so okay like you can take the head off and then okay just plop it back on on the tome and that's it you haven't run it but if you ran it if you put a couple heat cycles on it like i wouldn't oh, it's, like it's that done. yeah that's done okay i was getting a little worried yeah. Oh, that, what you did that with yours? With my engine. <laughs> so, uh, a short story. What happened was I was, I had a, I built my SR. Mm-hmm. I had a Tomei head gasket on it. There was a washer inside one of the, in the, one of the cylinders. So I was like, great. So I took the head off and I was like, okay, only the head took the damage. I had a spare head lay, laying around. Took it off. Swapped the head. And then uh, my friend torqued the, the ARP head stud too mm. fast, and then it snapped. Oh, which brings us to our next subject. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wait, was the, was the washer in between the head and the block? No, no, no. Or, oh, wait, the small washer? Like, yeah, the, the one you so said like, was uh, in there? Upon first startup, the small washer was in between the head and the block. Oh, and oh wait, really? I couldn't get it out. Oh, you mean like it crushed the washer? Yeah, like no, no, it, it was just it was just inside in the, the cylinder. cylinder. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was like, I thought okay. you clamped it down. No, no, no. no but no. you did start it up. Yeah, I started up and I heard it. Oh fuck! Clicking. I was like, you got lucky. Yeah, and then I still have a picture of the head. It's like a little chewed up. Like yeah, the squish pad. Mm-hmm. It just got chewed up a little bit. Yeah, that's where it, it will crush against the piston. Mm-hmm. So you're lucky but, a valve that didn't get in the valve. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean I tested with water. It's the valves just seem fine, so yeah. I, I kept the head. Uh, so I took the head off. Swapped, uh, swapped the head. Torked it back down, snapped the ARP head stud, and I was like, how the fuck does this happen? Like, he was doing it fast. Like, he was mm. torquing down lug nuts. Did he have, like, the lube on there? <laughs> the molly? The it, yeah. Under the washer, under the, yeah. Yeah, it did. I mean, that happens. Up. That happens all the time. Like, so, and then I hit a Frankie, and I was like, I need a set of ARP head studs. Uh, and he, even that day, he was like, how do you snap an ARP head stud? <laughs> yeah. That was years ago. And that was the first time you came here, right? No, no. I oh, was before that. Okay. But, uh... That's why that's why I was getting worried about reusing a Tommy head gasket because I have a Tommy head gasket, mm-hmm. and my car's been running fine for the past four years. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, you're you're golden, dude. <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna have a problem, you're probably gonna have it. Yeah, yeah. Literally have it, it it's now. from something else. Yeah. All right, but okay. uh, what was I gonna say about oh ARP head studs? So you have a love hate relationship with ARP head studs with SRs, right? 
Yeah. So <laughs> what happens is like the it, it's a faulty design. I think so. The the SR twenty head studs are no. It's the K's. The K head studs are the same part number as the dot um Saturn one point nine. Okay. Leader, which is kind of weird. Yeah. But, what? Yeah. Yeah. Those are the same head studs, and like you'll you'll find that into a lot of engines, they share the same head stud. They do the same thing with the flywheel bolts because the flywheel bolts we have there for a Ford, but they fit a SR. Yeah, and they also yeah. feel like RBs and everything. And like, yeah, it's so a lot of the hardware, like main head studs and main studs, are pretty much the same for. I'm assuming there's like some sort of like a length that yeah, thread use. the thread pitch and the length and then yeah. So like you mainly match the thread pitch. If you match the thread pitch, which is most like Mitsubishi, Toyota, they all usually use the 11 millimeter threads. So as long as you match the length, even if it's just protruding a little too high, you, and you get the washer in there, like you can use those head studs. Yeah. Like, it's not a problem which is like one of the ways that sr20 people have been using l19 head studs is because the 4b11 head stud is the same length as an sr so they sell fancy l19 material head studs for 4b11s so people that are sr20 people that are trying to make like a lot of power they'll buy those Hmm. and they drop right in which is like a weird front wheel drive trick but they also work on uh, sr2 on rear wheel drives but the main problem is the length of them right yeah so Talking about that reason why they uh, interchange the studs. So I think Matt, um, ARP uses a Volkswagen uh, main stud for the SR20 head stud. Okay. Or like one of those. It's like a different engine. So the the thread engagement is very little because it's meant to be for an iron block. So oh. iron blocks are a lot stronger, a lot yeah. stronger threads. So it engages poorly into the sr20 aluminum and then when you go torque it up and i think back then they they used to tell you to torque it up to like 90 or close to 90 which is like insane yeah i don't know it still is is the same for sure yeah they tell you doing three equal steps to 90 foot pounds yeah so which i mean the the torquing is right they for an iron block yeah and for the fastener which is they determine that by whatever engineering calculations that they do they they yeah they come up with a torque value so we don't have enough engagement on the aluminum block because, number one, they're using a different stud from a Volkswagen. And they just did refuse to make a SR20-specific stud with the updated fix. But Mazworks got them, too. So Ma- I think that's the reason why Mazworks did it was because they yeah. just they were like, all right, because the stud that Mazworks sells is made by ARP. Yeah. So and they you ha- can't get them because I've tried. So they have their own little Yeah, they're, they're locked. Yeah, they're, you can't do that unless you customize... A full your own blueprint. Yeah, your own one, yep. or you buy them directly from them. Yeah, which we do, and we stock them. Well, we we try to whenever they have them. Yeah, but you have to like, yeah, you have to go through a couple people to get them. But thank God for Massworks for addressing that issue yeah. and coming up with the right ones. So yeah, because I I personally didn't have those issues ever until we started talking and you brought it up, and I was like, that's weird. I never really seen that. And then I think someone else had an issue with it. And I was, all of a sudden, I started seeing this shit all the time. Oh, hopefully like, I didn't jinx it. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> Remember when you were you were tightening head studs on someone's? And then you were starting to freak out because JP had a problem with my engine. Oh, yeah, I stripped uh, yours. This was yeah. Wags's engine. Yeah, and you were like, oh, God. And we were using like, so head scared. studs. And I was like, uh. yeah, because I, I, was, I was on the second step. I was trying to get to 60. It was at like 56, and it just wasn't getting tighter. I'm like, I don't like this. Yeah. And then He's eventually like, it, it tightened it up. I just. Oh. Yeah, no, because the, the washer squishes onto the aluminum. So, like, sometimes you get like that 
that spin. Yeah, that's scary. And it's like, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. It scares me. Oh, my God. So we did Tom's engine the other day, and he had the Mazworks one. I'm assuming he did, but I, didn't, I don't remember. Did he? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, he bought the Mazworks one. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I feel like they weren't, but I guess they were. But, um, yeah, so they're just a little longer. They bought them out in the actual block. So what I'm assuming is happening is the the regular ARP ones are bottoming out with the threads. Yes, so they bite them out before like the they touch. End. Yeah, the threads end onto the body. So like, so you still you still could have some. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, like, I have a picture of all three studs, like the half inch, the ARP, and then the masswerks uh, next okay. to each other, and you can s- visibly see how much more thread engagement the masswork okay. one has. So at least I mean that that solves that mystery. I mean that's exactly what's happening. You're partially, partially, right. yeah, because DSR twenties also like the eleven by one millimeter threads are just so puny and. Well, I mean, at least we know what's happening. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's it's obviously the th- the stud's not long enough. They're probably using it from another one. You know, if only they just made one for the SR instead mm. of borrowing it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you got to think about the Volkswagen market versus the SR twenty market. So like, yes, yeah. ARP yeah. makes they make bolts for everything. So they could just drop the SR twenty bolts and then be like, ah, we don't give a shit. Like, yeah, we don't care. So, but yeah, like you said, the the threads you just don't like it because it's aluminum and it's they're just weaker, right? Yeah, I mean SR twenties are just usually they're they've been taken apart already. Like it's twenty twenty three; these engines are as old as us. Yeah, so it's just more cha- like the block is brittle; it's not a new block. So like even if you use a, a Massworks, you can end up stripping it because that's what happened in my engine. At first, when I had Massworks machine it, I had oh, standard yeah. size studs. I Broke the timing chain. I sent the head back to Masterworks to get the valves fixed. Got the head back, and then like I went to go torque it up, and like it didn't hold sixty pounds before it started oh like God. spinning, dude. And like this was before I, I worked at the machine shop, and dude, and I was like, my my stomach sank, dude. I I spent five grand. Dude, on- I know that feeling, man. That's like I mean, because now we don't have that feeling because we're in the industry, but like pretty when, much when you're not, and you're. Was- and you're stripping. That's like hitting your quarter panel on something, you know. It's like, yeah, oh yeah. fuck! Now the car's like total. Pretty pissed. much. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Been there, done that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's so. like that feeling, like fuck. It's like your spark plug stripping out or something. You're Pretty like, much. Oh, yeah. Fuck. It's like, and dude, back then, like I assembled my motor before. Like that's the one thing I did. Like I, I assembled the engines. I never had a stock SR20. I had to put my first SR20 together. Okay. From um, from a, a, a blow. I brought a one that was like burning oil for like five hundred bucks back then. You could find a shitty sr20 swap for 500 bucks oh yeah so one of my buddies called me he's like oh one of my friends has a sr or something like, like you said you wanted and i was like really like and he's like yeah how much you want for it and he's like 100 bucks and i was like what and he's like yeah he's like he just wants to get rid of it and i was like no way so we drove there and then i show up and then this is like pretty wealthy kid's house like they yeah. have he had like a Shelby GT500. That was his car. He's 18 years old. It's okay. Nicholas Cage. His um, <laughs> his younger brother had a, a Roush Mustang. He was like 16 years old. The, Pretty the, wealthy is an understatement. The, but the, yeah. Anthony Rizzo. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Man. That's the thing about Connecticut. Like we have like the wealthy people like that. Like they're low key, but they're cool. Like and yeah, I guess like the mom and the dad had also like other Roushes. So like what the fuck? Yeah, and they, it was pretty crazy. It was and the Roush. It, it was the Roush family. <laughs> yeah, and this kid had a fucking SR. So. <laughs> I guess, like, he had a flatbed. Like, he had this flatbed. And I guess, like, the story was that, like, one of his buddies had a, a 240, and it got stolen or something, and then it got, he got it back, and then, like, he got it back with the flatbed, and then, like, came to his house, and his parents didn't want it there. So he wanted it gone, and he was like, dude, 400 bucks for the whole car or 100 bucks for the engine? 
So I was like, I was like, this is bullshit. Like, this isn't, this is not real. Cause like, these are not 240 kids. And like, my buddy was into SRT4. So like, he didn't even know what an SR20 was, but he heard yeah. me talking about it saying like, oh, I want to put an SR20 turbo. This is what came in the car. So please tell me about the whole car. So yeah, this, well, this is where it gets, the story gets crazy. So we show up there and I'm like, okay, like I see this S13 on the ground. Like it's got no wheels, got no coil. Like they took the coilovers out. It's a hatch. Um, it's got Mark IV Supra taillights molded onto the back. What the fuck? Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Mark IV Supra taillights. No, no, no. Because I feel like I've seen photos of that somewhere. Yeah, people probably do this shit. Yeah. People have done that uh, like a few times. I, okay. I but high school with 2G Eclipse with Mark IV Supra taillights. <laughs> Hell, yeah. <laughs> oh, another common one is the, um, what is it? It goes on one of the Hondas. Where they put the the Mark IV Super Light? Probably a fucking Skyline. No. Right. No, no, no. It was it, it, they put it on a on I think an EG or or like a Del Sol or some shit where they put the fucking Mark IV Super Lights. Wow. Oh my god. But anyway, so oh. it had it molded on this shell. Yeah, you could tell that like somebody tried to build this car. So I was like, okay, let me see the engine because this is what I'm after. Like, I can't buy another car. Like, I don't have nowhere to put it. So. We show up, I think this was probably 2010. Yes, 2010 before I had an SR. Okay. So we show up there and the kid's like, yeah, give me a hundred bucks and just take the engine and whatever else you want from it. So the engine... (laughs) Hype! The engine was like, it wasn't installed. Like the transmission was on there, like plopped in there and like they threw the engine and like the cross member and then the head was also off. So like it was like, like if you like... Like, somebody got evicted that didn't pay their bill, and, like, you threw everything together, like, because you were pissed, and, like, you threw it yeah. outside. That's what it would look like. You were halfway done through his engine build, and, like, you threw it out. So. The head was off? Yes. That's so weird. You should have took the taillights at least and sold them on eBay. I regret the taillights. <laughs> like, <a lot. laughs> I think about those taillights a lot, because I was like, damn, dude. Like, those are OEM, because yeah. I remember looking at them. But, like, back then, like, they were, like, I don't know. You, they probably they, dime a dozen yeah. back then. Yeah. No so, one cared back then. So... I gave the kid a hundred bucks and then I took the head and I noticed that it had BC stuff in it, like springs and retainers. You could see like a lot of the red RTV, like around the oil pan. So you could tell somebody Somebody touched it, put this thing together. Yeah. Yeah. Because the kid was like, this thing was built. So like, I was like, you're selling me a built motor for a hundred bucks. Like, no, like that's (laughs) something's up here. Something's not right. Yeah. But then these red, red lights would be. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah. But at the same time, I'd be like a hundred bucks. I'd be like, all right, dude, I'm fucking buying this shit. <laughs> like, I'm like, if you're if you're that fucking dumb, then I'm just buying this fart car right now. Sorry, we got someone picking up a car outside. Everyone's staring at the camera right now. As long as my car's not getting stolen. No, no, you're good. We had a customer like, picking up. Looks like that's where my IS is, and they're getting in. So yeah, no. <laughs> this, uh, you know, as a reminder, this is an active shop. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> this happens occasionally. Wait, I, I need to hear about this SR. Yeah. So you get the SR. Well. So, yeah, we're, I'm looking at it, and it's like, okay, like, it is, it's in pieces, but it's got parts in it. It's got, like, looks like springs and retainers. There's, like, some BC boxes in them. Like, everything looked, like, really trashed. Yeah. So, I was like, okay, 100 bucks. So, I, I take the head. I take the block. I can tell it has some aftermarket pistons and, like, rods in it. So, I take that. It looks like a, an Xetti flywheel. So, I'm already, like, okay, I'm already, like, making money. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. I already You're made in. money on this yeah. shit. So, Holy like, shit. I'm taking that, and then, like, he, and then, like, one of my buddies like starts taking off the steering wheel and it's like it's got a Momo Champion steering wheel that I knew was like three four hundred bucks. So like we take that God, and then like dude. I take the Walbro fuel pump and I forget I this forget is what else. This a whole like. SR build sheet right here going on. Pretty much. This <laughs> is how I got my first swap. Like was like by, was, by like, the time JP left, the car was a shell. On the <laughs> it was, it was already on the ground. No one saw. Anyone see the movie Lord of War? Anyone? 
I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, remember the airplane when they leave it in the middle of Africa, and the, yeah. and then but the next day they come and the whole plane yeah. is dismantled. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what happened <laughs> with that yep. door. Yep. So I mean, he he said like if I gave him four hundred bucks, he would take it and like deliver the car with a flatbed. But like I said, yeah. back then I was young. My parents would have never let me. Your dad would have killed you. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. So I bought the motor. You know, I was like, oh, super tail lights. Like, like <laughs> I should have probably took those. But <laughs> I got the steering wheel. I got the oh, the fuel pump i got the the engine yeah i got i don't know if an intercooler no i, I don't think an intercooler came and how much was this 200 100 dollars. he <gasps> gave me and then yeah he said 400 and i could have took everything but 100 bucks i could take the motor and like whatever 100 else bucks you could take anything you can walk away with back back right. then those craigslist deals sometimes was it craigslist or it was through a buddy you no said? it was through a buddy yeah yeah no, but i feel better. like people back then were more willing to that i caught like the tail end of that of people being super nice at a sale like oh, that's, yeah. that's 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 when did that happen to? That's me? how you that, got those wheels. That's, 2010. That's, that's how I got I Chris's wheels, those LMs. That's how I got uh, a Sylvia front traded for a pop up front. The LM story is the craziest story. That's because oh, you yeah. almost G- give him the fast version. Yes, fast version. I was on Craigslist. Fucking loved Craigslist back then. By the way, shout out Craigslist because that shit was dope. Yep. Uh, but it, I saw a picture of LMGT2s. Didn't know what LMGT2s were. Had an S13. Now I just Google it. And they were 500 bucks. But it was only a picture of one. And I was like, is this for a pair? And he was like, nah, for four. And I was like, what the fuck? So then I, but then I looked it up and it was in like Buffalo or some shit, which was seven hours from where I was from. Jesus. And I only had an S13, but it was, a, and it was an SR. And I straight piped the car the night before, drove up there, was talking to some dude at the address. I asked him, like, where's the wheels? And the dude was like, what wheels? And I thought I was getting kidnapped. But then this <laughs> other guy showed up, and he was like, that was my neighbor. Here are the wheels. <laughs> Fucking LMGT2s in the box. I went home. 500 bucks. Boom, boom. Gone. I feel like that's crazy. And GTR spec. I, and GTR spec, square. I with used the to see them back then, too. And, like, thing is, I wanted LMGT2s, too. And I couldn't afford them. Like, I was, like, a broke kid. Yeah. So I, I got my Rota P45Rs, which are, like, the LMGT2 ripoff. I still like... No, those are GT4s. GT4. Oh, the GT4. The GT2s were those, like, multi-piece-looking ones, like, on Chris's wheel. Oh, the flat. It was, like, a five-spoke that with was a, flat with a, with a lip. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And, I always yeah. get them mixed up. Yeah. yeah. So the GT, LMGT4s, yeah, were, like, the newer-looking. But that yeah, like, the Amori spec He ones. gave me mad shit, too. Like, he had... He, he was like, yeah, I got rid of my car. Do you need, like, gear oil or, like, oil? He's giving me, like, AMS oil shit. I'm like... Which, by the way, at your shop, we had a quick conversation about oil. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe Driven Motorsports was one. Yes. But I use Pennzoil now. Yeah. Because of that. Oh, day. the Pennsylvania the, oil The Pennsylvania thing. oil yeah. field thing. Absolutely, yeah. Dude, I'd I be buying Pennzoil, man. Yeah, that absolutely. Was you. Support of the U.S., man. We got the best racing oil here, right in Pennsylvania. Yeah, you were telling us we have the best oil field for... Uh, now, 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 even that day, I'd be, I, on the back of the label, Yeah, we were at JP's shop, and... We have, he was explaining how the oil fields work and like on the labels and shit. And now when I'm at the parts store, I'm, I got like, where was this curious shit and I'm like, I'm looking at it and I'm like, what the fuck? This shit, oil field in Texas. Nah, I get a different one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I get a different one. <laughs> they actually have like those bottles have a, like a stamp where it says like Pen- Pennsylvania grade oil, like yes. stamped on them. Yeah, dude. So weird. that's what you want to look for? Yeah, Pennsylvania grade for like your that's racing. sweet, sweet Pennsylvania oil. Yeah. <laughs> and what's the reasoning for that? So my boss is saying that it's something to do with the 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 geographic 
features yeah, of the just land. Like that section of land. Pennsylvania also has a lot of um, what are those mines like lime or is it where, what? Where zinc. Zinc. A lot of zinc mines. Yes. I don't know, man. Did don't. you just guess that? Zinc is because <laughs> zinc is the shit in oil that I feel like. It's oh, the yeah. cushion. Yeah, that's it's, the thing it's, people want. It's that and like I know in Rotella it has a high phosphor. amount of zinc in that. I think zinc right? and phosphor are like the the two best ingredients that you want to look for. Okay. Oil. So a high zinc oil, the zinc is like the cushion. That's like, it's basically like a metal. Uh-huh. So the more zinc you want, you can have on your oil, the better. But zinc's going to ruin the cats. It's not emissions it friendly. It clogs up the cats. That's, who did we, I, I honestly think it was Chris in this conversation who told me that Rotella would clog up a cat. But oh, then, is that like but a then, thing? But then on SR's. Well, I mean, I guess. On a, I'm hearing this. <laughs> on, on a, I don't know what it was early on, but I knew that for some reason. But so no zinc one runs, is not great for cats. No one runs a cat, so like, whoa, or well, whoa, allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, I don't have a hollowed out one. Yeah, no, yeah I'm just yeah. kidding. Um, but no, yeah, that's that's what it is, right? So yeah. that's what that is. That that's why because yeah. they got zinc. Yeah, zinc, zinc is yeah. a big deal in oil. You have to think about like so oil. Back like we when we were young, we all got taught that oil came from molten dinosaurs, right? Yes. So like it was we were gonna run out of it. There's not enough. Well, the truth is that oil comes from the crust of the earth getting mulched up and whatever over thousands of years, and then it eventually <sighs> no. rises up in petroleum form. These teachers were liars. Yo, so, yeah, I'm and, learning way more right now. Mind you, like the I rainforest learned is still there too. Yeah. No, absolutely. Wild. So we get so in certain areas of the world. There's obviously different types of vegetation and geography and yeah. all that. It's all different. So Pennsylvania has a lot of zinc and whatever mm. other minerals are in that, in that area. And that's why Pennsylvania is known for a lot of mining and stuff. Yeah. So all that is a gets into that petroleum that's in that in that ground in Pennsylvania. It'll marinate going and on. Yeah. And pretty much, yeah. That's like and the spice up. to it. Yeah. So my boss told me that oil from Saudi Arabia... It's, it's different, obviously, because the other side of the world, they had different, back way back in prehistoric times, they had a different type of vegetation than we did. So their their petroleum is good for gasoline. So mm. that's why that's the hot ticket oil, because everybody needs gas. Huh. So gas, oil, gas that's made from the Saudi Arabia oil is the best one. Now, Venezuela is another part of the world where there's a lot of good oil. Venezuelan oil is good for cutting oils, industrial oils. Mm-hmm. And that is all because of the geo- geographical features of the land huh. have an effect on the oil that broths from the cr- Earth's crust. It's, it's weird. Both places he named is somewhere America wants to go to war with. So that's, that's crazy. Weird. That's wild. No, right. well, <laughs> I was thinking more of yeah, it if as I don't, if I die tomorrow. You guys know. <laughs> I, I know it as, and I'm thinking about it as these are the conversations where when I'm buying something, I'm like, huh, that 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 right there is from. From uh, Venezuela. That's good. I mean, you got the pro tip now. That that PB blaster is going to work way better. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about yeah. all that, but... I'm just kidding. But, I mean, like, industrial-type oil, what, like, hydraulic fluid and shit like that, maybe? Oh, yeah. What yeah. Are you about? I mean, and also, like, gasoline, because Venezuela has stupidly cheap gas, despite, all, like, the socialism and stuff. But Venezuela was a very, very nice place to live in in the early 2000s, and then, and then you know, they had all the, all the gas, all the oil and stuff, and they could have been, like, a mini happened. Saudi Arabia. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, <laughs> politics ruined that, and now they, they have plenty of gas and just yeah. shit economy, you know. Well, at least you bought that SR20 for 100 bucks. Yes. <laughs> oh, we're so, wrapping it back around? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I like how you did that. You like that? You like yeah, that? that was so, good. 
We were about to be in fucking heavy tiptoe territory there. So let's, oh, let's, oh, with me? Like, yeah. Oh, okay. So I don't need to get Frankie riled up now with politics <laughs> and stuff like that and oil talk. Yeah. So all right, let's. Uh, well, yeah, so we'll, that, we'll leave uh, it at ta- talking about the oils of the earth. Oils <laughs> of the earth. Yeah. That's gonna be the name of this podcast. Yeah. Uh, but so, so you got this SR twenty four hundred bucks. What do you start to try to put it together? Obviously. Yeah. So, what do you do now? You got yeah. a bunch of Legos on the ground because like, you couldn't what? just well, two thousand ten Zillion shit. That was probably yeah. your bread and butter now. Yeah. It was actually 240SX1. Ooh. Oh, yeah. yeah. What is that? 246one.com. That was that's the alternative site. Not the, 240SX motoring or whatever that No, hell? no. I mean, that's a web, that's a parts website. Oh, parts website. Yeah. yeah. 240SX1 was like a, a forum, like the New England 240 people, which is like mainly like New Hampshire, some in Connecticut. And that's how I met the people. Because like when I got my 240, I was the only person with it. Yeah. Like people, I went to a skate park. One of my buddies was like, Oh, like JP bought a skyline, blah, blah. That's a skyline, and like he was just yeah. going around, like telling people about skyline. People believed him. <laughs> yeah, They're like you, oh, you get the skyline. I thought those were right hand drive, and, yeah. and I was like, and I was like, no, this is S fourteen. <laughs> like this is kind of related to it, but but not but, the same. It's yeah. got the same window switch. It's something. Yeah, something. yeah. yeah. My, my engine is NA. <laughs> Pretty much. But back then, it looked like a, a two door Nissan, and you know, yeah. like it was like. You know, they, I mean, everyone thinks every single two forty is a GTR for some reason. Until this day, yeah. Like you much. see a hatch from the back with cokey tail lights, you're like, oh, that's a GTR. That only happened a month ago. Yeah. Some dude stopped and like, oh, is that a Skyline? I'm like, no, that's a 240. <laughs> well, those, All right, bye. Well, All right. those, those, those S13 cokey tails. Yeah, they're just circles, that's why. I just Pretty, love yeah, them they so can, much. Yeah, I like that rear end a lot. That, so. yeah. I, I kind of look like when the, they put the R32 taillights on them, too. Oh, I, okay. Oh, boy, oh, boy you you're lost me. Into, yeah, I'm sorry, Frankie. I, you might as well just put the fucking super taillights on <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think the super taillights looked that. <laughs> oh shit! I was man. like, they kind of had it. If the car was a little wider and that like roundier, worked. it kind of would have worked. But they, they look nice. I, I like the know rounds. How much Bondo was on that bitch, dude? Imagine. Yeah. I was just while he was telling me this, I was just thinking like, imagine the guy that's just sitting there. He thought that was a good idea. Molding this shit for hours, <laughs> like this shit's gonna be fucking hot at the next hot import nights. <laughs> this shit's taking home a fucking trophy. That, that's that's what would happen. It though. probably would. Honestly. It, it probably was yeah. a hot import nights car because, like, like I said, it had a Momo steering wheel. Like it had a, a semi-built SR20 from what it looked like. So, like, dude, I'm just it was thinking hot. about like the the amount. Have you done any body work at all? You haven't really fucked your car up that bad, right? Not no, I crunched up a quarter panel. Yeah, not going. That's what I'm talking about, Boy. really, because it's like you know, I I. Hit a guardrail or once or whatever, and I had to like fix my quarter panel. You, dude, you're there for hours, just fucking like sanding it. Just what, picture what you, this guy putting the super tail lights in. That, the problem <laughs> is, is you weren't in the right form. Here's the form of a body guy: put a cigarette in your mouth, get the music going. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely no nose, eye, face, ear protection whatsoever. That, that was me so far, and, except for the cigarette. Well, then you you were missing the cigarette. Okay. Then they're just shh, 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 shh. Yeah, shh. that you was You can't me. be angry at nothing. You yeah. gotta be, like, gone. And then you're just, like... Sitting there calmly. That's the secret. And what do you say when it's, when you think it's good? You go... That right there is glass. <laughs> like, like smooth, smooth as silk. Yep. Like, that... that and that then you crash it took again. So fucking long, yeah. And then you crash again at the wall, and <laughs> yeah. But you win hot import nights, though. Yeah, you're winning, bro. One eventually, you will get through this story. I promise you, but <laughs> it's gonna. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this is <laughs> over ten years of my life we're talking. Well, so yeah, yeah, let's take our time. Well, because I feel like I feel like I I love to get to know the person behind it. 
Mm-hmm. I, we all know you build sick shit. Like yeah, and, we and follow it, the Instagram. We follow the Instagram. We see what gets made, like and how. And if and you, if you want to see where it gets made, go check out that YouTube video. But like, I, I I'm always curious. Like, how does somebody get to where they are now? So, and so, like, so you got this SR. This is mm-hmm. has to be probably one of the biggest stepping stones, yeah. right? Because now you got this. As a kid, you're probably tweaking. Yeah. So I was, I think, 19 at this point now. So yeah, 18 or 19. And I couldn't afford an SR20 swap. That, that was my thing. Like, I could barely afford coilovers. I got the coilover. That was all my money. It took me like two years to save that up <laughs> on top of paying my parents back the 2700 bucks for the 240 Yeah. So, like I said, 100 bucks. I was like, whatever. So I bought that, and I knew. I was like, okay, like it's got pistons and rods. And I was like, okay, I can build the motor. Someone put this together. I can yeah. do it. So I was like, I'm not going to spend, I think back then for an S14 swap was like probably 2800 bucks. S15 swap was probably three grand. So I was like, I don't have twenty hundred bucks. Like I can't. I don't want to justify <laughs> buying that. Like I couldn't. So I got that SR and I was like, I'm gonna put my own together. Because back then my buddy with the SCI was also building his motor because he wanted to put a big turbo on it. So he was like going through the process. So I was like, you know what? I want to build motor too. <laughs> so going back into the street racing thing, back like the street racing that I grew up. I mean, the car scene that I grew up with was heavily into street racing. So. Having a build motor was like a big deal, you know. It was like, like you're a badass, like you, your car is powerful, like yeah. it, it's sick. Like engine, having a build engine, like you're you're the shit. So I wanted that. Like I I wanted to have a build motor in my 240, even though I didn't need a, a build motor to yeah. have an SR. But like I was like, I want to have like like a sick motor. Well, you're also just getting into it. I feel like we all make these same. I'm not gonna call them mistakes, but sometimes they're mistakes where it's like we just dive in too far, you know? Yes. So that yeah. that's part of like. The, what happened after that so, <laughs> that was because like like i said tough times create strong men oh yeah like easy times create weak men or whatever yeah so i i feel like if i would have bought an sr20 swap dropped it in like how i'm doing right now it, it wouldn't have taught me anything that i would have known now because i had to put my first sr20 together using the parts that i bought for 100 bucks i used a pistons eagle uh, ross pistons I didn't even know what Ross I don't was. Know what Ross, I still don't. They're like an American piston oh, okay. company, so okay. like, they made pistons for SR20. Like I think they were the front wheel drive ones because they were notched for the oil squirter, mm-hmm. and you could tell somebody did that by hand. So <laughs> they probably brought front wheel drive pistons, <laughs> put those in there. It had Eagle rods. I knew of Eagle rods back then because my buddy was like Honda people love Eagle rods, man. Eagle yeah, rod, Eagle rods are good. So it had those. Um, I forgot what bearing. It had King bearings. I remember. Oh yeah, it had the oh, bearings. That's good. It had it didn't have studs, which is what what saved me. We'll get into that later. <laughs> okay. So I I kept the head, which was BC Springs retainers. I kept the pistons and rods, the bearings, and I kept the block. So I bought all that. I brought it home, and then I went on two forty six one classifieds, and I searched for like a, the cheapest SR twenty swap I could find. So I found one that was in Massachusetts that was like burning oil or whatever, and the kid wanted like I think like four hundred bucks. So Hype. It was a, a red top assembled, you know, it was like oily as shit. It was like really good But complete, complete. Yes. Okay. And, uh, I think I had the turbo. Yeah, or it, it, like the long block was there, and like the manifold was off, or like it was like generally everything was there. Uh huh. And it came with like a super hacked up wiring harness. This was before wiring specialties was in business, I think. Okay. And so I bought all that for like four hundred bucks. We picked it up in the Jeep. And then we got home and then I took it all apart and I was just like, okay, like we have to rebuild this motor and I'm going to put the pistons and rods in it. 
So I argued with my dad, you know, that we're changing the pistons and rods. And he's like, no, OEM factory is the best. Like, why would you do that? Nah. <laughs> and then I showed him the clutch and he's like, no, why would you put a six buck? Like, you're supposed to use the full. F-. And I was like, nah, dude. Like, well, your, dad was, your dad was on to something. Yeah. <laughs> like, I get his philosophy. Like, he just fixes stuff OEM and he works on big dump trucks and stuff like that. Yeah. But, like, he doesn't understand the racing, you know. Like, I'm trying yeah. to. Yeah, so, I'm trying to go fast, dad. Yeah. God damn like, it. Yeah, and it, it, dude, it was an argument getting. I wanted to weld the diff, so like when I oh, I was God. first when I first got my car and I learned that it had an open diff, I was like, I need an LSD to drift. So I told my dad, I was like, Dad, can you weld my my differential? And he's like, Oh, you're not doing that. Like those are for people or street race. I know what the fuck you're gonna do. <laughs> he's like, That's gonna break your transmission, blah blah, and all this. Like so, like there was no asking my dad to weld my differential. Yeah, so you're kind of on your own now. Pretty much. So I went on eBay and I found a. 300 ZX C32 differential on eBay for 50 bucks. Damn. And I, I bid it on it and I won it for $50. <laughs> and I was like, no way, I, I won it. <laughs> so it showed up, dude. Like the box was all ripped up and it was like, it was late at night. Like, yeah. I remember going outside and the box was like, the diff was like halfway out. You, you can got tell a good it. memory, man. Dude, it was the best times of my life. Like yeah. I remember that. So I got the diff. That was like my first real mod. So I got it. I put it in, did my first burnout. I filled the rear end like. Skid around, around. And I was like, "Yeah, I have LSD now." So, <laughs> win. That was hype. That was mega hype. And back then, I used to daily the car. So, like, I told my one of the biggest things I told my dad was like that I couldn't drive the car in the snow because it was a one tire fire. So, like, I would get stuck on the snow, which it happened a couple times. Yeah. So was, was that how, was that how you were trying to convince him for the LSD? Yes. Yeah. So, like, I, was, a, I mean, hey, for those kids listening out there, that's the way you convince your parents. Pretty much, I was trying to like. Use the responsible approach, which I mean was also right because I, I shouldn't have been daily driving a welded diff car. Like I don't yeah. agree with welded diffs, but like I also didn't have money. Like fifty bucks is a hey big. Hey man, you deal. gotta do what you gotta do. So I put the LSD in, and you know I was cool. And then I went to the junkyard, and I realized that S four base model S fourteens don't have a rear sway bar. So I I didn't even know that. Yes. What the fuck? Yeah, they don't. I believe it though. That's crazy. Mine didn't come with sway bar either. So, Wait, like for real? No, somebody just took it out of my car. Oh, all right. Well, oh, or maybe it didn't come with it. I'm saying that he should put that back in there. Yeah, yeah. it's very important sway bars. Snappy. So I, like I said, I wanted to like do the things to my car. I wanted to like fix it up. So I went to the junkyard and I found back then J30s were everywhere. Like yeah. back, like early 90s Nissan's was flooded. The junkyard was like an amazing place. I wish I had more money back then. Yeah. <laughs> so. I got the sway bar. I put it in my car, and I felt like a world of a difference. Like it was like holy oh, shit. Wow. Like yeah, because I had like this little back road next to my house where it's like kind of like windy uphill, and like that's the way I still take to work. But like I call that like my my tuning road, where I would like do the mods in my car and like go drive it up really hard up yeah. the road and come back down. That's and, the like, practice. That's yeah, the practice track. <laughs> that was that was the practice run. So I felt my diff there. I felt the weight sway bar there, and that's pretty much how I I started like to get the car basically basic enough to drift like at lebanon yeah so i'll go to lebanon with my vlsd and just fucking drift and then it would fucking open up and it would just be shitty but i had a good time you know i was mad young showing up with 14 inch tires and <laughs> it was great it was great it was it was awesome i lived it so then after that i said i got the motor i got the sr20 so i got the two motors and i was like okay i'm gonna learn to put this thing together because i want to build motor so i've had my dad teach me my dad's a mechanical engineer so he had done an engine rebuild before so mm-hmm. He taught me how to, like, lap the valves. We did, like, the basic at-home stuff. We bought, like, the three-finger home from AutoZone, and we, like, deglazed the cylinders. That's pretty sick. 
and I like I have like pictures of myself like washing the head outside like in the, in the driveway with yep. like a garden hose like yep. just like blasting it like <laughs> I feel the, like we all been there too yeah dude back then mad people talk shit about that and I'm like dude I'm yep. basically doing that nowadays for a living with the air hose <laughs> and putting it on Instagram people love it like yeah dude so. we, we had a block in my driveway and we're just like hosing it off and I sent it to Josh Delis. They'll never let that go. Yeah, no. Dude, they, they'll always bring that up. They're like, remember when you had that block in your driveway and you guys were hosing it off? I'm like, dude, you got to do what you got to do, man. Yeah, I mean, that's the way to do it. That's how we clean blocks at work. Yeah. We wash them with water. So that engine blew up. Anyway, um, <laughs> so yeah, I put that mortar together. Like I said, we did the basic stuff, just re-ring it. Um, we put the same bearings. We put the... Oh, I got shit. Okay. Because the bearings look good. Like, I didn't want to... I also didn't want to buy anything, dude. Like, back then... Yeah, you're trying not to spend a lot of money. Yeah. So, back then, like, my budget was, like, 600 bucks. So, I put that together. I bought the Apexi head gasket because I read that it was, like, the best one back then. So, I bought it. It was, like, the most expensive thing that I bought for it. The most expensive part of the build. Yeah. It was, like, (laughs) 250 bucks or, or 220 back then. So, I put it together... I had to teach myself how to do the valve lash because I knew that rock arms were an issue with SR20. So, how I, the hell did you do this without any tools? That's what I'm saying. I, where was the source of information? So it was all on the internet. Like yeah, I said I, I I started digging up and I went through the FSMs and seeing how the how the SR20 worked, like how the valve, how the rock arms worked, and why 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 would people are having this issue? So I was like, if you do things right, you know, it should be good. So. I went by the FSM. It tells you to buy a $400 indicator tool that like bolts up to the head. Yeah, which I'm still looking for if anyone's got it. So <laughs> I didn't buy it. I was like, no, I'm not spending $400 in this thing. But So I, I found some dude that was like, oh, you can make your own by disassembling a lifter, putting a rod in there, and you know, just buying an indicator from whatever, Harbor Freight for like 20 bucks. Chris is nodding. Yeah. Has this something that you've done? Yeah. At, at my old job, we had a rod welded to an old rocker. That, that's exactly. That's yeah. all it takes, dude. Like so, the, you, so you actually made one. So yeah, I made I made that piece because um, let me see, what's that going? You got to make me one. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, that was before I went to school. So like, I had to teach myself that like a, what how to read a dial dial In, indicator. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So I did that. I made the tool, made my own valve lash, dialed it in. Perfect. And then put the motor together. It had a, a NIST to an EC, Oh, I, I ran in a stock ECU, a T twenty five, and I think it had um. Yeah, it was like that for a little bit. So I ran it. It had a little bit higher compression because I bought the thinner Tomei head gasket. Because like, oh, okay. I was like, oh, I want to up the compression. Like, <laughs> I want to be a badass. Not thinking that I need a tune for this. <laughs> yeah. So I put the thinner head gasket. I put the pistons. I don't know what the hell the pistons compression ratio are. They could have been twelve. For <laughs> yeah, they could have like, been crazy. <laughs> yeah. So put it together and then we fired it up and it it ran. Like, and I was just like, oh my Damn. god, like this thing is awesome. But then it started smoking really bad. Oh fuck! Like Here we go. <laughs> the whole garage filled up with smoke, and this is like a week before the the big Yukon car show. Like back then, I was like big into car shows, so like yeah. I had to make the spring car show. <coughs> Excuse me. So I was like, my buddy was like, "Oh, I just drive it, you know, it's whatever." And I was like, "No, something bad happened with the rings." Like, <coughs> yeah. I was like, I can't. Like, I gotta take this apart. So I had to take it apart again. Found out that I bought. OEM Nissan piston rings for the Ross pistons. Oh, so I didn't know you, you like the pistons were <laughs> unique size. Or I mean, not, no, sorry. Um, the 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 ring package is unique to the pistons. Oh, so even if you are at the same bore size, you can't just slap like OEM pistons. I mean OEM rings on JE pistons and yeah. vice versa. Like it's 
you can gap them, right? But like they're not. Like the ring lengths are designed differently. And there's tolerances to be had on the rings to the piston. Okay. So that's where I failed. I bought OEM piston rings for the Ross pistons, and they they were smoking. They were burning oil. <laughs> so I was like, okay, great. Take it apart again. So I bought a set of JE used JE pistons of somebody on a Nico Club. I bought pist- JE pistons for like two hundred dollars. Thank you. Um, so I got the pistons and I put those pistons in there with the rings. My dad showed me filed the rings. We filed them, and that one ran good. So no more smoking. No more smoking. I was like, okay, thank God, like we got it right. Everything ran good. So I drove it for a little bit with the stock T twenty five stock computer, and then the sketchy wiring harness that I had started like acting up on me. Like it would, it would just freak out. The car would like start like stall and like I would. I remember at one point I shut it off and the car wouldn't shut off. It like stayed running, and it was like, dude, it was like it was possessed. So I freaked out and I was like, you know what? Like I hate half ass shit. Like I. I hate this, like everything about this sucks. So I parked the car and I bit the bullet and I bought a wiring specialty harness back then. Like brand new. It was like four hundred dollars fully loaded. And it was a DET version. So oh no, yeah. No, it was a DET version. I had a DET engine back then. So that made it like drop in. So yeah, it, it dropped into the engine harness and yep. like now there's no electrical issues. Mm-hmm. So I bought a twenty eight seventy one R turbo for like 600 bucks i bought a nist tune ecu for like 300 bucks you're really trying to go fast i know i'm like damn not now this is this escalating is, the, the, here's the downhill yeah, yeah. Like, i mean i had a bill motor so i was like i don't want to be stock turbo like i want to yeah. get my my labor's worth like i want this thing to be fast so yeah i was like the 2871r is the hot ticket is stock location i can use a stock manifold so i bought a 2871r and i bought a a factory log manifold that had a wastegate welded to it <laughs> frankie's setup yeah before. i got that so i bought yeah i bought that and i bought a wastegate because I, I wanted external wastegate i was like yeah, yeah it sounds too. cool like, yeah. yeah i don't care <laughs> so i had that and i think i had it on the t25 for a little bit and it just sounded like ass like little turbos <laughs> with a wastegate is just the worst it's just like, <laughs> like when they open <laughs> up like yeah so i bought the 2071r i bought the supporting mods i think i bought SDI injectors yeah. and Z32 MAF, probably. The Z32 MAF. Back <laughs> then when you can get them at the junkyard, like I used to go to the junkyard all the time. I got all these things for like like 50 Bro, bucks. Z32 MAFs now, that's like gold. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Is it? Yeah, because you want an OEM one. Yeah. So you got to find it used. Those, those ISR fucking MAFs Fuck are terrible. Fuck that. Yeah. They're fucking terrible. Anytime someone tries to buy ISR electric anything, I'm just like... Well, no. Every time I've seen one on a car and like if it's running, it almost doesn't sound good. Like yeah, always. They're, yeah, they just, they never seem to work right. So I always try to sway people away from anything. And then here's JP at the junkyard getting them. Dude, it's, yeah. that's Back a better, then, that's a I think it was idea. like 10 bucks a pop. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Better idea to get old uh, used OE, OEM maps. Yeah. My, or to get opinion. a standalone and get a map sensor. Yeah, that's, that's, the, the that's the goal. So so you got all the map. So now do you slap this in together and it's... <laughs> You made a rocket ship, like so. Yeah, so I put the turbo on it and got the the ECU and and put the little supporting mods on it, and I brought it over to the tuner and that that tuned all my buddy's cars around, and he was like the only guy that I knew. So we got the car tuned. Like he he looked at it and like I don't know, he got kind of like a bad vibe out of the whole car (laughs) setup because like I reused like the PCV pipes, and once you reuse those, like the press fit loses on them, so like they don't really hang on. So it yeah. was kind of like loose in there, and it was like spewing a little bit of oil, oh. and then he was just like calling all the 
bad stuff that was wrong with it. And I was just like, you know, I was pretty embarrassed because I was like, yeah, like, you know, there's some half-assed shit, but like generally the car is okay. Yeah. So that's your first build. Yeah, so don't mind you the, the leaky PCV or the weird catch cans. I use like a thermos for a catch can. Like Pretty I, smart. Metal. Yeah. yeah. Pretty good. I, Better yeah. than a Snapple bottle. So back then I also didn't know anybody that welded. So whenever I, I needed, like I think my my blow-off valve, I bought a Blitz SS blow-off valve, which is yeah. pretty sick for like for my buddy for like 20 bucks. And the flange was like leaky, so I like a JB welded it. And I was, because I didn't know anybody that welded back then. So I JB welded a lot of things that were yeah. intercooler. And it worked out. So, but the dude ended up tuning my car, and it made 330 wheel, 350 torque. Damn, was like, dude. pretty good. Which is dumb, yeah. That shit is probably yeah. fast as fuck. Yeah, he turned it, he tuned it in, like, remember, the, like, it was, like, the 4th of July weekend. Like, he, like, it was, like, 4th of July day. And he's, like, oh, yeah, I got your car tuned. It made, like, 330, 330 so far. And I was, like, oh, my God, no way. So, like, I, I dart over to, like, the tuners and, like. I'm like, yeah, dude, America, they made more fucking torque than horsepower. Like, <laughs> hell yeah. So I was stoked because, like, I did a little bit of work to the car. I, I think I used, like, the front-wheel drive camshafts that I found at the junkyard also of uh, oh. SR20DENA, which are a little bit, I think, um, higher profile. Oh, wow. A little bit, a step above the DET stock cams. That's pretty cool. So it had that little bit of a pep on the cams, and I think I did some port work to the fucking exhaust manifold. I, like, I, shaved. God knows what that looked like. Yeah, no, dude, it was, like, it was sketchy, but, like, I kind of... Had a weird idea, but it worked. Yeah, it made vision. power, dude. It made three thirty wheels. Yeah, it was sick, dude. It was the fastest thing I had, dude. I, I remember I I went to my friend's house. It was downtown Bristol, and I'm like ripping this freaking thing like downtown, and I'm like <laughs> I for, I didn't even put the the shifter cover on yeah, the, yeah, on yeah. the, so the plastic heat coming out. Yeah, heat and like uh, tr- hot tranny fluid. <laughs> that was just, I was so happy, like I was just like ripping on it. Picked up my buddies, you know. That was that was the thing. That was like that was my setup, and it ran. But I never drifted with it because at least I got an event. Yeah, yeah. Because I never trusted it. I knew it wasn't balanced. I knew well, that's smart. I knew things weren't right, and it still didn't run right because when I got it tuned, I got it tuned with a shitty harness. So oh. the new harness kind of like you, you got to get a retune. Yeah. But I just like I was like, dude, I, I can't afford to get a retune. I didn't want to go back to that guy because like yeah. he didn't like my car. And he's gonna make he's gonna roast you when you come in. Yeah. yeah, I told you so. So, but back then I also thought that you know you your cartoon once and that's it, like uh, you're set for life. And so, <laughs> but I learned. So that setup I never trusted it, and like back then I I ran with that setup up until Lime Rock started doing drifting, back when like yeah, Lime Rock was that. first starting, and I think I was in I was I was already going to school. I went to school for machining because um, I was originally going to school. I wanted to go to school for being a, a commercial pilot but i was too young you know like you you're not gonna find a commercial pilot that's like 18 years old flying a transatlantic flight hmm. so i was like i gotta do something in the meantime so i was like i want to be a cop so okay. i was like no and then that was when i realized i like street racing so i was like no i want to <laughs> i want to street race i, wanna, I don't want to be a cop i want to be a bad guy <laughs> so, <laughs> so machine shop it is <laughs> yeah so i i got a job i think i was like cleaning houses so i was like because i wanted a monday to friday job so i could go to the car meets on the weekend Back then, I worked at a CVS, so I they would I was a new guy, so they would put me on the weekends, and I would hate it because that's when the, the car meets happen. It was Friday nights and Saturdays. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not making enough money here. I gotta need a better job. So I found a job on Craigslist as a, like a organic maid, a house service. Okay. So you know, just show up to people's houses and clean, and it was it was like or houses that were already clean because it was like organic. So it was like rich people asking us to come in and like just make things smell what, good. I was gonna say, what's that mean, organic? So we use like we didn't use um chemicals like we use like 
homemade cleaning products. Yeah. That was a thing? I guess. But it's also a thing because, like, people pay good money for that. Yeah. Because, like, like, mainly the thing is, like, we had a lot of special needs clients, so, like, they couldn't couldn't handle, like, bleaches and stuff like that. So it was good for that. That makes sense. Yeah. Not only just to be lavish, like, oh, I got... I know, got That's organic house cleaning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But so, in a sense, like, it was good in that. So. Okay, so you're doing this. So I'm doing that. I have my weekends free. I'm making a little bit more money. Um, So I hated that SR20, and I was like, I'm, I'm parking my car. So I parked my car for, like, two years. And most of my 240 friends were just talking shit, you know. Damn, like, why two years. I would like say me so. right now. I was about to say, damn. Beat you to it. Beat you to it. Whoa. Two years, yeah. And that was like and my daily too at the time. So I I would just drive my parents' Jeep, like this stupid Jeep Cherokee, you know. It just sucked. So I'm just saying two years is a long time when you're that young. You know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's like, you know, and that was all you were, were into, like street racing and having a fast car and drifting. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So I I decided to make the leap onto machining because I needed a better job. And, like, my dad was already working in the machining manufacturing business. So he told me to go to school for that. So I did. Because I was like, when when you're... My end goal was to build my motor, you know, like, have a sick car. But I I wasn't planning on working, like, directly with cars. Because I was like, I don't want to make a hobby out of my my job out of my hobby because it's going to kill it. Another smart thing. So (laughs) aerospace manufacturing pays really well. So I went to school for machining. Or like I did like an apprenticeship because I was going to school for like general studies, like like at random colleges for a while, just like wasting my time. Yeah. So I went to the, the school that offered the machining and I went with the machining program. So I did everything. I They taught me how to read a caliper, how to literally how to use a file and everything like from scratch. It's pretty cool. Yes. So they taught me how to reach blueprints, um, yeah. basic machining, but mainly it was learning how to read calipers read measure stuff really accurately and like that was the biggest thing it yeah. wasn't so much getting to use the machines because i i was afraid of the machines i still didn't know but i knew how to measure now i knew how to read a blueprint measure thousands and stuff so i finished the program and my car was still down so i got a job and then i was i forgot how much i started making i was making like 14 bucks an hour and back then, I was making like I think like eight dollars an hour. And you got a there. job with your degree from the school. Yes. So, okay. well, I got an apprenticeship, and then one of my buddies worked at a machine shop next door, that like also did aerospace. It was like a complex. So he's like, "Oh, whenever you graduate, like come work here because they gave me a bonus, like a thousand dollar bonus if you get somebody hired." Oh yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I was like, "Okay, we'll see what happens." So I I went to school, did the in, the unpaid internship, I learned some stuff, and then. The program was over. I got my certificate, and it was time to get a job. So my, I went to apply to my buddy's job because the place that I did my internship, they ended up laying off a bunch of people. Like it just something happened in between. Okay. So I'm glad I didn't go there. So I went to my buddy's shop, and then the the supervisor there is also Colombian. So like he like liked me, and you know we started talking, and he got me in there. So the company is a contractor of Pratt Whitney. So like we made engine oh, wow. components, like and yeah. we. We were known that machine shop was known to make really complex stuff. Like we made like the oil pump drives and gear drives for like these jet engines, and they're made out of very exotic metals like wasp alloy, Inconel, like stuff that you see like on the space shuttles. Yeah, and the tolerances are ridiculous, and like the shapes are absolutely insane. Like compound angles, like you have to be a very seasoned machinist to like be able to do this type of stuff. Okay, so I got thrown in there because you know they needed somebody, and you know. So I, I picked it up, you know, they started giving me races. I was like making like probably making 18 bucks an hour and 
you know, I, I was like, all right, I'm doing it. I'm learning. Yeah. And I was still not doing my own thing. So I was like, I want a legit built motor. So I went to, I got, I saved up my money. Then I went to Larry's Auto Machine in Groton, Connecticut, which was where my buddy had his a super motor built. Mm-hmm. And they were expensive. Like they were one of the most expensive shops, but I knew that they were race and I knew that they were import shop. So I had them build my SR20. So you pulled the engine out and. Yeah. So I, I pulled okay. that out and then I wanted a, a new engine to be built. And I, I wanted it to be a VET because I had the DET and it was just shitty and it had 28 R on it. And I was like, yeah, this is cool. But like back then I, I forgot to mention that when I ran into the VVLs, I don't know how I ran into them, but like I remember like the valve cover struck yeah. out really hard like the p12 because this is the cover. i mean this is the reason i i knew who you were because you had that engine that engine that's what set me aside from yeah. the crowd and the and your car looked really good <laughs> thank you what's uh what era was it yeah the, i had the full navan yeah arrow yeah yeah then. that's not really common either so yeah it wasn't yeah that's like i that was one of my things i was like i was a navan dude and yeah, like, yeah. but i had a ka so i was like all right whatever but back then i bought the navan the Navan front bumper was like six hundred bucks. I bought it from a dude in Canada. He shipped it. The skirts I paid like four hundred bucks. They shipped from Thailand. When did you start caring about the outside of the car? As soon as possible. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like, you so you did because the whole time we're telling we're having this conversation, I'm like, he seems to be very focused on performance. Yeah, I skipped the whole aero era because um um yeah. No, that was that was when I was younger and I didn't know mechanical stuff, like I said. Like, yeah, and mo- most of the time it's like that that's appearance stuff usually waits till the end anyway because like you're trying to get your car running you're broke you know you don't want to worry about yeah, yeah you don't want to worry did, about the outside engine and suspension first and then the arrow came yeah but I you did but you did want to make it look good i think i did because i had already lowering springs on it they had the tokiko blue struts with like mm-hmm. some yeah. back springs so the car was already kind of low and i wanted the k ran fine it was already five speed, so like I could do KA things, it would be fine. Yeah, I was KA like, things. I just wanted the car to look cool. I wanted the K's wing, K's arrow. I wanted the, oh, Nav- yeah. like I found out about the Navan because I, I wanted to co- do the Kouki front end. That's like what I fell in love with. I fell with that white one, so I wanted that. So I settled yeah. for the Zenki, but then I found about the Navan, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to make the, the Zenki look cool until I can afford a real I like Kouki Zenki front more, end. man. Everybody here likes Zenki yeah. more. Yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm a Kouki guy. <laughs> I'm a Kouki guy. Oh, you are? Yeah. I think JP is too. Uh, well, here's, I mean, thing it is like a the, wing though. That has to be the whole Koki. Yeah. Package. Well, the thing is what really set me aside to love this and Kimura is the fact that when you look at an S14, it's a nineties car. It's a bubbly car. Yep. It is round. Yep. Yes. Thank God. The Koki front end is very sharp. That's why I like it. It makes it look like a new car. Yeah. Yes. But only the front. But if you look at the car, like, say, like, in an angle, like, say, there's my iPhone's the car, and you're looking at the front end, and you can also see the sides, you can see that the back end is really bubbly. Yeah. And that really contrasts to me nowadays. When somebody pointed that out, Yeah, and I mean, ever that's, since... That's what I, I agree with you. But, I mean, the, the wing... The wing makes it sharp. Makes it a little sharper in the back. That's why it needs the wing. Yes. I get it, but... And the rear, like, spats that come on a Koki that are sharper. Yeah, but at the end of the day, that car is round. Like the like the roof line, like like I like when people do the S fifteen front end and the hatch because the hatch has like the kind of like the the wedge type, so like the headlights flow up. Yeah, yeah. And also like when people do, yeah, Kawuki front end like an avert S thirteen. I remember seeing one a long time ago. You're never and gonna sell me on that, but I saw it, but because 
the S13 coupes are are square. They're yeah. more squarish. Yeah. So I thought it looked better on that. I, I get had what you're saying. an S13.4. Wait, so what? It did. did for a very short time, like a month. Bro, it had an RB20 in it. <laughs> yeah, I that, remember now. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> dark, dark times. <laughs> so, yeah. So I like. So the Navan. I was like, damn, the Navan looks really good. Yeah, and, and it uh, works. Back then, I would look up everything that I looked up was Japanese S14s. Like back yeah. then, if you looked up like a nice Enki, it was like on Workmeisters 18s and like had a yeah. Navan front. And usually, I saw like a lot of Australian builds. So they were already like the Navan Arrow. They just okay. put wheels on them and lowered them, and I thought that was super cool. So I was like, I want the Navan front bumper, and I was like, it was like six hundred bucks for a bumper. I was like, that's retarded. That's <laughs> yeah, that's like, crazy. Like, so, how are you gonna spend? You just spent two hundred dollars on a head gasket, and you thought it was the end of the world. So that's what I'm saying. This this down <laughs> this this slope is so slippery because you go from like, yeah, let me piece this together. I'm gonna piece this together, and then now. As time progresses, which is funny because this happens to literally everybody, I feel like you go from kind of not half-assing everything totally. You're putting effort into it, but then you're like, fuck, let me put in more effort. And that effort comes in the form of money. I knew this was going to be a slippery slippery slope once you brought up that turbo. I and was then, like, oh. But then, so the VE, is that, did you get like a VE or something? Like, So you said you saw, you saw them. So I, I saw them online because I, I was always just researching SR20 stuff. Yeah. I was just like, you know, building motors. And before I decided to part out with the DET was when I saw what the VVL was. And I was like, oh, it's a front-wheel drive engine. But back then, I would go on like JDM Engine Depot and like look up SR20s. And then I would see like DETs, DETs. And then I would see like the front-wheel drive ones. And I would see like SR20 VE. And I'm like, what the fuck is a VE? Yeah. It's like, oh, it's front-wheel drive. Oh, it's 700 bucks. Like, oh, nobody wants that. Like, it's yeah. probably like it's a Sentra engine. But... Then I found out that it was like a really popular, sw- well, not really popular, but like, like the godlike swap. Yeah, like a hybrid conversion that like only like that is like god tier for SR twenty. Well, because correct, and you're the person I want to ask is mm-hmm. the VE has a really high cam lift. Is that true? Yes, like so, a wildly high factory one. It's it's kind of like it's the the B series versions of the. Of the Nissan. So, yeah. like, the DETs are a turbo engine, so they have mild cams and they have a turbo to compensate. But yeah. the VEs just have the better port design. They're made to make more power all motor. That's a Primera. They came in. That was a that engine. They used it a lot in racing. In the Well, they for Primera? the Primeras, they used the DEs. Oh, that's a DE. Yeah. Yes, that but, was still the DE. But the Primera P11 had the Neo VVL. The VE optional. So, like, some of the Primera GTs came with the VE. Mm. But generally, it's a DE, DET car. Oh, okay. So, the D, the VEs kind of, like, came afterwards. And it was only also, like, a CVT tranny. Oh. So, yeah, it was, like, not good for What racing. is that doing in there? That's what yeah. I'm, you know? Like, that's kind of weird. thing is, like, the, the Neo VVL stands for Nissan Eco-Oriented Variable Valve Lift. Oh, informational that's what it stands never for. knew yeah. that if people were, were interested in finding out what that means also the neon rb25 that's what i was about to ask next yeah, is it's that nissan also? eco-oriented so what nissan did is they they i don't know if it was like a law thing or something but they figured out let's make the engine let's optimize the engines and call them eco-friendly because now they're better performing <laughs> they're 
saving more gas, but yeah. at the same time, they have way more performance features and like they make more power. Way more efficient. Yes. Yeah. Quote, unquote. You get better <laughs> gas mileage, but you also, you can floor it and like, you can go really fast. Because uh, a stock V makes almost as much power as a DET does that, with a the turbo. They, they were really, wow, really capable engines, dude. Like when you said God tier, that's like yeah. probably, yeah. Yeah. So the VE, like back then, it was a, a team in Norway. It was TMBS Builder, I think, if I'm saying it right. But they had two VETs, S13s that were drifting. And I remember seeing a video in like 2012 of these cars drifting. And the, the engines just, they were like 900 horsepower engines, like fully built drift cars. <laughs> and the, the way they sounded was just incredible. Like it was just, it sounded like a chainsaw. It was just, you could tell these <laughs> things were revving to the sky, dude. And it was like wastegate screaming. And it was just like, I never heard an S chassis sound like this in my entire life. Yeah. If you go out like on YouTube right now, you can look up T- Team BS Builder and SR22 VET and it'll come up. I'm pretty sure those videos are still up. And that's why I was like, dude, I, I need that. Like I need that sound. And then I found that the valve cover looked cool and I was like, dude, that looks cool as fuck. So it's like sick as fuck. And then like, I realized that it's like a super expensive swap and like it's, really hard. Yeah, it's really, like a pain in the ass. Really custom, really f- fabricating intrusive and so naturally naturally you go, go to <laughs> so that was when i started getting the job i got the the big boy job yeah quote unquote so my first paycheck went to getting the navan from bumper that i always wanted okay. because i had a i had the navan skirts i had the case wing i had the oh cool the navan of Alances, and then i didn't have the um what else did i have oh i didn't have the bumper i had the um the usdm bumper with a usdm lip so I was like, I'm missing the Navan bumper. Uh-huh. So I bought the Navan bumper, 600 bucks. I think it was like my entire paycheck back then. And I was like, sick, I bought it. Now the thing is I can get started on the, on the engine. So I found a local guy named Jamie Marsh, which is my tuner now. Uh-huh. He was a Sentra uh, a guy. Because like, um, actually, one of the local people in the skate park that, we were, that I grew up with next to, he was an older guy, and he had a Sentra back then. And we everybody called him Pops. So like when he found out that I had a 240, he was like, "He's like, oh, you got it." And I told him, "I was like, oh, I want an SR20, blah blah." And he would always tell me, "He's like, oh, you want like the VVL?" And like I was just like, "What's a VVL?" And he's like, "Oh, this is what we have in our Sentras and stuff." And mind you, this dude's like forty something years old. He's not that old, yeah, but he's like old enough, and he still had the Sentra. So that stuck to me. But he's like, "Whenever you want to get into it, let me know, and like I'll hook you up with the people." So. I did the DT, and then I was going to venture into the new build, and I was like, I want to do something crazy. Because mm-hmm. my buddy with the Subaru, he did something crazy. He made his car rear-wheel drive, put a big turbo on it, and like he was like... He made it rear-wheel drive? Yeah. So wow. he was okay. like... He was, <laughs> Meanwhile, the, on the other channel. <laughs> like, yeah, what the fuck? Geez. This is the one, the one friend that I was with, and I think it was great being friends with him because we pushed each other because like he would do crazy shit, and I would want to do crazy shit. And yeah. Like, but he wasn't really into drifting, but like he saw me drift, so he wanted to drift the car. So like that's when he like he was like, Oh, let me make my car real drive for like just for shits and giggles. Yeah. But the main thing was like he wanted to build motor with a big freaking Borg Warner turbo. Big SDI turbo. Like it was sick. It was a fast car. Like, <laughs> so I was like, Okay, now I need like a sick ass build. Yeah. So I was like, Let me let me attempt the VVL. Oh my god. So I hit up Pops and then he's like, Oh, call this dude Jamie Marsh. And then I called Jamie and I told him, I said, Hey man, like Pops sent me over, like, um, I'm trying to build like a VE. Like I always wanted to have a 240 and S14, and then like he gave me the rundown. He's like, I got I got a couple heads for sale. Like come down, meet me in Wallingford in my shop. So okay. I met with up met up with him, and I bought. Actually, I met up with a dude before that was one of his friends. This is like a quest. 
it was a yeah, quest for this engine right now it yeah. is yeah an engine <laughs> that i've never seen before it's only on the internet and like but but you you got the hookup through pops though so that's yeah pops, to the people yeah pops knows again. yeah so i got a hold of jamie and then his oh pops was friends with jamie and mark mark was more of like he was still in the in the in the game mm-hmm. and they were like the um their club was called sr20 deep like d-e-e-p and that was their their club they were like these three racer Honda, uh, sorry, like Sentras. It. Yeah, I like it from too. The early 2000s because they always tell me, it's like, oh, you think you missed the street scene when you were young? It's like, we, like if you saw the Pike when it, how it was like back in 2005 or whatever, it was like, dude, it was like mad cars and everything. It's like, you missed out the good stuff. Yeah. But I got like the last end of it before they retired because like they were, they were the people that I looked up to. Like we the had the same races. situation around us, kind of. Like there was like old heads that drifted too. Yeah. So. But nobody drifted. It was just like all yeah, street, yours is more like street like racing. racing stuff. Yeah. So I I told Pops that yeah, I was going to do the build and stuff because I had the build motor and I had good luck with the DT. And I was like, I think I'm capable of doing like a sick build like mm-hmm. that. So I got, uh, I went and saw Mark. Mark offered me a couple heads. They had bent valves. So back then, like it was like, I think he offered them for like 300 bucks each. And I was like, nah, I'm, I'm looking for something complete that I can just like slap on and go. I'm not trying to do like head work and valve jobs and all this. Like I'm not yeah. trying to ball out that much. So I told him I pass on that. And then Jamie had mint heads still because like he was still messing with the Sentras. So he showed me one that was supposedly good and then 600 bucks. Like this was, this was big bucks for a head back then. Like pretty much what the a motor set cost. Yeah. Which yeah. nowadays, be, I mean, that sounds like. Nowadays, the head is $1,500, $1,600 yeah. for the head itself up to like 2200 bucks. Honestly, so. it's not even that bad for what you uh, get. Frankie, for what you get, put put the wallet away. Um, or, I mean, right, you have right. to build it. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah, it's so. a whole nother pro- Like, it's what is bad. the process now? Like, you get the head and then. So I got the head and I was like, okay, I got to prep the bottom end because I, I realized that you need a VVL oil pump. You need a special VVL pickup tube. I learned a lot of stuff from Massworks. That's when I found out about Massworks was because, like, Massworks had, were the only ones in the States doing the VVL stuff. Okay. And they sold parts for it. So. I was like, I can't afford a Massworks engine. So I, when I had Larry's auto machine in Groton to yeah. the bottom end, they, they machined everything. I put it together at home to save the 400 bucks of assembly. That's how much they charge. Because I was like, I know how to put an engine together. I can yeah. file my own rings. I kept on everything. So I put the motor together. And then I got the head from Jamie. And I sent it to a machine shop to get just resurfaced. And the machine shop told me it had uh, four bent valves. So I was like, great. Like, now this head has four van valves, and I paid double for it <laughs> when I could have bought the other one that had four van valves for 300 bucks. That's so annoying. I didn't know Jamie at the time, so I got mad, you know. And yeah. I was just like, bro, like, you really fucking did this to me, bro. Like, I spent fucking 600 bucks and blah, blah. And, like, we got in this argument because, like, Jamie's also a street racer, so, like, you can't really approach a street racer like that. Yeah. Like, it's like... He's been through some shit, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's not, he's not my age. He can... Yeah, he's like... Oh. So I got up uppity with him and whatever. We fought and then he ended up giving me like four valves or something and yeah, like I mean, that's, whatever. That's good at least. Yeah, we like squashed it for I forgot over what. But he gave me the valves and then I took the valves, I gave them to the dude. He put the he did the valve job on. It was some like really shitty machine shop in Torrington that only did Subaru heads. Subaru mm. jobs. One of those. Okay. So he charged me three hundred bucks for the whole job. You know, like he wrote it in like this 1950s looking like receipt. No, notepad thing. That yeah. Yeah. They have them here in, in, in the show. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They, yeah. they, you do. We you use computers. We use computers. You Come literally on. have 
where the hell is it? There, there, there was this pad here Malcolm's with the yellow paper. It. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's that's the style, dude. And like you walked in there, and like you think our shop was bad. Like no, dude, this place is like I I couldn't recognize the machine. <laughs> like it looked like it was just junk, and now I didn't even look inside. So I don't know if he had a real valve job machine or not. Yeah. Because you don't need a valve job machine to do valve jobs. You can use grinding stones, which yeah. is okay if you're skilled. But but like, isn't that just like you're kind of just dremeling? Yeah, like, that's what I'm picturing when you said grinding stones. Yeah, but I mean, before you gotta think about valve job machines didn't come out up until recently. So okay. val- stone valve jobs were like the how how it was done before valve job machines became more accessible to the public. Yeah, a lot of the headwork stuff seems like it's. It's almost like an art. Yes, it's right? it's more delicate for sure. Like yeah, it's it's very intricate because you're changing shapes. You're, you're yeah versus like the bottom end. You're just honing. But like that's like for me. Cause so I'm very like, um, I don't, don't want to say OCD in the wrong way, but I f- like very OCD, like very perfectionist type mm-hmm. mentality. So I'm yes. like, wait, you're gonna do a, you're gonna do like a, a port job, and you're just gonna, just grind away. With a grinder, like you know what I mean, like that doesn't make sense in my head because yeah. I'm like, how you know if they're exactly the same? I, I totally, I dude, and I'm I'm exactly the same way, and I came in with the same approach, bro. And like now, after doing it myself, it's a whole different thing. Yeah, because um, like I said, yeah, like you say, you grind a little too much in one port. Yeah. So have you seen what fucking intake manifolds look like? They're all over the place. They're all different. So like, why? With a little bit of too much grinding in one cylinder. But I can't it, see those because those are inside the manifold. So. Yeah. <laughs> per se, like, say my Audi right now. It's a five-cylinder. Yeah. It's got this extremely inefficient manifold that, like, the, the rearmost cylinder, number five, is known to run hot in burn valve because it travels literally like like a worm. Yeah. Like the old screensavers in the computer. It goes like that. <laughs> like, pipes. yo. And up into, like, I the wastegate. The pipes. Yes, yeah. the pipes. The pipes. Yo. That's sick. I haven't really remembered that. So yeah. You know, I always think about, about that. So, so it, it runs like that. And that's why it gets that particular sound because of the manifold. Because it's running like shit. It runs unequal. Yeah. It's an unequal <laughs> length. It's like all over the place. It's like yeah. a Subaru. Like the old Subaru. Like yeah. Because like the, the, fun, the, the manifold funnels, the, the pulse is different. So you get these heads back. I got the head back. And well, well I, I was saying with the valve jobs yeah, because yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing. So when you go to a drag racing competition and they're rebuilding the motor on the spot, they're using grinding stones. They're not using a yeah, valve job machine. They don't have a thing. Yeah. So you got to think about val- doing a valve job with a grinding stone can still be skilled, and you can make it look like an, an actual machine did because you use different size stones, different angle stones, so you can manipulate. If you're smart, you can manipulate and you can know geometry. This is all geometry. You can manipulate the angles to get the right sizes, the right I diameters. See this shit done, man. This okay. is like I had it easy because I have a valve job machine and like half the work is done by the cutter. So like yeah. the cutters are, are a form cutter. It's you just take out the cutter. They're literally grinding the angles on. Yeah. Val- what the. F- so imagine grinding like cones, like little circle cones, up until you get like the funnel shapes. Yeah. And if you grind too much, you're gonna make it too wide, and then you're gonna screw the whole thing up. Yeah. So you have to know how to hit the stone. It's it's an art form, dude. It's like like really Michelangelo like type deal. Yeah, that's the way I when I think of headwork. It really is. Like, I, I'm literally like baffled because I'm I'm picturing myself sitting here. Port port jobs are the things that scare me though. Fucking like, like the like, and grinding. that's a tool. Yeah, like I feel like the other the grinding wheel is like, or yeah, the stone rather the stone valve job. So, Jesus. but most people that do, unless it's like a professional, 
Like, they're not going to do a good stone valve job. They do a stone valve job because they don't want to set it up in the machine, get everything dialed in. They can just hit it with, like, the 45. Just hit the 45 angle, grind it clean. Okay. Who knows if it's even concentric. They're just like, ah, oh, it's clean. Good enough. It'll run. It's a Subaru. Yeah. So <laughs> that's why it's not good going through those shops. Uh-huh. Yeah, because they're not being super anal with everything. Yeah. Like, I could have gone in there with my Subaru, like, 2001 Subaru Outback engine. He'd done the valve job with that. I would have been fine. But I was looking for a multi-angle valve job, like performance valve job. And I asked him, and I was like, hey, like, you, you do like multi-angle valve jobs? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I do all that. Oh, shit, he didn't do that. <laughs> so I got the head back. Pain. I got the head back all fixed up, put it together. Put the, it was basically a stock head with N1 cams, resurfaced and barely washed onto the, like, my fully built block, bottom end. So I had that tuned. And unfortunately, a mishap happened in the tuning process. And... Oh, actually, I got it tuned because I got it tuned in a Nistune ECU. Okay. That I still had. Yeah. So, the I guess like the tuner copied the map from the from the Nistune to the AEM back when I bought when I because I landed the AEM on Zilvia for like eight hundred bucks brand new, and I was okay. like I want a real standalone because yeah. like for this build, so copied the map over and you're gonna timing, tell me, you're gonna tell me this fucking engine blew up. No. Timing values were out the roof, and I. I drove it like I drove it to a. I made power in the dyno. I floated it a couple of times. Drove to a car show at Mohegan Sun Casino. Probably like, I don't know, probably 40, 40 miles each way. And I think on the way back, I start hearing like a ticking sound. Oh, like, so I'm like, like hurrying home because like I'm just freaking freaking out. And then I also like one of the, like the uh, coolant nipples like for the throttle body that like mm. usually you cap off came yeah. undone, so like the coolant like spilled out and like now the car's like overheating and shit and I'm like pulling them to a gas station getting water and I'm like bugging out because like like doing this so I get home get to a skate park and the car's just idling and just like and I was like bro really like I didn't know what was happening I thought I was like it sounds like what year was this. Mm, the VE was like 2013. Okay, 2013 was the first early for VVL, what yeah. you were doing yeah but i only got to enjoy that motor for 250 miles <laughs> before right. I, before hey. I realized that and then like 100 of those miles were to drive into the casino and back so what ended up being the problem the tune, the tune. so like i knew something was off like in the inside but yeah. it sounded like like i don't know how to say it. It, it didn't sound bad but it sounded like it was on the inside and i knew like i was, I was fucked yeah so so I was you, really pissed and disappointed. What you end up doing with that? Um, I got back in the car and then I went to my secret tuning road and then oh. I went and fucking floored it and oh, I just went no. up and down. Yeah, dude. Like I was like, I was like, I want to blow this shit up, dude. Like, oh my god, like I'm pissed, dude. Like this, this sucks. Like, I, so I, I, I get that. I totally get that. <laughs> You've oh never my, done that, no, dude. What? Yeah, so it's just knocking. I'm gonna blow it up. No, so, there was, but it wasn't knocking. It was like ticking. Yeah, yeah. like I so something with the head exhaust so, leak. I was like, whatever, dude. I'm just gonna go and like, I'm like, I have to tear this down. I was like, I'm gonna get my fucking money's worth. Like, I only drove this to the casino and back. Like, I'm gonna floor it. So like, I went up and on that little road, dude, which is like doing 50 mile an hour is pretty sketchy. And I was just flooring this thing. It, it dynoed like 420 to the wheels back then at low nice. boost. So smoke it. Yeah, yeah. blazing so, it clearly. I was like roasting tires up and down that fucking road, bro. And then I was like, all right, I guess it's not blowing up. So at the end of the day, and I was like, all right, this is getting sketchy. So I parked oh my it in God. my house. Okay. So you were mad. Yeah. And I was like, all right, this thing didn't blow up. Because like, I, was, I was close to home. I was like, if it explodes, then whatever. It is what it is. Yeah. So I took it home, parked it, took the head off. And then I found the fucking ring land, like literally gone. Like, oh, the wow. top of the piston was like missing. 
like a, a, I would say like a, an eighth of the of the yeah. dome out. And then the rings were like pretty much like dancing up and down. Holy so shit. I was like, okay, that's that's where the sound came from. So I was like, fuck, my brand new bottom end that I just spent thirty two hundred dollars on is gone. So and, and Ma's work parts and all that yeah. shit. So yeah. once again, young me gets pissed off, starts bitching out the tuner. Yeah. Burn that bridge, whatever. <laughs> and God damn it. here I am, mega pissed off. And then whatever, missed out, I think like another the rest of the year. More people are talking shit about me and then talking shit because I was talking shit about their tuner because like that was their tuner. Yeah. So like they were like, oh, you fucked it up. And I was like, no, bro, I didn't fuck it up. So like, but back then I had no reputation of doing anything. Yeah, yeah. So like I couldn't say anything, but I was mad. Like nobody liked me back then. All my 240 friends were like, like hating me. So I became like this little outcast for a minute. Okay. So, but I hung out with my Subaru kid, my Subaru friend, who's yeah. also an outcast from the Subaru world. So like we were like <laughs> these little outcasts building these fucking, okay. building these things. So now you're outcast, blown motor. So... I kept working, and then I was like, you know what? Like, I want the best of the best. I want a mass works engine. Oh, so God. I was like, I'm going to save up my money. Tax return came. I had like five grand saved up. I was like, oh, my God, this is the most money I ever had in my bank account. <laughs> Hell, yeah. So I hit up Massworks, and I, Here was you like, go. I was like, I was like, how much for a, I want an S13 bottom end. I'll send my block or something. I, yeah, I bought an S13 block for like 50 bucks. I was like, I'm going to send a block. I want a S13 bottom end for a ve done with the cp pistons for ve um whatever everything like eagle uh, manly rods this time because they're a little bit fancier so manly rods cp pistons the grocery list and that was it yeah the cp pistons were extremely expensive but that was the only ve piston aside from the je and i had the je's before but um i think i sold those or something i forgot what happened okay so i wanted everything brand new like my buddy did it because like he had a better job so like he had everything brand new and I wanted that too, and also done by Larry's. I mean, by Larry's, but also that motor blew up. Yeah. So now I want Massworks to do it. Like I want. I'm so are they gonna it. do the head too? Um, did I have them do the head at first? I think I might have. Yeah, but it was like a basic, like springs and retainers. Damn. So you shipped all that shit down there? Yeah, I shipped. Well, I think it. They charged like three hundred bucks for the core, and oh. I think for back then I was like, if I buy a block for like fifty to hundred bucks. Ship it down. It's probably gonna be as much as like three hundred dollars. Yeah. It was like over. So I was like, let me just buy the core for through them. Like a fucking badass. Like I thought, fucking <laughs> optional. Yeah, core purchase. Like, yeah, all the options. Yeah, dude. yeah. I'm not. I'm not sending nothing. I just all the condiments. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give me the works. GTIR five hole main bearings. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever studs, everything. Like it's I want. Kind of a cool setup when you think about how they have it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I thought it was. I thought it was like such a baller back then. Like imagine. You could have that in the future, like your own jpshop.com. You just that, go on there and... That, we'll, we'll, we'll make an announcement later. Oh, So okay. stay tuned for that. Yeah. Oh, shit. So we'll make a big announcement. All right, now I'm interested. Yeah, so... Anyways, so yeah, they had the menu, and I was like, yeah, Masswork is the shit. Like, I love them. This is what my dream is to have a Masswork engine. So like, Yeah, yeah. Like, I never... Like, I wanted to drift, but I never wanted to be, like, the best drifter. I never yeah, saw yeah, drifting yeah. competitively. I was like, this is an art form. I'm the this same way. cool. This is, I like doing this. I yeah. need a mile form, but, like, I can't afford this. Be like, a I, pro or I, something. I'd like to be sponsored. I don't want to be like, oh, like, I'm the best of the world. Like, no. I just want to be able to do this as cheaply as possible and, like, be sponsored by Massworks and just get Massworks engines for free. That was my goal. <laughs> that was a goal. That was my fucking goal. Yeah. So... I was like, I'll buy my own Massworks engine and like just build my rep up from there. So I bought all that and then they shipped me the, I, sh- I sent the head. I, that was the only thing I sent. I sent the head that I bought from Jamie Okay. for 300, uh, yeah, the $600 head. I sent it over there 
and I bought the whole block from them, and then they assembled the head. I assembled the block, but they shipped everything in pieces in a pallet. So I got the head bag. I did. I think I just did super tech valves, overstand, uh, oversized yeah. valves, and springs and retainers, basic setup. Put that together, assembled it. Um, then I I pissed off the other tuner, so I couldn't <laughs> go back to him, which was fine because I was just like, you know what? Like I got adventure. Like I'm doing cooler stuff, and I yeah, can't really yeah. go back to him because now I burned that bridge with all those kids. Yeah. So I hit up Jamie, who was also a tuner. So I was like, hey, man, like, would you like I, I squashed the beast w- with him? Yeah. Yeah. Because like that was the biggest thing. So, you know, that got settled and then like he started tuning my car and the car ran great. He so he got it back, put it in. Car ran great. Yep. OK. He tuned it with the AEM. He likes AEM. So the car made power, made like whatever power it was making, like 420 to the wheels. Still couldn't get the waste to work. But that I was like, I'm happy with like what turbo were you running around? The, the same one? 3076R. Oh, okay. I bought, I bought That's kind of bigger. It's yeah. big, yeah. But I wanted, like, my buddy had a Border Warner S362, which yeah, is you're just competing with him. Massive. So, like, I was like, I don't want to be, like, 2071R. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm, I'm on a little bit. But I was like, I don't want, like, a 35R. I want, like, in between. So, yeah. I was like. That was a good turbo. I mean, I should have gone with the 3071, but I was like, 3076. Like, it's a VVL. Like, it's going to be. I wanted to make, like, yeah. 450 wheel. Like, that's it. Cap. Like, cap. Yeah. So, I got that running, and I was like, oh, it's making over 400. Like, I'm happy. So, like, I kept that. And then I started drifting more, like, with that setup. That was, like, my yeah, first th- this turbo. This is when I probably noticed your yes. car or, you know, you on Instagram and everything. Like, that's probably when I noticed. Yeah. I, no, you had that engine, and you were drifting it. So Yeah, so I started. Yeah, I got that engine, and that, that like, kind of blew up because I was the only one around with something yeah. like that. And it was, like, a really ambitious setup. And the thing is, like, I went to school for machining, and then my buddy with the Subaru went to school for welding. So he wanted to become a fabricator. So he did all my intercooler welding. He yeah. made me a custom manifold. To yeah, your down. engine bay setup was sick. It was. There's a lot of custom to it. So like yeah. all the welding, I was able to do from him. So like thankful for him. Like dude, I couldn't have done the VE if it wasn't for him being a welder. Yeah. Because like I had no skills or means to pay anybody to weld my stuff. So yeah, one of my good friends is a welder as well. So. So combined he helps us out a the, lot. The he welder, Ethan. Thank you. Good old Ethan. Yeah, treasure, treasury welders, man. They're really skilled people. And oh yeah. Like I said, <laughs> really thankful for the fabricators. I always yeah, emphasize I'm that. I'm sorry. I'm just laughing because because of how Frankie talks to Ethan sometimes. What? What's wrong? What? I, I don't treasure Ethan. Yeah, yeah. Get back in there and get back to work. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean. Ethan, you know, he gets distracted easily. Sometimes you gotta yeah. like send him. It's you gotta the, be a little part rough. of the craft. It's yeah, part of the craft. Yeah, it is. It's kind of like an art too. So, yeah. so. Anyway, so I was just saying. Oh, so he did the welding for me. So yeah. that was a big advantage of doing the VVL stuff. Um, machining wise, I don't know if I did much to that one myself, other than like doing the valve lash. Well, what I'm wondering now is when, when, because you're still you're still working that job. When do you decide I'm gonna quit this job and work on engines and stuff yeah so that didn't happen up until probably like um, i started working there like 2012 2013 it didn't happen until like 2018 when i quit that job so you were there for a long time yeah yeah because okay. like that that's the job that taught me everything so i started yeah. as an operator then i got to do setups and then like i was doing toolmaker stuff yeah it's pretty much the same shit that uh miyagi and wags did or wax still yeah, does. It's the so same then, machine, basically a machine shop. It's just you're working on crazy shit there. Yes. Yeah. So the thing is, like, where I worked, 
being different than Pratt Winnie is that Pratt Winnie, you're only pressing one button and that's all you're doing. And you're yeah. paying paid a lot of money and you have to travel pretty far from where I was. So I didn't want to do that. I want to, I wanted to know how to set up everything because that's what really pays is the person that sets up the CNC yeah. for the production guys to run. So the guy that I, I went and worked for, like there was a small shop that got bought out by a big corporation. So they had the big contracts. So I learned a lot of that by trial and error. Like we got these contracts and then like, you know, it's just yeah. like figure this out and like i literally had to figure it out yeah so there's some part numbers out there for the new boeing 737 next generation that i literally made all the it's called like a bushing it's like a little like like a round piece that's machine from like Inconel, and it's like a hundred thousand thick and it crushes like a bearing crusher thing and if you look at it it looks like a like a rim like a 12 inch rim yeah but that's what loads the bearings of the engine and that's a very intricate piece. It's got like all these tabs. Tolerances are plus or minus one and all the diameters. And those is. are in planes right now flying around? Yeah, those are. There's two. Yeah, there's one on each engine that preloads the thrust bearings. Guys, this guy built the planes you're in going to different countries. All right. So just he can build your SR. All right. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> that's when I realized I was like, engines, you know what? Like nobody's falling out of the sky. So like, yeah, no one's falling out of the sky. Yeah. All right. For a while at least. And it's <laughs> plus or minus one. When I'm not dealing with plus or minus two tenths. Two tenths is literally like. Yeah. A fraction of a thousandth. So of those, an inch. those are those tolerances. Tolerances are way different. Than are like absolutely ridiculous. Like almost impossible. Okay. So so moving you, to engines was kind of like oh this is a little bit. It's a relaxing. walk in the park. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like. It was insane. So, I worked there. I guess I it paid really well, and it was a Monday to Friday job. So yeah. you know, I started like putting money into my car, getting more stuff done, drifting, going yeah. venturing out. Going to Canaan, came to Club Blues, started like doing more. Yeah, I definitely remember seeing you at Club Blues. And I mean, I also had a couple issues throughout the build. Like I was having issues with the shims on the VBL. So uh, like, okay. it wasn't that reliable. I went to Canaan a couple of times and like I got crippled because of the spit out shim out mm-hmm. at Canaan. And I couldn't find the shim. And I had to get a race stuff and I drove my car from home. So I had to like I was like in the middle of sticks, New Hampshire. Yeah. So it, I was like, dude, I need I need a shimless setup. Okay. So, back then, I don't know much about these heads, but so I get like there's no rocker arm issues. Yeah. The rocker arm issues are taken care of, but now you have the shims. So, so now, now you're now you're spitting shims out. I know. Yeah. I'm like, wait, <laughs> yeah, it's just swapped one for the other. Well, and at least probably... the rocker arm hopefully will pop out, and it hopefully is right mm-hmm. there. And the shims are hopefully where they kind of yeah, the near. shims could go to the bottom of the engine. Yeah, they could drop in there. That's another sto- <laughs> real bad story right there. Yeah. So. <laughs> So yeah, with the D, with the VEs, you eliminate the rocker arm problem. Now the problem becomes the the shims. That's yeah. the weakest link at that point. So and you're revving this thing to what nine grand? Ninety two hundred, I think it was. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. God damn. The N one cams are like two eighty eight duration, two eighty eight exhaust intake. And That's like, so dumb. High. It, it, it is. I got That's my engine back from JP, fuck. and he's like, "Yeah, you can rev that thing to eight. I'm like, "Whoa, slow down." <laughs> no, you said like eighty five or some yeah. shit. Yeah. Oh, I trust it. Yeah. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. like, dude, I don't know if I can do all that. If it makes the power, that's the thing. Like, it's gonna start like Dropping losing off. power. Like, so if yeah. you make power up to like eight, that is grand, an SR too. That's like a regular a SR DET dynograph. Yeah. Yeah. So it starts falling off at like six grand. So yeah. So. But in a VE, like the way it flows and the way the camshaft profiles, you just have to spin it that fast because it's it's like a Honda. It's to rev really high. It's high. Yeah. Through, the, through to the moon. Yeah. Damn, I need that. But you it kind of sucks because it gives you a lot of lag. So I'm okay with that. 
So <laughs> I'm all right. That leads into the other story of the anti-lag setup. But oh Jesus, yeah, Christ. this is all like a, a little snowball effect. Yeah. Of, of fiddling. I don't know if we have all uh, enough time for that for all this. Uh, the, how long have we? We are long right now. Yeah. We're three hours. Yeah. Holy fuck! I'm gonna, we're gonna have to continue this another time. <laughs> yeah, which is great for us because yeah. I want you. To, I'm gonna bring yeah. you back. We're anyway. only at 2013. But, we have another, t- <laughs> t- yeah, another we, ten I, years I, to I'm go. Dead at, yeah, for real. I know. I, I, I never. Were, I didn't know that you were in it that early. Yeah. Like. Yeah, me either. Because because you guys are kind of the same age, and Frankie got in it, and you mentioned years of like. 2012, 2013, not 07. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the internet, yeah, in when those I got five years, it, developed a fuckload. I was nineteen or twenty when I got into like drifting and stuff like that. Like so, your first car was like at high school. Yeah, yeah. And like, not to speed through, but so you got all of this VE stuff under your belt, and then fast forward like eight more years, I guess. To 2018 was that when you started working on it? Yeah, yeah. 2018. See? So then, like, you have all of these years trial tribulations through fucking building this VE. Yeah, and w- when you got this job, I guess give us a little rundown of like why you transitioned to take this job because I believe what you've told me before is you took a pay cut. You know, so I was like in a bad spot mentally. Like, I broke up with my girlfriend at the time, so like my whole life kind of just like shit on itself like yeah but the car was running good so like, oh, that was beautiful it was well, could be yeah. worse that 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 was what kept me like that's kind of what people already like knowing like ojp has the vet like yeah, it's yeah a new yeah. thing and then like i said i wasn't i was in my job I, it was kind of boring it was repetitive and then broke up with a girlfriend at the time and i was like i was like fuck this so moved back home and I was like, you know what? Like, I hate this fucking job. Like, I'm going to fucking shoot myself. I keep working here. I hate it. Yeah, and now yeah. that I, I ha- I'm, like, dealing with a breakup, like, it's even worse. You're like, you know what? Fuck. Well, we already see what JP does when he's upset or angry. He just, he goes full. Builds into- a VE. Like, yeah. <laughs> fuck it, I quit. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, or just pedal to the floor when the engine's making noise. Literally. Yeah, which isn't isn't like me, dude. I'm a, yeah. I'm a calm person. Yeah. Like, very responsible. I show up to work every day, but... I was like, you know what? Like, I'm gonna venture out. So the my buddy that was the the Subaru kid, he knew this of this Subaru guy, man. Yeah, pretty, man. P- pretty important guy yeah, in yeah, your no, life. I'm very thankful, but we're not friends anymore, unfortunately. Oh, God yeah, damn it! Yeah, it was, well, it's okay. It was over a drift accident, so yeah, Ooh, right. that's another. Yeah, okay, we're definitely gonna have you back on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so, so so you ventured out? The Subaru so, guy told me that there was a machine shop locally because like the one in where i had my motor built in groton was like an hour away uh-huh. so i wasn't gonna try and work over there and, they, and i knew they couldn't hire anybody because i tried to work there and i was like hey you guys hire i have some experience doing the aerospace and they're like now we're not looking to hire anybody there's a local shop in bristol too where i live my hometown and they weren't looking for anybody either it was just like a two-people shop mm-hmm. but my buddy with the subaru he's like hey like I've been welding for this dude that builds Volvos, and he has all his Volvos built at this machine shop in Watertown. And I was like, really? And I was like, he's like, yeah, he told me the name. And I was like, I never heard of him. And he's like, I'll just, let's just go down. Like, it's like 15, 20 minutes away. So we went there. and You quit should, your job at this point, or you're, you're no, thinking I, about it? No, I was still working there. Okay. So I went there, and a weird thing is, like, this like this shop doesn't advertise or anything. I, I never knew about it yeah. until this, this got up. So I walk in there, and the first thing I see is an SR20, like, sitting on, like, that little... I don't know if you've ever been to the front door where it's, like, really narrow and people yeah, drop yeah, stuff yeah. off. Yeah. So there was an SR20 dropped off there, like, a block, and I recognized it. I was like, that's an SR20. <laughs> and I was like, 
Mm, weird. That's kind like, of a weird sign. Yeah. So I walked in there and I met the owner, Bill, and then I chatted with him and I asked him. And I was like, hey, like, whatever's going on, I'm, I'm looking for a new job. And like, we talked for like three hours. Yeah. It was a three hour interview. Fire. Yeah. So they love me on the spot, dude. They show me around and they're like, yeah, we build all this. You had a Viper motor, mainly a V8 shop and stuff. Yeah. But I was like, oh, Most yeah. Most machine shops that deal with performance, I feel like. Yeah. There's big ass engines in there. Yeah, he told me he's like, we don't do that much import stuff, but like we do some Subarus here and there, we do some Porsches, and then like some random Hondas that come in. But they're like, it's a shitty town, so you get like all the ghetto Honda people to come yeah. in. Yeah. So, but they were mainly like V8 and stuff, and they were willing to give me a job, so I I took the job, and I told my old job I was like, yeah, I'm quitting, you know, like I hate it here. I'm trying to like do what I like, which is like engine work, and like I want to do that. Yeah. Burn out at the out the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. So they were like, all right, good luck, you know, whatever. So I left there. My brother actually This is kinda cr- this is kinda crazy. It is. <laughs> I'm just saying it. All right. I'm all right. Continue. <laughs> so like me and my worker my brother were working together and then like I said, like I just got in a shitty spot and then I decided to leave. Yeah. So I told him I was like, yeah, I'm gonna put my two weeks in and like, you know, I'm leaving. I wanna do car stuff because that's what I like. I wanna build engines. So at that point, we hadn't discussed pay with my with the new boss, but I just like I was I want to I want to get out of there. Yeah, yeah like I want to yeah. do it. Like how bad could it be? So, <laughs> welcome the to the job. automotive field. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> very. Yeah, I got a kick in the ass right there. <laughs> so I started working, and he's like, I told him how much I was making. Yeah, at the aerospace base, and he's like, oof. He's like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to pay you that much. He's like, he's like, he's like, you're eventually going to get there. He's like. So, I don't know. He gave me the whole rundown of the yeah. small business thing and like, yeah, you know, like, build it up, you know, over time, you know, yeah. prove yourself. So I was like, okay, whatever. He's like, I'm going to give you enough to pay your bills. And then from there, Jeez. like, you can do some side jobs and stuff like that. So I looked at the, I was like, okay, I can do some side jobs and like make up for it. And like, I don't okay, have to pay so for engines. That so. was the, the upside to taking a pay cut. That was the catch. Yes. Yeah. So I started working there. I was like, okay, working with Yeats. Kind of cool. I like. I was fresh in the, in the water, so I was like, I was hyped. Yeah. Then I got my first paycheck, and, and I was like, hmm. oh, boy, like $9 an hour pay cut. So I um, I told my buddy, I was like, yeah, dude, they're paying me this much. Like, yeah. I was like, I can't, dude. I, I'm sorry. Like, and it's like, yeah, no, whatever. It's like, he said, oh, you got to really stay, you know, blah, blah. And I was like, nah, dude, like, I can't. Like, this is this sucks. Like, I started making more than this at my older job. Like, yeah. So... I um I didn't come back. I think I, I told him that I was like I I went back to the, to the place and I told him I think it was at that Thursday we get paid on Wednesdays. So I went in there and I was like I told him I was like hey, I'm sorry but like I can't work for this like this is yeah not not enough. And then they were like all right it's fine we understand. So I left and then I just like I don't know I kept thinking about it. And then Monday came back and then I showed up again. Oh god! <laughs> and then they I got was, him. Yeah, and I was like, he's like, and then the son was like, he's like, oh, JP, you came back. And then he's like, he's like, yeah, man. Like, he's like, I thought about it. I'm going to stay. And it's like, he's like, all right. So I, I would have my... been like, yeah, well, I already quit my fucking job, dude. So, yeah, here I am. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> well, my old job was willing to take me back because oh, they were that shit. desperate. So, like, I was already talking to my old boss. And I was like, hey, man, like, they're paying me this much. Like, I need to come back. Like, I made a mistake. Yeah. So he's yeah, like, I'll right. be right back. Yeah. So I, I was like, all right, I'm coming back next Monday. But I didn't, I didn't go back to the job that I was supposed to. I went back to the engine shop. Instead. Yeah. So 
that was probably a huge pivotal moment in your life. Yeah, dude. it was. You could have taken two different paths. And he still doesn't know if it was the right decision. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could tell. Yeah. No. yeah. Hey, we're at a turning point, bro. But like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. looking really good. It's looking a lot better than it did back then. Yeah. But I remember driving away from the place and like thinking about it. I was like, am I possibly fucking up the best thing that is probably going to happen in my entire life? Right yeah. Now? So Could be. I went back and I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to do this for like a year. Like, yeah. I can show up. Like, the biggest thing, like, I showed up my old job at like fucking five, six in the morning. And I wanted a job where I could show up like eight, eight in the yeah, morning. Yeah. They started. And I thought that was sick. I was like, eight o'clock. Like, I can wake up and like have a breakfast and like yeah. have an easy. So I liked that job. I was like, whatever, make some money. Um, I struggled. Like I said, my, my dad understood that what I was doing. So he was very supportive. My mom was not okay with me taking that big of a pay cut. But my dad yeah. was like, he's doing it for the experience. Like, it'll be worth it. You can always go back to yeah, you what he's doing. You have the experience already. So, so it's like, you know, so I um, I stayed and then, like I said, I started doing work for my buddies and like doing my own things. And then I did the shimless setup on my own. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, the reason why I started working there, one of the biggest push was when I stripped the head stud. Oh, yeah. Which we'll get back. We'll, we'll into that story. So when I when we were speaking about the shims on the VEs, one time I, I, I was doing like a burnout. We were like at a party or something. And then like we were leaving. I did a burnout. And I remember I spit one of the shims out while I was doing the burnout. And then I was like, I hear it. I was like, I hear the tick. And I was like, God damn it. It's a fucking. Let me get out of here really quick. Bro, you can't get away from the shit with SRs. Something's going to be, something's going to pop out. And you're going to be. Thing is like, it was every time I backfired. So it jerks the valves around and that spits the shims out. So I was like, the party was like pretty in the town. So I was like, I'm pretty close to home. I'll just fucking drive home. So I drove home. Yeah. And I fixed it and put the shim back. And then I put the car back together. And. I heard like a weird sound when I started it. It was like a, like a like a scraping sound almost. Mm-hmm. It sounded very weird. I had a weird bad feeling about it. So I I put it back together and I went to like a, a local car meet like in town too. Mm-hmm. So we hung out there and then whatever. It's time to go home. Ten o'clock at night and then on the way home, like I was just driving and not even boosting it. And then I don't know where I just like boom, like everything shuts off. Everything nothing. Oh, like no. I'm trying to like. I'm trying to crank it and it's like like spinning but like like not. Mm. So I pull over into a parking spot and then like I'm like spinning. It's like and it's like and I was like fuck. So I had to get towed. I got towed home. Take it apart and I'm no I'm like looking at things outside and then I take the cam angle sensor. I'm like I think my cam angle sensor is like broken. I thought I broke the shaft on the cam angle sensor. Okay. So I was like I broke the cam angle sensor shaft that rides on the cam. No, that that piece was fine. So I look back more, and then I I noticed that my timing chain's gone. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> oh, there, there, like there is no timing chain. It's so just gone. It, it's gone. It's in the bottom of the block. <sighs> so the shim that I spit out doing that burnout worked its way into the front of the SR20, fell through the front into the lower sprocket, uh, broke f- broke the broke one of the teeth on the sprocket, and then broke the uh, the timing chain like in half so it was still held by half the link but that's what i drove that's where i heard the noise oh that's what that noise God. was was the chain literally like like hanging on so i drove to the meat it, yeah. it, it fell off yeah, yeah. It, it completely like <laughs> fell off it was broken in half Holy that shit. shit probably sounded like the weirdest sound now just, that i'm thinking just about crank it. rotating just, yeah. yeah and then but I got lucky because like it didn't like crunch valves. It wasn't like yeah. a tap. Well, yeah, because now the bottom is yeah. 
So, but I wasn't beating on it. I was like really low RPM. So like that's when it happened. And uh-huh. then it was just like, poof, kiss the valves. And then like, I think I put it back together and it had low compression. Yeah. So I was like, oh, the valves are, are no good. So I had, I sent the head back to Massworks for, to fix two little valves. Like I wish I just sent it to somebody local. Got the head back. I go put the head on. And it didn't hold the 60 pounds of torque. Oh, no. This is my $5,000 bottom end that I bought from Masters. Oh, my heart no. sank, bro. And I was like, I was like, bro, I broke up with my girlfriend. Now my engine's fucked. Like, <laughs> this is like the worst. Like, yeah. this is like, like, I went upstairs and I was like, dude, I think I'm going to sleep on the train tracks tonight. Like, <laughs> I was like freaking out. And I was like, like, I was pacing. I was like fr- bugging out. I was like, dude, I trashed this motor. Like, it's yeah. gone. So and you didn't know that you could oversize them yet or anything. I knew you could, but I didn't want to take the whole thing yeah. apart. Like, Here like we go literally again. start from scratch again. Like. Yeah. So I talked to one of my buddies that like I couldn't do stuff on my own in my own shop. It was like still strictly supervised. So I talked to one of my buddies that was also a machinist at his shop. It was mom and pop owned. And I was yeah. like, hey, buddy, like, do you want to like con- help me convert my shit to half inch 13 on your shop on your bridge board? And like, we'll put it assembled and like we'll mock yeah. it up and te- tape up everything. So he said, yeah, let's do it. So I took the motor. We set it up on blocks because like, you can't okay, set so the SR20 flat on it because the crankshaft hangs lower yeah. than the block itself. So I feel like this was when you first got. That was the biggest push because I was yeah. literally pushed right. into a machine. Now you're in the machine shop. You're, you're looking around. You're like, oh, yeah. okay. Fight or flight, baby. Yeah. So I bought the half-inch 13. Like ha- tapping a half-inch 13 bolt is pretty common thing. Yeah. So I was like, all right, indicate everything. I took six hours to do the whole job. Which is yeah. overly like I was like making sure every hole was like within a tenth. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. centered, even though like you could be pretty crooked. But anyway, I, I did that and I pulled it off and I didn't have to send the thing to Massworks. Awesome. I felt like a badass. I was like, Yeah, I converted my shit to a half inch thirteen, like I can do engine job, like yeah. I can do work on engines, I wanna do this. So that's that's when I, I went yeah. into the into the engine shop. That makes sense. So I happen to be friends. With freaking all the growing YouTubers at that time. So I became friends with Jimmy and Adam Yeah. through my brother because they all biked at the skate park that was local, like literally down the road from me. Yeah. So they like they knew my brother, they knew Jefferson's brother had a two forty. Like it was I came to the skate park and now everybody they saw my car. That skate park is a pretty important place I, in your also life. Also now I feel like you're transitioning into being the old head there. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's this guy, JP. Yeah, yeah, right. He, build, he builds engines and yeah. stuff. Hit him up. Like thing, a, thing is, like this was before I built the. Well, I, I built the engine at home, so like yeah, he put yeah, that yeah. was an engine builder because I built the, I put the thing together at home. So, um, I was the only dude with a car. All my brothers' age were like they were just starting again in the cars. So they were like, "Oh, JP's brother has a sick car. He goes to car meets and street races, badass drifting." I thought I was mad cool. And yeah, I was yeah. Just like, yeah. So, uh, what was I going with this? You're talking about the YouTubers. Oh yeah. So yeah, they were all the YouTubers were friends with my brother. Yeah. Like Adam and Jimmy. And they started getting into cars and then they they built up the YouTube thing and then we kept in touch and then I became more friends with them. Yeah. And we started doing car things together. I started working at the machine shop. Jimmy was about it and he was like I started helping Jimmy with stuff. Yeah. Doing work for Adam and then they started shouting me out and that's when it really started blowing up okay so yeah it was a mixture of all that dude all the connecticut youtube why are all the youtubers in connecticut can anyone tell me this i'm sorry there's some youtubers in north jersey rutherford okay <laughs> i wouldn't call us youtubers but we could be yeah. people said they liked it well it really is because like like you said they're friends 
Yeah. And then if one person starts making it, he'll support the other person. And then before you know it, yeah. I think Adam, Adam was the biggest. Yeah, Adam was the biggest the, one. The one that started the whole ball for everyone. Yeah. So, but Adam was cool with my brother. And like I said, he knew that I had 240 and stuff. So, so that's when you, okay, so now you got this job. Mm-hmm. Your, your Instagram is getting more popular. And now you start. I guess you, this is kind of when you start filming stuff in the shop. And Side jobs and stuff start hopefully pouring in, so now yeah. the pay isn't bad. So, I mean, like, nobody wanted to trust me in working on their motors because, yes. like, you know. I was one of them. Yeah, I was like, Who, who's this dude? Like, I haven't proven anything other than what I have, and I didn't really build it myself. I didn't put it together. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I was just, like, building, like, these V8s, and, like, I got a couple of side jobs, and I was just like, okay. Yeah, well, you're, you're always like, you know, is it, does this person have experience, you know, this and that? Yeah. So that's when I came in and I met my buddy Travis that works there. Like yeah. he, he's, he had been working there for like three years and he actually told me, he was like, dude, like you don't want to work here. Like, dude, you're not going to make any more than 19 bucks an hour here tops. Yeah. So he's like, you should probably go back to your old job. And I was like, you know what, dude, like I can't go back. Like, I think we can pull something off. Like, you know, I think we can get yeah, enough you had side bigger, jobs. Bigger plans than just working yeah. there forever. So that I, I got the first shop job and I split it with him, which was an RB25 for one of my buddies. And, he was like, damn, like, you actually really do know all these people. Because he, he's not into 240. He's got Mark 4R32 Volkswagen, B5 yeah. S4. So he learned all this Nissan, JDM stuff from me. And I told him, I was like, Dude, there's a big market into this. Like, it can be a big thing. Like, if you help me out, like, I just need help, you know. And he was about it. So I, you know, started sharing work. I, I fed him some work. He helped me. And, like, yeah, I needed I needed all the help that I could. Because, like, it was, it, it's very intricate work and stuff. So, the two of us made it, and then, like I said, the YouTubers got bigger. I started doing more work for Jimmy. Adam sending you engines. Yep. Then Adam started sending me stuff. Because Adam had stuff, had people doing stuff in Florida for him. Yeah. So I was like, I, I'm not counting on Adam, like, coming through. Like, he's he's got yeah. everything in his hands. Like, But Jimmy was smaller, so, like, Jimmy came to me, and, like, I did a couple jobs for him. And Jimmy's following came out big time, and then now everybody was coming to me from Jimmy. Yeah. So I started doing more jobs, and then, like, just local people that were drifting also like started getting their motors done because I was the only guy around doing it and they needed a really fast turnaround time. So word of mouth just spread locally and also on the YouTube. Yeah. So it just like blew up to like where it is now. Dude, I'm telling you, your Instagram stories are very important. (laughs) I appreciate that, dude. And I I get a lot of messages. uh, Like people are like, dude, like I look forward to your Instagram stories every day. Like, like, some dude was like, when I found your Instagram, I was like, I found a gold mine. I was like, yeah, because we, uh, most people in the car, I don't want to say car industry, but even drifters, like anyone who's in the cars, we like to learn, obviously, mm-hmm. you know? So with someone who works in a machine shop and is able to, you're basically teaching everyone, you know? Pretty much. So little, little things here and there. I, I like to share the experience. I think what we do is very cool. Like, it's not like... People probably think I'm like a big show off and I just like think I'm like this badass. And I don't think many people think that. There's some people think that because I, I stopped responding to messages because I got overwhelmed. <laughs> so they think I'm like too good for them. But oh, like, yeah. Yeah, I could I could get. Yeah. But the thing is, like, they just don't understand. Yeah. Like, no, it's un, it's unrealistic. You you have to be unfortunately have to be mean and not everybody's going to like you. Good. Yeah. So but like I said, I, I have to do this as this part of the process. You know, like I didn't count on it getting this big. Yeah. And that gets to the other chapter which is it got big enough that by luck of chance i found an investor that's i'm working with and opened up my own shop hell yeah i fucking knew it so <laughs> i was like 
I remember that conversation we had <laughs> where he's like, I'm working on something. Don't say it. Yeah. I, I spilled the beans last time a little bit when you guys came over. Yeah. So, but I, I was, didn't say shit. Didn't say nothing. <laughs> but so, I knew it, though. Yeah. So that, that's the biggest thing. Like He sent me to PRI. He's the one that sent me to PRI. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to keep it confidential. Silent investor. Like It's not who you think it is. A lot of people are like... Oh, I know who it is. Oh, yeah, no, he's gonna no treat one, you really good. I'm no like, one really knows. Yeah, nobody knows. Like, it's actually like extremely. Yeah, and there's a whole other story about how I met this dude and how I because it came through Instagram. Yeah, and but anyways, this, how's that? How's that situation looking? Because last time we spoke, it was like. Uh, I mean, it's going extremely slow. It's just a slow process. Yeah, it's just very slow, but things are moving forward like okay. slowly but surely, like. Um, we got the spot. Now we're just working oh, on cool. a, an agreements and yeah. between the owners. There's two investors, and then they want me to run the shop. And I'm gonna have Travis as the first employee, and then we're eventually gonna hire more people because we're gonna be buried into it yeah. would work, dude. Like once we have once you have a process set up where you can like, oh, you, you know, you hit us up, you do this, and you get you send your engines here. Yes. You know, once the process is smoothed out, mm-hmm. it's gonna be crazy. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, dude, I've been turning away so much work that I'm like, bro, like. Uh, like I need a full time shop to take care of everyone. Yeah. So that's how I became a thing, and then I was like, I, I talked to the investor, and like being under the YouTuber shadows, I'm like, dude, like all the stars are aligned. Yeah. Almost like so, I'm like, yeah, we can do this on our own. Like I have a decent enough farm that I can get enough jobs to support a business, but if we have the YouTubers, like you have the marketing done already, it's, it's it'll be insane, dude. It's yeah. gonna be absolutely insane. That's awesome. Business dude. model. Do you need we, we need everything, dude. I need I need somebody to take care of invoicing. I need somebody to do the payroll because right now I'm doing basically everything. Like I'm I'm the customer service. I'm the machinist. I'm the freaking getting you quotes, talking yeah. to customers, yeah. doing everything. Like turn so. uh, turn Chris's mic off. He's trying to quit. <laughs> He's trying to move over there. I see what you're doing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Well, that's awesome, dude. I'm glad you could share that here because I, I I know. You were on the fence. You're like, I don't know if I should say anything yet, because you know. Yeah, it it like I said, it was time sensitive stuff. So yeah, I didn't want to like buy the saddle without buying the horse. Yeah, yeah, deal. yeah. So I didn't want to get every too hyped up. I mean, like, oh, you know, just talking about it and then like. I mean, hey, happens. if you're saying it on here, that means you're pretty confident that this is gonna happen. So one point five Jay Z sounds real good right oh. now. <laughs> Thing is, like, if this doesn't happen, dude, I'm gonna have to quit and go back to a shitty job. Or you'll find another way to make it happen. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I hate yeah. when he does this. He does this shit on his story all the time. You Bro, actually, you've actually stopped. I know, well because of this. Okay. Because it, it's gotten a lot of faith, but dude, like, there's I been. Up I'd always and downs. go on your story, and it'd be like JP, JP be banging out all this work, and everything be sick, and then it'd be another one where he's just like. Yeah, I'm gonna quit uh, this week. So I'm like, bro, what? Shut the fuck up! You no, quit? Dude, you can't quit. <laughs> like, like the everything looks better on Instagram. Yeah, no, it's, I know you're struggling. This is bad. Like it, the pay's bad. Yeah, yeah it was bad. It's happy. The toilet's bad. The, yeah, the, the toilet's the, bad. Everything's bad. Everything. Yeah. Everything looks good on Instagram. Like we're having fun, but like you know, that, I just upload a little bit. Well, there's one thing about the automotive industry that is better, and that's the people in it and the fun you have in the, in yes, the shop. Yes, That's absolutely. something that you don't really get anywhere else. No, I, I love the people that I work with, dude. And like, quote unquote, no offense, like I work with a bunch of boomers and it's just, <laughs> it's awesome. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's like the funniest thing I like ever, watching dude. your videos and seeing the old guys. And, yeah, and doing, I, I doing try and record them a yeah. lot. And just, you could tell they're like, oh, why, why are you recording me? Yeah, no, they're not. Like, <laughs> I, I keep telling them and I'm like, yeah. I, this, this dude, Bob, and he's like, don't record me, Bob. And I was like, no, dude, like people love this. Like, yeah. I'm talking shit, like all this. And I'm like, no, I'm dude, like, People love. Like, I'm here to see shit. Bob. Like, yeah. All right. So like, let him know. Like, I remember. Yeah. You'd be all right. He, all right, Bob. What are you doing? And he's like, uh. yeah. 
Yeah, no, but no, they're getting better at it though. I could tell. <laughs> yeah, some of them are getting better at Bob, it. Bob is. We have a couple of part timers, so Bob's one of the part timers. The owner's Bill, so he's like the full timer. Okay. I don't really joke with him that much. Yeah. But, the other part-timers and the other older dudes, like, I joke with them. It's just, like yeah. you said, it's the automotive industry. It's just Dude, it's a fun time, man. You hear some crazy shit in the shop, though. God yes. Damn. Yeah. yeah. Oof. Oof. Man, if there was a mic in this office. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the office, too? Damn, all right. Yeah, me and Malcolm get a little rowdy. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that you have that in the future. Hopefully. Dude. We'll be yeah. in the near future. He's got to make this shit happen. Yeah. Like, Pull up those questions. Yeah, let's do some questions right now. I'm curious. It's going to be like... What build should I do? <laughs> yeah, something. let's hope that what's it's my not ring a bunch of like. What's be? my ring cap supposed to be? What's Bro. a what's a five angle valve job? Yeah, watch them be like yeah. thirty different technical day, questions. <laughs> let's see. First thing, let me see how many yeah. there are. I was hoping nobody would an- like ask stuff that you can generally Google because I get I get that floated a lot now. It's just like, what's the torque spec for this? What's this? And I'm like, dude, like really, you can Google Holy that. Fuck. Like, yeah, dude. Like at the end of the day, it's like. JP wants to help everyone out, but like, guys, you got to be realistic. If you can Google some of this information, you probably shouldn't be DMing him. He's got a lot of shit on his plate. I mean, so, you can I, try. I did it. I did it off yeah. the internet, dude. Like, and yeah, there wasn't as much internet as there was back then. I will uh, then definitely let. You want to start with this, Frankie? Or oh, well, you want me to start? I mean, bulletproof ka kat setup question mark. So these are like kind of. I mean, this is a general question, but yeah. just something. So, I mean, like. Right off the bat with a K piston rods. Like that's they have heavy, shitty pistons from factory. Okay. Half counterbalance crankshaft. Doesn't like the RPMs. Oh wow. So what? I never I see, I didn't even know that. <laughs> dropping dropping info right now. <laughs> Yo, yeah. did I should I mean, break that down? KAs are good, but like people gotta understand that KAs weren't designed to be a performance engine. Yeah. It was supposed to have like low end, you know, and just drive. Like It'd it's got strong. a low red line. Yeah. And that's it. Like, you're not supposed to peg limiter off of them. And that's why you see so many dual cams throwing rods left and right because, like, they're unbalanced. Uh, and they just have a shitty rotating assembly. It's not meant for that. It's not like an SR20 where it's a square uh, rotating assembly, fully counterbalanced uh, crankshaft. So, can you even, like, balance that crank really well? Yeah. Yeah. You can balance it. So, okay. like, we, we do the balancing on the crankshaft. And now I think BC sells the stroker kit or, like, a full counterbalance crankshaft for the KA. So, like, okay. that's another hot ticket. But, the K's that we've done, we haven't had any issues, and nobody really revs that high, so, like... Okay, well, there's some info. There's a tip right there. Make sure that shit's balanced, I guess, and pistons and rods. Yeah, so, so pistons, rods, bearings, and, like I said, usually the valve guides are worn, just okay. like an SR20. They're just old engines. Why does JP choose to stick to the SR platform? I love mine, too. I'm just curious. Uh, that's what I wanted, because that's what came in the car originally. Like yeah, I said. It's, you're, you're a purist in that aspect. Yeah, and also the way it handles in the car. Like, it's yeah. like, dude, I, I went from my KA to my SR, dude, and I feel a big difference in the way the front end felt. Wow. So, like, I was like, dude, like, this is great. Like, I like four cylinders. I like little engines. I don't... Yeah, if you put a Jay-Z in there, it would feel a lot different. No, yeah. <laughs> like, I like RB sounds, but like I said, that's why I'm putting the RB on the other street car that I'm not going to drift because, like, I just, I want the power. I want the sound, but yeah. I can't afford an R34, so I'm going to live my R34 broken dreams through that little red car. <laughs> and then, yeah. yeah. Eventually, hopefully, I afford my own R34 and I can do RB things. This so. is Wags. This is a friend of mine. What is the best meat for a taco? Chorizo. Uh, shrimp. Hey, I'm a big shrimp. Yeah, you're taco. a shrimp taco guy. Oh, yeah, interesting. Is, yeah, yeah. Nobody likes lingua. The tongue. Yeah, yeah, tongue. <laughs> yeah, I fuck with that. So, um, Al Pastor tacos too. Oof. They're like oh, pork they're and good. pineapple. God, yeah, they're good. Yeah, that that that's Malcolm's favorite. Yeah, oh. I fuck with that. Yeah, you guys gotta come up and go to the taco truck. <laughs> those this, nah, those those Al Pastor tacos we had in California when we we were literally going to a fucking 
taco spot, like a restaurant, though. And then beforehand, we went to a taco truck. And after, we went to a taco truck. Oh, my God. Same yeah, taco we, truck. We went to a lot of them. Yeah. yeah. One right. of my buddies that lived in California, like the Subaru kid. Yeah. He lived in California. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? You guys, we're going we're gonna to rekindle yeah, that friendship yeah. eventually. So, yeah, he lived in California because he got a job, like, working at a fabrication shop in California, like, doing pretty nice stuff. So, And he came back and told me, he's like, dude, I've had legit Mexican food in California for when I was there doing this taco truck somehow, like, slaps. Yeah. Like, and more, like... <laughs> I mean, that, yeah, I, I meant to do that last time, but I just. Is yeah. that the one? To be honest, I never had a shrimp taco, so I'll Oof, have the first one there. Dude, amazing! Is that yeah. the one that's like on the side of the highway, where it's like a bunch of food trucks? Uh, no, no, this is like behind the mall on oh, Waterbury. Okay. Yeah, it's Next not. Time, I know what you're talking about. Those are that's like a known spot, but this is like a standalone food truck. Oh. Next time we're there, we'll uh, we'll grab it. This guy, he asked, he said, "Share Frankie's backstretch routine." Look, you mentioned it last time. I know. And I, I was know. like, huh. "All right." So, and th- this is Dylan. I, I, I any any leg stretches you can do. Just touch your toes. That's the key. Touch your toes. You could you could do it sitting down. You could do it standing up. Yeah. This is for lower back. So, there you go. JP's already doing hey, it. Hey yo, right. yeah, pretty yeah. It's <laughs> a secret. That's his engine builder secret. Yeah, yeah, I have. It's nothing crazy. So I'm not gonna try my fart. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So any questions that you've already answered, I'm not even going to ask. Like, how do you learn about VVLSR? Yeah, that's, absolutely. We've kind of went over There's that. There's a two-and-a-half-hour segment on this episode about that. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. Now, I'll, let's ask the important ones. What's your favorite cereal? Where the fuck is that Frosted question? Flakes. Frosted Flakes? Okay. Yeah. I can dig that. Favorite game right now? Mm. Maybe video game? It's going to be Car X. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. what's up, Faction yeah. Discord? We're on there. Yeah. Yeah. We we were running comms last night. I was we making were. brackets and shit on a piece of cardboard. We, we actually almost filled a private lobby last night. Yeah, it was kind of fun. Yeah, Yo, no, I'm gonna send you a link to that. Shit. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because you you're in you're in groups with that too, right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Okay. No, we. I mean, it's just like my local buddies, and we just fuck around, get oh, fucked yeah. up on a weekend night, and just like play. And That's exactly and what we do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can have a sick private lobby. <laughs> what's your favorite tool? In the machine shop. Oh. Mm. 10 millimeter socket. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, okay. I was going to say that. Probably acetylene torch. Oh, shit. Yeah. That and the, like the CNC machine. Like, I knew you were going to say CNC. Like, yeah. You can't really argue that freaking $300,000 machine. Yeah. 300000 Yeah. How the fuck did your shop afford that? Uh, it's like it's like four grand a month like for loan and shit. It's like it's insane. Yeah, that's a lot of. Now V8s. I'm not now I'm not gonna brag or anything, but I also did a little bit of my own head work as well. I did valve seals on Jesus my car. Jesus Christ, Carl! And I, I got this tool that you fucking hit the thing. Yeah, yeah, and it yeah. Magnets. Favorite shit. I ever. thought you were gonna say you did like bowl work and like fucking. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. What? Too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, that's supporting. why I daily drive the I car. I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> thing is healthy as well, but that's that's one of my favorite. Things. Yeah. He also asked, "What's the most?" Hated That's the one I wanted you to ask. What do you shop. not like using? Probably the mag, the the yeah, the Magnaflux thing because it's just like really dusty and dirty and like it's like a magnet. Like we used to like check cracks and blocks and oh. heads. So like we put like this like uh, ferrous dust on it, and then like we put the magnet and like you blow the dust out of it. Yeah, and everything but the crack is gonna like blow away so uh, like you can visibly see the cracks ah. yeah I think it's so, yeah, he's he's posted a video once on it, once in a while. Like, I don't do that much clearly because it's like a part timer <laughs> job. So, like, Bob yeah. would do that. Like, they have like just, it's a shitty job, but yeah, we all have to do the shitty jobs eventually. And like, Might yeah, have been story I saw that on. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it was because that's I remember seeing that and I was like, I've never seen this before. Um, what's the 
best advice on maintaining an SR20? This is a great question. Um, oil. Pens oil. Oil, change your filter every other drift event. Like and I'm going to chime in too and say, make sure you actually have oil in it. Yeah. Because Put an oversized oil pan right off the bat. Yeah. Like that's, that's the biggest thing. And uh, I say coolant temps. Watch your coolant temps. Yeah. No, absolutely. Like the tune, like that's the number one thing. Make sure the tune is always good. Don't run a stock ECU. Stock ECUs were tuned for 100 in octane in Japan. Yeah. We're running different gasoline here. We're running into cool pipes. Stock tune, stock tune should be just to drive it, like just to get it to go. Drive it to the tune. Yeah. So I always sharpen up the tune, put an oversized oil pan, and yeah, like I said, just watch the vitals. Hmm. Good to know. Oh my oh, God, no, these no, questions. No, 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 are... no, no. This one, this one, this one. Hey, yeah, don't, don't, don't glance over this one <laughs> yeah, now. You got to send Wild me the bad Steve. ones. No, no, that's a, that's a good question. I like it. This, this is. I will ask this. Okay. From Wild Steve, who will finish their car first, JP or Frankie? This is good. Oof, that's a good one. Do you want to make a bet? Are, are where Frankie? Yours is. Are you guys similar? Like yours, yours is out. Everything is out. Um, yeah, Frankie's car pretty much looks like mine right now. But is oh, yours good assembled comp. yet? Oh, it is kind of assembled. It is assembled. Yeah, the engine. Did you put yours together now? No. No. Oh. I, I said you already oh. did that. I, <laughs> I thought said, like oh. I, I would have been stoked. I would have put it together. <laughs> and stand. I asked him one day. I'm like, "What's? Are you missing anything?" I said no. And he was like, "Nah." I'm like. All right, guys, place your bets. Place your bets. Yeah. I think Frankie because I I'm, I might send I my car JP. out to get the rockers fixed because uh, I had, like, rocker, uh, rocker rot on it from the sunroof. Yeah. So I got a guy that I built a motor for that, like, knows a guy, I don't know, like, the Bronx or something. That, like okay. I guess he fixes a lot oh, of, like, yeah. S chassis rotten. So I was just like, let me do that before I get the car painted. But, I mean, that's kind of the point of the red car was to, like, I know, fill and in. The thing is, now he's got another car. So now... Yeah, he so, might he might get distracted. Yeah, uh-huh. you know? I I might like the DT with the S15 turbo more for drifting. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little scared of all simple. The, setup. It's fun. I simple mean, it's setup. definitely fun. It is. Yeah, but yeah, I miss it. Once you turn that rev limit up to nine grand, and then you see what the rockers do. <laughs> <laughs> just, that's a conservative 300 wheel stock red line. You know, yeah. just, just have fun. You know. Um, what are your thoughts? On a proper 2JZ GENAT 400 horsepower build, is it better than a GTE? So, right off the bat, the GE heads flow better. Yo, somebody said that on another question, and I also yeah. read that on forums. Yeah. But so, then why is it? So, it they have the same intake, but the exhaust ports are different. This is also, it comes to like Frankie's thing of like, how come you, you things aren't the same? So, when you look at a, a GTE head, Mm-hmm. It's got the group, three three, three, three. runners. Yes. yes. So like group them towards the, the twin turbos. Yeah. So oh, yeah. you have very awkward runners on each end, like, you know, facing huh. really awkward shapes. Yeah. So that affects the flow. A GE just comes straight out like a normal cylinder head. Those ports straight out, that's what you want. Yeah. Like, I don't care what anybody on the internet says, dude. Formula One cars are not designed with group headers like that. Everything's a straight shot out. So the GE is the hot ticket. So if you're building, like, the thing is, the GE restricts your uh, exhaust manifold options. Yeah. Because all the manifolds are for GTEs. You're going to have to make some custom shit, probably. Yes. But if you're trying to, like, be the world record, get a GE head and build it. Okay. Fair enough. Interesting. I have one of those. Okay. Yeah, I see the other question with the head. Okay. Um, what is your... Well, I want to I'm gonna, I wanna ask that one next because that kind of piggybacks off of the information. Well, he like, kind of just explained it, right? Yeah, but the sound of a 1J... So, the, there's another question here. Why is a 1JZ so good, but yet I hear that the heads don't flow 
as well as a GE. And yeah. like now that's I guess for the that's because of the grouping, but like almost like the intake noise, maybe that's because of the intake manifold is not that like crossover shit. I don't know. So that that's part of it for sure. But yeah. the 1J is just different than the, the 2J. Head. Smaller. Yeah, it's a small. The ports are very small. So that's mm. why like it, it's not bad, but it's not like the 2J's a new head is a different well, from yeah. a 1JZ. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Now the runner thing. Now I'm going to be like, yeah, yeah, check that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and absolutely the runners. Just for the record, it's been two minutes. Malcolm put a poll in the chat. There's been five votes, and it's all JP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck know. all you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see what Frankie's engine does. Like that was that was a really intricate build. Like yeah, it seemed like I feel like you were pretty excited about yeah, that. Yeah, I'm stoked. Yeah, yeah. I can't all wait right. to see it. I, still apart. I'll get it done. Shut the fuck up, Chris. Sorry. All right. Sorry. What's the most common problem you run into? This is a very open-ended question but um let's say with most engines that come into the shop they're leaned out they're so detonation yeah. and stuff like that and then you end up needing sleeves and then that that kills the whole process yeah we're the sleeve club over here now i've decided we're just leaving every sr yeah i mean the sleeves are replaceable so like if you sleeve one and you detonate it we'll just put it on the oven pop the sleeve out put a new one in i just feel like it's a lot stronger than Oh, 100%. You know, that aluminum top above yeah. the sleeve that you were telling me about? Yeah. And, like, and in between the cylinders, the water jacket, that's like with the high power ones, that's one of the weaker spots where it splits in between. Yeah. So but at work, we've been doing like welding the top. My boss is really good at welding blocks. So like I've been pushing him to do that for us. Oh, okay. So we did that on Stoneback's engine because he didn't oh, want cool. sleeves. Yeah. But I also wanted it to like, you know, hold. If Tom much. gives you an engine, make him sleeve it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> gotcha, yeah. Tom. I send you the invoice. Yeah. Opinions on 4B11 platform. God damn it, it's Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about those Evo uh, engines? Uh, like I said, fully built. Like I said, yeah, you have to fill them. We've done a few of them through the shop. Like I haven't done any for my friend. Actually, we did one for one of my friends, and like he had a clutch issue. Like the clutch was just not set up right, and like, it wiped the thrust, dude, and it ate oh, the main wow. bearing housing, dude, and like. Had to have my buddy well, uh, no, it's my boss well. you say that because didn't 4G63s have a crank walk issue too? Yes, they do, yeah. That's kind of weird. Yeah, no, it's not relevant to it's that. Not it's different. just like, yeah, yeah. It's, that was this is just all just him. a freak. So, incident. so crank walk can be caused by what like improper input shaft pressure. So, crank walk is weird because like even I don't really understand what it is because. I talked to a couple of people. It's more like an old school term when they term it, like, I thought it's just when it goes like this. Yes, but yeah, yeah. naturally the the engine is supposed to do that. Like if you're if you don't have any thrust play like this on the engine, stop. Like that that's not good. Yeah. You you're supposed to. That's why I tell people first thing you do like grab the crank pulley, pull it, tug on it. It's going to like click. It's not going to move like but it's going to like you're going to feel like a click. Like and it's that's like one of the critical measurements too. 10,000s I think it is the clearance between the thrusts and like that way you know like your clutch isn't binding up the thrust because the, the clutch pressure plate tugs on all that assembly. Yeah. So if your pressure plate is tugging on that and rubbing the the, the crankshaft against the thrust, it's going to wipe the thrust out. Okay. Damn. So. Why do you tell JP about the story you found a crush washer? Oh, I yeah. Mean, so, cause the reason why I ask is because I had this funky-ass clutch set up because I was doing trial and error of a, of a trans swap with a CD. And one day we went to a private day with... Frankie and them, and I accidentally jacked the car up by the pan because it was dark and I was just being reckless. Yeah. And then <laughs> I hit the pan and I heard something, dropped the pan. And there's this U-shaped piece of metal that's, that's been broken the, that's in half, and thrust. it's a thrust washer. That is. I, I looked it up and I was like, what the hell is a thrust washer? <laughs> and I looked where it goes. 
Well, I and, when you called me and I told you. Yeah. yeah. And then you, you were like, that looks like a thrust washer. And the motor was running fine. Like, it was running great. <laughs> so, so, so the Nissan SR20 has two. Yeah. So you were probably riding on one of them. On my, no, I have a JZ. I have an IS. Oh, and a JZ? Hmm. Yeah, there was a, there's a couple more of them. Uh, I was gonna see the is it one J or two J? Two J. It's a G, like it's mm. a. But I thought those were one piece. It was broken in half. Oh, <laughs> the okay. one that the one was broken in half. Yeah, okay. but it was still running fucking mint. Yeah. This is not your engine, is it? It was my old one. Okay, and then I had I was like, okay, this probably means this is on a time limit. <laughs> so <laughs> let me get rid of this. And a buddy, a buddy of a buddy, was like, I have this normal stock one too you could just give me yours and give me 200 bucks and i was like Dude, that's crazy cool i would have been like my, oh all right well, I guess but I'm i never knew what the reason was or or how you can even measure those i guess that's what it is it, yeah well if you I measure the play between the, the i bet yeah. if i tugged on it would do more like factory you're supposed to put an indicator on the back and then like just sear it out like on the flywheel and then just like tug on it and that'll give you like the measurement, mm. and then there's an FSM spec for it. Interesting. So, but the thrust washers is what keeps your crankshaft from, from moving laterally, moving like much. up and down. Yeah. yeah. So you probably broke it from doing like a clutch kick. That, <laughs> that's absolutely horrible on the thrusts. And the Yo, clutch. nah, because yeah. that day Fuck, I remember man. there was no grip. There's Never really thought about that, but you're yeah. right. It's yeah. like and you uh, absolutely. Yeah. I had a super sketchy setup, and like the car wasn't aligned. I remember, guys, check your oil pans for your thrust washers. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. By, <laughs> first of all, don't jack it up by there. Don't like get a good clutch. That the, too. A clutch, like I said, like my buddy's four B eleven. The the clutch cooked the entire build engine because oh it the, it ate the thrust and it ate the mains, and then it had to what get. What kind welded. of clutch was it? Some triple disc crazy. 4B11. Okay. I don't know. He was shooting for like 900 horsepower. I always say, get the clutch you need, not the one you want. Yeah, but, exactly. And eh, that could go both ways. But what I'm saying is, if your car is making 350 foot pounds of torque, you don't need a clutch for 850 foot pounds of torque. Yeah, absolutely. Like, what's the point of adding the added abuse to your drivetrain? Exactly. And, you know, and the pedal field, too. Like. Um, I'm going to skip some of these guys. Sorry, we're running a little late here. Um, but. This guy's name's too good. Flick my bick fifty five. Is JP <laughs> <Frank>. ex- <laughs> is JP excited to drive a slow SR again? Uh, I'm actually very excited, dude. Like I said, it's gonna take me back to like the the, the early times of me having yeah. like a stockish SR. So like I picked up the S fifteen turbo, so hopefully it's like close enough to a twenty eight seventy one R by also being a lot more responsive. I mean, that was my only setup, so I could tell you it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Ball That's what I said. Too. It's a Ball proven bearing. setup, yeah. So like I said, I got a couple of tricks under my sleeve too that I'm, it's not going to be just a basic setup so yeah i clear i feel like you cannot for you personally you would not want it to just you got to throw a little yeah jp yeah, no. magic that, in there. I, i've been spilling the beans on the, on the stories i've been like cutting camshafts and doing like these weird <laughs> things and like hopefully I, a couple people have caught on it and i'm just like yeah it's not gonna be just stuck yeah we're doing some crazy shit. yeah i saw some stuff um there's two questions i'd like to mm-hmm. ask last uh Favorite engine to build from scratch, and why? Uh, probably SR20, dude, just because okay. I know them like the back of my hand. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally, like, well. it's, yeah. yeah. Like, Corey I, Olsen, is that the last question? Yeah, you can ask it. Yes. Uh, wh- who or what as- inspires you right now in your career? Because now, right now, you're just... So far, you've just been fueling your own fire, and Subaru guy has been fucking... You guys just been... <laughs> so, like, if you tell me Subaru guy, I swear to God. 
Yeah, no. I mean, <laughs> I owe a lot to the Subaru guy. Yeah, like, yeah, he's, yeah. He's my buddy, dude. I, I'll build this engine for free whenever he wants. Like, he's got the open door. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. If, yeah man. if we crash into each other drifting, and then come on, he got Subaru mad man, come on back, man. No, no, he's he's cool. I like him. I miss him. But uh, I mean, like I said, doing my own thing. Like I always, like I, it's like I wanted to be like a business owner. I didn't want to like have like work for somebody and be just another freaking tool in the corporate world. Yeah. So having my own business and just making a living out of what I love is like my ultimate goal in life. So if I can pull this off, you know, I'm not looking to make top dollar. I just want to make a decent living, do this, have access to this and just be involved with the, with the cars and building engines and be freaking sick. Like that's my end goal. But I think, I think I, for say like inspiration wise, I think I would say it would be Mr. Junichi from June Auto oh, okay. in Japan. That's, that's somebody who I like. I could say, I mean, I, I don't idolize people that much. Not to say that in a cocky form, but like, you should idolize yourself mostly. Like, you should yeah. build yourself up to be a badass. But there's always role models and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. So I mean, I always looked up to Dai Joshihara S14. He had a Zenki just like mine, and then I was like, dude, I want a setup. When he had the 300 horsepower HKS setup, it was sick. It was a Zenki. Looks sick. And I was like, that's what I want. Like, yeah. And then I looked up to. Like I said, Junauto. Because yeah. they machine everything in-house. They build their own parts. They're like literally like the all-in-one shop. Yeah. And they've they've been around, dude, like with the Supra, the Z32, dude. June's, June's like the ultimate engine builder. Of yeah, like their cars were like literally God-tier again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I also look up a lot to like Smokey Nagata. I grew up watching all those videos, dude. Oh, my dude. God, yes. But he's more so like a tuner versus like June. Junichi, like rest in peace, he... Put the cars together and machines everything makes his own rods makes his own stroker kits camshafts dude yeah like i would love to visit june auto machine shop because it's just an insane place like, dude let's get a trip together man <laughs> let's do a japan trip yeah. we've never been yeah. so yeah. i've never been either like uh yeah i would love to go yeah machine shop and a junkyard and they'll be happy josh delise says he wants to go to the end of the year so get that passport ready oh boy <laughs> i got a lot of work to do yeah <laughs> all right well get us out of here carl um, if you made it this far, thank you so much. Uh, JP, thank you so much for coming. Yeah, thanks for coming here. Man. Thank we you for having me, guys. through traffic today, and also you're going to have to probably drive back. Hope, and well, at least now it'll be quiet. Yeah, yeah. Be, yeah. you have a nice, peaceful. Dude, it's 10. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it, I can't believe I've been here. I left at like 3 o'clock. <laughs> hey, it's been a long day. Yeah. You just did a flight. You just did an international flight. Just Dude, now. I know. It's been a crazy day. I just I yeah. know, off work. I put the clutch pedal on the S14. So I was like, I was like, no, I got, Lo- the, I got something done today. I'm feeling good. <laughs> yeah. Let's go early. Loaded two SRs in the Audi. So yeah, no, I'm just kind of worried to see where I'm going to put those because uh, I have like no room. But mm. uh, I'm going to talk to well, my brother into making no. some money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing your stories and stuff. And and I'm sure everybody loved. There was a decent amount of people in here. There was 42 people in the live stream. Uh, yeah, fifty. Christ, there was fit, the most people that's ever been in live chat. Wow. So I, 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 I do that makes me feel incredible. That, do you have anything you want to say to anybody listening? Um, like I said, well, number one, I I got invited to a couple podcasts, so I'm just gonna say it. Frankie put a gun to my head, so I had to come here and do this one first. <laughs> and I'm also here to pick up parts, so like, yeah, it's yeah. But like so there's it. some other podcasts out there asking for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just work ma- so much. And, you'll like, make it eventually. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like. You guys have been here with me since the start and stuff. So like, and I'm coming here to pick up parts. So like, we all this all worked out great. Yeah, yeah. yeah for Aside sure. from the traffic. Thank you, man. I, I do appreciate you coming out here. So yeah, absolutely. Maybe next one we'll. Uh, hey, maybe the next one we'll have it in a machine shop. 
know yeah you never i know i thought about that too i thought that'd be cool yeah, yeah. we could do that we could do it with travis like I'm sure yeah. travis we could be in here today. we're down let's Whatever. do it yeah go up there and ta- try the taco truck Ooh. yeah and then we'll try the truck yeah. yes sir yeah. but uh thank you guys so much for listening make sure to check us out on uh instagram at faction motorsports as well as youtube faction motorsports as and well where can they check you out uh, uh at jps14 at jp underscore s14 right yeah mm. hey, that's it's been the same the whole time and man. stay tuned on there yeah, JP's obviously going to be making moves soon, and yeah. he and he clearly makes moves. So yeah, yeah. and I'll be they, running into cower alarms and whatever else I run into in my daily life. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the daily life uh, story videos are the best. So, yeah. <laughs> all right, let's go see if anyone's open so we can eat. <laughs> Bro, I'm going home. I think oh, that's fine. I'm going to Juicy Platters. It's late, but thank you guys so much for listening. That's a wrap. Bye. Wow. <laughs> that was a long one. Yeah. But it was a good one. It was a good one for Another sure. Another good one. Yep. Yeah. I mean that I, I don't know, man. I was looking over at Chris. He looked like he might he might have been asleep for a little bit there. That's just Chris. Yeah, I know. But he gets comfortable sitting anywhere. So. And then and then he would be responding to like JP and it would look like he's actually very into the story, <laughs> but you could just tell his eyes were like half awake. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like I'm like Chris. You can't fall asleep when our guests are here. You're not gonna fake it anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we just recorded another podcast yesterday, so we don't really have much to say as far as parts and stuff that we added. Yeah, right? I mean, the only thing that I can say is we have a special announcement. Um, well, the first thing is you're pregnant. <laughs> I'm pregnant. Uh, no, the first thing is <laughs> I believe we just gained another uh, sponsor. So oh yeah. So that's going to be probably next month we start doing that. Okay. Um, you guys will stay tuned and see who it is. It's a local shop here that do, uh, they do wraps and tinting and stuff like that. And they seem pretty legit. So Yeah, they work on a whole bunch of supercars or so. Yeah, supercars, German car. I mean, they even the owner, one of the owners drifts, I'm pretty sure. They all have uh, tuners. Yeah, I think. one guy has a G37, uh, then another, S14. another one has an S14, and they he said they drift them, so... Awesome. I mean, that's how he found out about, about the podcast. That's awesome. Um, in other news, we are starting the Patreon account right now. Ooh. Yeah. We're going to do this right big now. Big announcement. Another yeah. big announcement. We got two tiers so far. We got a $5 tier. We got a $15 tier. First tier... Basically, we're just going to put whatever we feel like on there. We're going to do early episode releases on there for the podcast. We're going to do separate podcast episodes on the Patreon. Um, What else? Any behind-the-scenes stuff we're going to post on there. Uh, Insider info as far as, you know, what brands are doing when they're releasing new products, stuff like that. Pretty much if you want want the, you know, if you want to be the first ones to hear information about what's going on in the industry and the drifting community... That would be the place you want to check it out. The second tier is basically just... It's basically for the people that would want to support us more, just for the hell of it. Yeah, who's got the extra dough. Yeah, but at the same time, when we release new merch, anytime we release new merch, you're basically going to get a care package. So, there's a little bonus in there, but it's not, you know, depending on when we make new merch. And yes, new merch is coming. Yeah, Don't you I fret. now I have to make it, since we made a Patreon. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're going to release this right now. There is going to be a episode on there with Reese Marin, um, because that episode that episode will be coming out later in the month. But just for those that want to hear it now and they don't feel like waiting, 
we're going to put whatever episodes we have on on the Patreon first. That's pretty much it. Awesome. Great news. Yeah. So, uh, guys, if you enjoyed this one with JP, please share it because we're trying to get the word out that we're making these podcasts. So please share it and rate it on whichever platform you're using. And check our YouTube out, too. Thanks. Bye. Bye.